Well, no sound. Sorry, guys. I was muted. Backstage. Thank you for letting me know since we're backstage. Uh, But I can re-ask my question again. So, the question that I had is... (laughs) How do you guys feel about the Xbox tax now at this point? You should be able to hear me now, Joe, uh, Tim, General. Let me know if you can hear me now before I, I, I dive back into it. Just so. Can't uh, delay. Let's go. There we go. There we go. Much better. Everything's good. It's perfect. Perfect. Now, I just want to make sure everybody, no, nobody's having a problem that we're coming through clear. Again, and make sure you can hear me. Sometime. Make sure you can hear me. Please. Steel does sure like to hear mute me all the time. So. I mean, the bars are coming through, so hold, you shouldn't be muted, but uh, we'll definitely see. <laughs> <laughs> Soy Two Bags was like, you you was going off. I wonder what he's saying. Yeah, that's my, my fault, man. Uh, I haven't got my first cup of coffee now, so. Uh, three right. Bits says Xbox tax is fake. <laughs> Hey, you already know. Uh, three man. coming early with the sarcasm. Sarcasm. Like, uh, so let's go. Just like the hot, the well, what? Yeah. Fudge brought up some good points yesterday, talking about cars and whatnot. Because uh, it's yeah. it's definitely like that. There's a lot of people who don't know that certain brands are with under other brands and would downplay certain brands. Um, sure. It's just like the whole Honda and Acura thing, right? Mm. It's like, oh, I got an Acura. You you have a Honda. My car is better than yours. Although we have the exact same car. Label different. Like I said last week, Steel, it's it's a cool kids club thing, man. And it's it doesn't have to be pervasive. It doesn't yeah. have to be like all the time. Like th- again, the conversations around this are generally speaking really obtuse on purpose. And right. they when they talk about it, <laughs> they talk about very specific situations mm-hmm. and things and try to act like everybody's talking about or making an example of this one thing like Destin's video yesterday. And again, I like Destin, so I'm not, I'm not here to come at Destin again. I I like Destin. I just think that the way he went about it, like, Oh, it's all about Starfield, not getting game of the year. No, that's, that's That's been the case. It's it's a wider kind of spectrum. Again, it's Mm -hmm. always black or white steel. Nowadays, conversations are always black and white. It's a wider spectrum than that. It's not pervasive. Yes, you have. Again, as we talked about, it's not all reviewers. It's not a grand conspiracy amongst every single outlet in the industry against xbox or every single you know writer out there against xbox of course not it's not mm. like that it's just a it's per it, it, it is a wide-ranging overall kind of feeling about microsoft and xbox that taints nice. a lot of things right that taints a lot of conversations that comes through in the language used in a lot of articles mm-hmm. that yes in certain situations will have effect on review scores now again to what degree is where the conversation is, right? To what degree is where we can have a debate whether or not it's something that's big or it's just a little thing. Which, but there well, is the overall feeling. That's all. Let me ask you this question, Pong, and I will also pose this to the chat. What's the difference between bias and Xbox tax? Nothing, and that's what that's the other that's the other thing that or again, tax overall. Excuse me. That's that's the thing that happens to shut down conversation. And again. Destin's a part of the industry, right? He has his own Mm -hmm. channel. He does his own Mm -hmm. thing, right? Which is great. But Destin makes a living from this industry. He makes a living off of Mm -hmm. IGN. All legacy media 
across the spectrum, no matter what kind of topic we're talking about, has been in defense mode for years and years because. Yes, especially as they, YouTube has become more prevalent, for sure. Because their power has been whittled and whittled away. Right. And it continues to be whittled away. And little channels like us can sometimes have a bigger voice than even them, right? We have that potential on YouTube and other social media sites to be bigger than them. We already know there's content creators that get more viewers than IGN ever will, right? So they have lost mm -hmm. their power and so they defend themselves. And that's what Destin's doing here. He's defending himself so that that integrity that they think that they still have left. And again, when I say they, I mean, generally overall, there are still some really yeah, the, good yeah, people gaming media, media, overall, gaming, yeah. media overall thinks that they still have, they want to hold on to that as much as possible to the wider audience. And again, it's never about us in this community, the enthusiasts mm -hmm. who already see through the bullshit, who it doesn't matter to, when we talk about these things, it's not like it's affecting us. That's why when Destin and other people say, oh, just don't watch that person. Just don't read that person. Just ignore it. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah, that's the Game Awards show is meaningless. To us, absolutely yeah, it is. But we're not here say. talking yeah, about yeah. that. We're talking about the ripple effect that happens to the wider casuals who don't pay attention to this stuff, who don't know any better. That's who it affects that's the wider reach that obviously all these companies want to get to. Again, Phil's talking about 2 billion, 3 billion people. We don't have 2 billion, 3 billion people in our community. Not in console folks. gaming. And I don't even know <laughs> PC gaming. So no, that's, that's why we talk about this stuff. And that's why, again, when, when they come out to shut down the conversation and say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's Xbox. Again, the language they use is meant to shut down conversation. Oh, mm -hmm. this is insane. Right. Destin kept saying that over over again while saying, you know, I don't have you know, I I don't have anything against any of the people that I brought it up. But then he keeps going back to, oh, it's insane. That's to shut down conversation. And, and again, that's the parts that I don't like. There is mm -hmm. a conversation to be had. We've got factual data on our side that can suggest that there is a bias or an Xbox tax in the wider media that obviously, again, to what degree it affects Xbox is where the discussion is. If you want to take the stance that it's, it, it can have a, only a minimal effect, if anything at all, fine, you can take that stance. But that's where the discussion is to have. Not to say that there is absolutely zero bias in the media and we all are professionals and we all are neutral in these things. Right. Bullshit. We know that's not how it works. We, you know, again, you got to call a spade a spade. So at the end of the day. I mean, I, I I definitely agree with that. It, the thing about the whole the whole Xbox tax thing uh, that bothers me, at least, and it's not specifically just about Xbox. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, it is just the media overall, but it's just yeah. for me what it's more so about. It's like you, you're blatantly ignoring facts and right. information that has been put in front of you for yeah. years. Just because yeah. it, just because Xbox had a successful generation in the 360 and yeah. because they had an impactful game in Halo, even then people doubted what Xbox was bringing to the table. And if they didn't have Halo, Xbox wouldn't be where, where it's at right now as far as brand power or name or there wouldn't have been something to, to keep them in that conversation. Again, Halo literally changed the first person shooter genre, um, especially for console because we prior we didn't think it was possible. Um, and leading into that, Microsoft was already fighting not only the government, but the consumer perception 
on what they were doing with Windows um, because it was very monopolistic, uh, you know, as I mean, they went to court for a lot of those things. So to then go from to go from that to go to what you were dealing with with Xbox again, power on documentary talks about a lot of these things. That's the other thing, too, that bothers me. It's just like. Okay, so now you want me to pretend like there hasn't been people who came out and said that, hey, we tried to go to certain people to cut deals with them and they didn't want to talk, cut deals with us. They wanted to cut deals with Sony. Oh, you wanted me to pretend like we just didn't have a Activision Blizzard deal that came through that went through court proceedings where through the court proceedings, we found out information that Sony has the power to block people from gaining access to certain types of content because of yep. their brand power, because mm -hmm. of their connections, because of their relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's, that's, that's not Sony's fault or that's not anybody's problem. That's the way that it's been. And again, that's the point that I always make and why I always tease about Sony and them being a hardware company. Yep. Because as a hardware company, you let a software company come into an industry that you tried to blatantly block them from, have made it known that you wanted to destroy what they were trying to create. Again, it's in the Pyron documentary. The dude, uh, dudes from Sony uh, themselves are in the documentary. Like this isn't just, a, it wasn't just all Xbox. Mm -hmm. It was multiple people in that conversation that were talking about what was going on throughout that time, along with the more information that we got over the last couple of years with ABK. So you're telling me that all those things didn't happen. Those things didn't create an inherent bias. So now we don't know how the English language works. We've been in, we've been in school for, for years, but now we don't know what metaphors, similes, and different word structure means when you put things out there. And like to Paul's point, it is insane to me to point people to feel like they are insane or they're right. crazy, or right. you don't understand the perspective, especially as being somebody who's been in the industry. And as somebody who's been in the industry, if you're going to tell me, oh no, there's not a, there's not, there hasn't been an inherent bias mm -hmm. and don't understand that that's what people mean by Xbox tags, I feel yeah. like that's disingenuous. To me personally, and shout, I mean, and shout that you know, shout that Destiny makes content, makes making content, got more reach than we yeah. do. Again, he's been with IGN, and he got some hot takes, and he's going he's gonna get those buttons, and he knows how to make people uh, get up on arms if he needs them to, right? By saying right. certain things, especially with who he's connected with. Yep. I do think that at least this most recent one does kind of pull some of his credence away that I was giving him. Sure. Just because of the lack of understanding. You can't force yourself into a community, as an example, as he as it feels like he does sometimes. Um, and I'm again, I'm not just I don't want to make this just about him because there's other people who do this who are tied to other media companies, whether that be Kotaku, whether that be IGN, whether that be Game Informer, whether that be it doesn't matter who it is. Right. These people. Now, because we're in this digital era, people, there's, to your point, again, YouTubers are starting to get more of a mark. Other people, normal people, are putting out information, content, and reviews and talking about things that are from more of a non-bias, because everybody has some not form not of a bias, but, uh, more from an objective standpoint. Sure. Again, we talked about that last week. Um yeah. 
coming from more, more of the objective side of things. And now that that now that's a problem because again, they have also stated and shout out to Ty Guy too because he's one he's yep, another Ty one of those. One. I'm not yep. saying he said this exactly, but yeah. the way that they make it come across is as if. You didn't go to school for journalism. If you didn't go to school to do these things, if you didn't do been in the industry working with these people for X amount of time or have these mm-hmm. connections or whatever else, then you don't have a voice. Yeah. Although these people have a voice and don't know what the hell they're talking about half the time. And when they do, Correct. they insert themselves into the community thinking that they're right on the pulse and you're not. You're... You're you're trying to what 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 has the saying go? You're trying to you got to fake it to make it. You got to you got you fake it to yeah. make it. You know you know saying fake well, it till you they, make they, it. They, they, they float kind of they thing. float above it still, and then they come down right. They come down they from the to. ivory towers when they they do it again. Some are better than others. Some are more involved. Obviously, Destin knows some people. Paris Lily, shout he, out to Paris. He, yeah, shout, they, they've inserted themselves enough where they've got a better understanding than some other people do. Agree, agree. But at the same time, you see the ignorance when they come down, right? You mm-hmm. see you see how, what they've missed when they come down from the ivory tower to try to talk amongst the regular people. You can see how much they haven't paid attention to the current topic or the current conversation when they do these types of videos. And again, it was very apparent as much as Destin has inserted himself into this community at points in times, he still doesn't get it. Like he still doesn't see the full picture. He still has that kind of aloofness to him because he is still a professional quote unquote journalist at IGN who makes a living and he doesn't he doesn't hear all the conversation. He hears bits and pieces and he mm-hmm. picks out even more bits and pieces from that conversation to focus on when that isn't the entirety of what is actually going on or what is actually being discussed down on, you know, down here. And again, I say that just I'm not saying that's 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 the how I feel about it. Um, right. It's how they look at it that they are still above the masses, even those of us that are enthusiasts, even those those of us that talk about it on a regular basis or engage on a regular basis on on social media. They still feel that they they are somehow different than the rest of us, and they know more because they can reach out to these companies and get official, you know, statements. Where as maybe us, as me and Steel, if we reached out to Sony, we 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 we'd be we'd be in the trash bin in our email, right? We, right. We, that that that's just the reality. They still think that is something, and that their opinion is still more valuable than ours. And it, that's where I and go. It, and it mm, could be, and it should on, be, and and. For for people who have been professionally in an industry yeah. for X amount of time, yeah, your your opinion should be a little bit more valued. But the problem with that is that there's there's been that inherent bias that has been in the industry yeah. for so long, and not only that, it's been made blatantly obvious that you guys don't understand what what's going on in gaming either. You may be behind right. the curtain, you may uh, see games, you may talk to certain people, but that doesn't mean that you understand that you understand gaming or care about it to that to that same uh, in that same breath, right? So, sometimes when you've been camping so long in the trees, still yeah, you point. forget there's a whole forest, right? You can't see the you can't can't see the forest through the trees, right? Sometimes when you're so ingrained in it, right, that bubble 
prevents mm-hmm. you from oh, we see this all the time it's nothing oh, yeah. new but but when you're been ingrained in the industry for so long you don't see the bigger picture sometimes you you just mm-hmm. don't because you're you're like oh that's that's not how it is around the couple people I'm around at IGN or how I engage with people like you just don't see the wider you know the bigger picture the the satellite view it gets hard for you to take that satellite view and pull yourself out of you being a professional journalist an IGN guy it's hard for you to pull yourself back and admit when things are wrong again we've seen this time and time again steel it just so happens that a lot of the mistakes that a lot of the language and articles are just so happen, you know, slanted against Xbox. Again, simple things like IGN forgetting to put Xbox as the listed platform yeah, for a lot of games this year. In, multiple times. Jasper the called them out, oh, right? Three bit. Like they've called them out on this stuff and gotten massive backlash from the IGN people for doing so when Jasper's, especially, was completely neutral and just said hey no, was, yeah. think you guys made a mistake and i mean he got slammed as some kind of xbox fanboy and it happened again last night when it was brought up um i don't like the dude but whatever crap gamer made a post about it last night the turncoat that he is obviously he's back to xbox so he made a post about it ign came one of IGN's accounts came in underneath his post and said, this needs community notes. We were understaffed. So we couldn't, we couldn't keep up with all the platforms. There's no excuses. Okay. Yeah. I would have, I would have, there's no excuses. Number one, but I would have, I would have asked them to go ahead and give me proof of mistakes. They made, uh, of missing out PlayStation and Nintendo marks on any game for multi-platform games. Go ahead. Show me where you miss PlayStation and Nintendo. You guys didn't. You got. You guys didn't. It was Xbox, and it was multiple times through the beginning of this year where you were pulling that bullshit. It's just little things like that that are constantly slanted against Xbox. Where That's you go for years, yeah. Yeah, you go. Okay, why is Xbox not important enough to double check? Why is Xbox always the one that gets the mistake made against them? Again, whether conscious or unconscious, bias does exist in the media. There's a reason for it. Yes. Xbox screwed up, lost an entire generation, lost all the momentum they had during the 360 era. Again, these people act like some of us aren't old enough to have been around during the 360 era when Xbox was the cool kid in the room, right? They were one of the cool kids in the room and they turned the mind share around and how the media responded. Sure, there was media members still defending PlayStation, still going out of their way to promote PlayStation. Yes, absolutely, that happened. But more and more of them, because they 360 could not be ignored because the 360 was getting exclusives back then because people didn't want to work with the cell processor, right? Because they had problems getting games out on the PlayStation 3. All of a sudden, they were writing different types of articles about Xbox and about the games Multi, multiplayer was was also yes. a big thing that helped yes. a lot during the That's, 360 again, generation. Gears, Halo, Prime. Like, there were things they, against that, yes. too, that yes. Xbox was getting flack for because of security but, and privacy and all these but other more things. more so, they were getting positive things written about them. Yeah, and of, course, that was, of, course, of course. And that was the time. And again, they for, they don't think we remember those times or old enough to remember the time. that I remember all that. And then Xbox lost the Xbox One generation, period, point blank. PlayStation took over. And my point last night, again, Steel was... A lot of these journalists, the younger journalists, grew up on PlayStation 4 during that, right, or Nintendo, right? And so if, 
again, I would love to see an, an independent survey done of worldwide of all the industry professionals. And I would love to see how many actually own the platforms that they talk about personally. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you that Xbox is this is worldwide is got to be probably maybe 30%, 25% of these professional journalists. And if you're telling me that that would not have an effect on how things are written or how the perception of Xbox is when they write about it. Bullshit. I will tell you bullshit. If it's not something you use personally on a daily basis, if it's not something you engage with ecosystem wise on a daily basis, you are going to have a slant towards it. You are or against it. I should say you're going to have an opinion that when you are forced to go and you know, borrow an Xbox to play one of their exclusives because you got to review it. You not going to tell me that as a human being, you're like, oh, God, I got to go get the Xbox. Fuck it. Really? I got to go play this game. Okay. I got to go review this game. There are going to be a certain percentage of people out there who do automatically have something negative to say before they even turn the Xbox on. It, it, it's just going to happen. You want to you know you want to know what's you know what's you know the other crazy yeah. thing that I know that there's an inherent bias there. Yep. And uh, this may just, this may just be a cultural thing. Um, and maybe it's just a thing because I've been in gaming for quite some time, and I'm I am of the younger generation. So me and me and friends and other people around me um, had been involved with this. But the same way that people see Apple to Android, right? Oh, Apple's the pop more popular device. So even though, uh, um. Apple's the the better ecosystem. Apple's this. Apple's that. Look, all all the all the great things that people say, right? Yeah. And that, and that's a that's a real thing. The same way people talk about the green bubble thing. If you got an Android versus it's, it's the same conversation. Yep. The reason I bring that up is because if it's po- again, if it is possible there, then why wouldn't it be possible as far as PlayStation and Xbox goes? Mm-hmm. And I can show, I can prove to you that it, that it, that is possible because over the years that I have been a gamer, over the years that I've been um, out in the streets talking to folks, at parties, all these different things, no matter who I've talked to, and I've talked to probably, I probably talked to a million people. I yeah. I, I I feel like at at, at least it, it just it just in my lifetime. Um, it may not quite be that number. I could be over exaggerating for sure, but quite point is, there's been quite a few people. And a lot of yeah. the engagements that I get into, and even the things that you see online, when you bring up Xbox, when you could have potentially got a PlayStation instead, for an example, people yeah. question you. Oh, why'd you get an right. Xbox? Oh, right. ew, what, Xbox? Why would you? Why? Why would you do that? There are popular people on YouTube that do the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, they'll be they'll be on the phone. Hey, well, are you gonna get the Xbox? This, 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 this. No, bro, I'm getting PlayStation. Hmm? Oh, why? Why are you getting a PlayStation? Because it's playstation what do you mean yeah yeah so if if that can be the case and again i'm not saying that that's everybody that's the majority but it has been proven to me over the years that i've been a gamer that that has been the case again no i don't have hard data statistics that i've asked all these different people and over the years i carried around some journal with me and was like okay this person said playstation (laughs) this person said xbox this person said nintendo no that's not what i did but from my consensus from what i have experienced and i would challenge anybody else in chat please let me know what your experience has been but as far as the thing to talk about when you get in the conversation 
most of the time Xbox gets questioned outside of certain games. Yeah. Because again, Xbox still gets labeled labeled as a shooter box, although they've had much more than that for years. But because I still see I still see people go, going back to that. Mm-hmm. But I would challenge you to just let to, to let me know what your experience has been. If your experience has been completely opposite, then great. But then go ask that question to the next person that you have a gaming conversation with. Yay, what has your experience been? And to me, I would probably guarantee you that there is definitely, to Pong's point, there is going to be at bare minimum that 70-30 split. Bare minimum. I think it's going to be higher than that, like 80-20. Yeah. Like Jasper yeah. was kind of hitting to last night. He yeah. was like, oh, be. I think it's more like 85-25 or whichever the case. I, I do think it's more 80-20. Oh, sorry. Uh, Seventy-five, twenty-five. Whatever. Um, whatever. Um, Early morning bath. You got it. You got it. You got it. Um, <laughs> y'all got me. You got me. But uh, <laughs> oh, go, my fucking god. Um, mm. <laughs> but I, I, I bet I can bet you that people are going to inherently have more of a choice towards PlayStation because what they have grown up with, what they know, the brand that they recognize. Um, there's just so many things that fold into that. So they're just to say that the Xbox tax isn't real is disingenuous because all the Xbox tax is now, if you want to take it literal and, <laughs> and be like, Oh, this, <laughs> you guys are saying this, this, no, not that's, that's not, no. that's not. And I think some what people drives, do some people for, for do, sure, right? for sure. Some but people think, do point specifically to starfield not getting a game of the year right, Listen, right, I, right. i'm the, one of the biggest starfield fans out here and i said I it wasn't going to make I, game of the year list i just knew it wasn't going to and i'm not i again i'm not going to fight against it it's a it's a strong year and the mm-hmm. way the media presented it in their reviews i just knew the voting part of that which is the industry was not going to get starfield in there again personally i think it deserves to be there but again, I just knew from a, a satellite view that it wasn't going to happen. How did I know that? Well, because I knew what the general feeling was about Starfield in the people who actually count and vote on it. But again, I'm not going to point to that. I already talked about the Starfield reviews and the languages that were used in mm-hmm. some of the Starfield reviews that are different than other games. So I've already made my point about that, but I'm not even fighting about that. It, Xbox tax to some of us is bigger than that. It's just an overall kind of feel to the whole situation. Sorry. Just- no, you're good. I mean, yeah. it, it's just more so spe- what I was going to say was it just drives me up the wall seeing that people can't draw a line or can't draw mm-hmm. a comparison to what people are trying to say. Yeah. And not everything has to be just said full on, uh, like just completely said in plain words for you to have an understanding of what people are trying to say. Yeah. Yes. I can. I, I get if you're, if, if people aren't taking it well that, Oh, you're just specifically tailoring it toward towards Xbox. Um, but that is what it is. It's an inherent, it's an inherent bias that has been put out into the community over years. And it doesn't matter how much success that Xbox is going to see or Microsoft is going to see. There's always going to be an inherent bias there. Um, fortunately, or unfortunately, because of how they came into the market, how they have worked themselves in mm-hmm. through the market, and now how they're portraying themselves now. Like, you can feel how you want to feel about it. I don't think that buying their way through is the best way. But please, I need somebody to show me, because other people say the same thing. I can't think of a better way for Microsoft to be more competitive and the most the most yeah. the, the things that i do here are oh you should just make good games 
Um, but if you're not getting so credit for it, all these other good games <laughs> that have, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing too. So that goes back <laughs> to that in there. That's what, I said, that's what I said last night. Yes. Xbox has to, they're the only ones with the power to change the right. mind share, right? It, if that they're going to be the ones that do it. But, and again, if you want to say, well, they screwed up last generation. So they've got, as Destin said, they've got to earn their way back to, you know, again, to a popular spot or into the positivity by making our, or Gaz, Gaz has said this too, that he doesn't believe in it and that it's just an excuse, right? And that, that Xbox themselves has to do better and they, we have to continue to push them as we have been. Absolutely. Of course, they're the only ones they are in control of their own destiny. So what's the but excuse my point for PlayStation last, not making multiplayer games? But, is there an excuse for that? Right, right. But exactly. There's always a counter like, hey, but what about this? But my point was, so yeah, Xbox yeah. tumbled down to Xbox Damn. tumbled down the popularity hill, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're going to make it a 90 degree mountain climb back up that they ha- they can't get any credit for anything that they're doing good because no. now this bias or this overall feeling about Xbox is is kind of just sitting there so that when they do finally do something good, they still get knocked down for it, or they still don't get the full credit for it. That makes that climb that much harder and it's working against them. And that's where I'm like, why does it have to be that way? Well, again, that's, that's where we talk about to what degree is this having an effect on them? Right. That's where I think that the real discussion is. So. Um, and people are bringing some good things up in the chat. We're kind of free flowing right now, but uh, Nixie says, "Pong, there are many that don't feel the same about Starfield the way that you do or I." Yeah, it's my game of the year too. Uh, VGAs have never been about doing the most righteous thing, just like most award shows. And for that, uh, before we get into Decados hitting us with the ten bomb, yeah. um, oh, before we, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you take care of that one. Um, before before we get into that, I'll start with uh, what Nixie's saying there. Yeah. But that's been kind of my point with every award show. It doesn't matter. There's Correct. there shouldn't be an excuse for that being ass either or not having more thought or people holding people uh or people holding the ones that are holding these um these kind of award shows and whatnot, or shows just overall, feet to the fire. Uh, it's, it's the same. It's 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 like that with any award show. Nobody it has been consistent, and this and why I think we should continue to be consistent about gaming is because we, as the audience, still have a as much as you guys may want to see that is perceived or not we still have more of an influence than we do on any other form of entertainment. So it's like, as me- as much as we may want to compare this to, oh, it's just like uh, the, the movie awards, just like this awards, just like that. The difference between those and this is that, yes, those should be driven by con- the consumer also, but we're so far out of the loop for that, it is, it is too late. Whereas like in gaming, because there still hasn't been and I think there should still be one in, in movies and stuff too, but because there hasn't been a quote unquote standard. And again, this should be in a lot of things to where this is how you have to, this is how you, sh- how you have to judge the game, these different categories, how you break it down. Yeah. You have a collective score based off of these different sections that you graded it off of. And then, and then going from there. Um, so yeah, it hasn't always been about doing the most righteous thing. It's about doing what's going to get people's attention, the money, and all that good stuff. But it doesn't mean that we can't that you shouldn't say that. Hey, I expect better, and you guys should do better um, as we progress, and if you continue as you continuously do this. 
Um, Tay Talks says there is tax. The tax is there for sure, but it's a social tax. I don't believe it hinders sales review scores. At least I haven't seen any. And Tay, I mean, the only reason why I will disagree with you a little bit there, um, and I do think it's more of a social tax than anything, but the reason I'll say that it does hinder sales because most people, if you're if you're investing into the PlayStation platform, and again, this isn't our problem, this isn't you or your problem as a consumer, uh, but if you have more people invested into the PlayStation ecosystem because PlayStation has made you believe that their ecosystem is more important, just the same way that Apple does it, and at the way Apple's strategy has worked traditionally, which is why the same reason the PlayStation strategy has worked traditionally up to this point, although in gaming there is a little bit more of a flex there, but guys like the consoles are selling three to one four to one that's that is very similar to other to other industries if android didn't have so many different devices it probably would be similar between apple and samsung it actually i think it would be way beyond that just because of how how much people have given faith to apple's mobile ecosystem mm. uh, and which has then in turned into their computer ecosystem again the phone has caused people to go and buy a macbook for an example like that that's because it's all tied into each other and now all these uh you have your google doing it got microsoft doing it and other people are doing the same thing now but it's kind of too late because of how they've worked themselves at least apple how they work themselves into the mind state of the consumer hey and i tell that to people all the time hey if you're not a computer person get an apple device why because it's simple to use it's not going to change much you're going to have what you have and no matter what device you get whether you end up getting a computer or not it's going to be the same coherent experience but if i tell some, if, I, if i'm talking to somebody a little bit more techie i'm gonna say hey maybe you should get an android device just because there is more of the customization there is is more um you can do more things in the environment it can transfer over into what um into your windows and all that good stuff and just like my my, my samsung phone i could turn this phone into a pc whenever i wanted to um as an example through samsung decks now i don't know how efficient it is because i haven't personally used it myself but just knowing that the potential is there that ability is there um does you know kind of kind of adds on it gives me benefits but nobody else may see that right so it's it, it it is it is one of those things but um just to answer the go back to that first question that um nixie was talking to um he made a couple good points here uh i think but the first one uh that i was uh speaking to before you uh dipped off a little bit he said pong uh there aren't many that that don't feel uh that way about starfield as you do yeah. vga's yeah. have never been about doing the righteous thing just like most awards what was no. your take on that no 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 and, and nixie i think we've i think we have covered this a lot right Again, for those of us that pay attention, for those of us that are enthusiasts, right? We know what the VGs, VGAs are. And this goes for any awards, across any entertainment. For Everybody understands what the award shows generally are about. You have your very serious award shows that are peer voted on, right? Like the BAFTAs, like the mm -hmm. Golden Joysticks, et cetera. Or not, the, the Joysticks are fan based. Um, but like the BAFTAs are peer um, reviewed. Like we understand, we I'm talking about us who you know have this level of passion for this industry or or different form of entertainment have a passion for it understand it's about the wider audience and again i don't i'm not being slanderous when i say this the consumer 
hive mind that is out there for the general wider audiences, these award shows, they don't know this, right? They don't understand that it's just pure entertainment at the end of the day. And it's a celebration. It has meaning to the wider audience because those people look to award shows, look to the professionals to be told what they should watch or what they should play or what they should read. And if you're going to try to tell me that these award shows have never had that effect on the wider audience, that that Grammy winning artists careers haven't been built up off of those award shows when all of a sudden the wider audience may not. They're smaller at some time, but all of a sudden they get a Grammy and all of a sudden everybody's got to go listen to their album. I'm going to call you a liar. Of course that's happened or a movie, right. That's gotten Oscar nominations that nobody, maybe the wider audience hadn't looked into yet, but all of a sudden it got Oscar nominations. All of a sudden everybody was talking about that movie. So you had to go see it. You had to be a part of the conversation that happens in this community. Even right. We see that all the time. The hive mind is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And if the award shows weren't important, if the game awards weren't important, the devs and publishers themselves would not plaster their awards all over their boxes after a win. When they go back and they put that physical media copy or they do an advertisement and they push, if the review scores didn't matter, we wouldn't see the devs and publishers posting all the review scores or the highlighted quotes from the reviews. It does matter, right? It is important. Again, it might not be for us personally as gamers and in how we decide what we're going to play. I think we've covered that plenty. Again, still, I could care less. Again, nothing's changed my opinion about Starfield. All the, all the t- down talk about it, all, the, all of that stuff hasn't changed my opinion about Starfield because I know who I am as a gamer, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a free thinker when it comes to that, but the casuals, the wider audiences, it does have an effect on it. And that's what we speak to here. It's not about us. It's not like I feel personally attacked because Starfield wasn't nominated for game of the year. So my, my love for Starfield, right. Wasn't validated because Jeff Keighley and, and, and his crew of voters didn't make a game of the year. Right. I give two shits about that. Right. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. I'll be preaching Starfield love till the day I die. I don't care. Right. So that's not what we talk about here. It does have an effect. And Nixie, you're right. Of course, your previous you had, you had a previous comment um, about how people, a YouTube community content creators that don't play PlayStation. There games you go. Yep. Still yep. talk yep. about it as well. Of course, Steel and I don't own PlayStation right now. Right. We're not a part of that ecosystem. And we talk about PlayStation Give me a reason here, but correct. And I think we've made it clear about why that is. And I think when we come into the conversations, we're talking about it from that angle. I've spent more money lifetime in PlayStation ecosystem than many of these circus clowns out here that talk PlayStation nonstop. In fact, they don't talk PlayStation. They talk Xbox, but they present themselves as PlayStation super fans. I have spent more money than an ecosystem lifetime than any of those dudes. I was there from the beginning. Does that give me more credit more Does that right give to talk more about right it to yeah. talk about it well if you want to talk if you want to set those guidelines then yeah i believe it does but i don't come at it from that standpoint well how i come at it is that again when i call myself a neutral i am if xbox screwed up tomorrow i would have zero problem dropping that ecosystem and walking away from it and going and finding my gaming entertainment elsewhere 
I have zero problem doing that. I'm not a super fan of any of these companies. I'm a fan of gaming in general. And people like to believe that that's impossible. It's not impossible when you grew up with gaming from the start or when you've, when you've experienced all the different ecosystems. I haven't owned the Nintendo since the Super Nintendo. I don't sit here and try to preach like I'm a Nintendo Super fan or that I know better than the Nintendo fans do. I don't. I'm honest with where I'm at with Nintendo and what they need to do to get me back in. Right. And again, switch two might be that thing. But again, you can be neutral in all this. Can you have a preferred bias? Absolutely. Of course. Everybody, right? this generation, everybody does. But you can also still take a neutral standpoint when you look at things. But I t- say it time and time again. Games that Sony is currently producing don't entertain me as much as other games. When a game comes along, that Sony makes that I fall in love with, I'll be the first one out here talking about it, right? Ghost of Tsushima, when it comes to PC, I'm planning on playing it. I'm planning on playing Horizon on PC at some point because I do enjoy the Horizon series. But right now, Sony's first party isn't producing titles that I'm necessarily as excited for as other places are. And that's all there is to it. But again, that doesn't make me naturally hate Sony or go against Sony. I've been very specific in the decisions they've made this generation that I disagree with. So you're right, Nixie, it does happen. It does cut both ways. And of course you can always find examples, you know, again, always be examples, no matter what, even the cool kids get slighted sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of Xbox publications where you could go find reviews of Sony stuff where, yeah, obviously their bias came through and they gave them a Sony tax. Absolutely. Of course. What I'm what we're talking about is Xbox tax because of the position they found themselves in this generation because of what happened last generation, right? The position they found themselves in is so much a greater deficit than any of the other two are experiencing Sony or Nintendo. The Xbox just has this natural deficit. And I think a lot of it is even goes beyond Xbox that it is the Microsoft stuff. No, it is. You were talking about for mm-hmm. sure. Microsoft isn't a cool company. Hasn't been for a long time. Now, Satya has done a lot to change that image, but let's be real. They've been a software company that is known for Excel and Windows and Teams. Nobody gives a shit, okay? They're not an exciting company. They're not a peer gaming company, as some people like to point Nintendo and Sony are, even though both of those companies were much bigger than that and started in different areas than that they still get credit because they've been around longer. Whereas Microsoft won't get that credit because there's just this, a lot of people have an ick when they hear Microsoft, like Microsoft. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. That's great. That still bleeds through to some of these people. And I do believe that there's more people on that side because of last generation on the side of, I just really wouldn't want to play Xbox if I didn't have to, then there are for Sony or Nintendo. And I think that shows up on a regular basis. Again, whether consciously or unconsciously, it's going to happen because that's human nature. That's what it is. So that's what we talk about here. Um, shout out to Country Gentleman coming through. He says, if you have an objective mind, you can speak on any console, regardless of whether or not you own it. Yes. I've spoken to many who own every platform, but seem to do so as to not appear biased. Um, 
And that, that definitely is a good point. Dakota uh, goes on to say also, uh, everyone is biased. There's no line that when bias is not set aside for games, I take that as an issue. And that's and that's definitely my overall issue. And people are somehow also trying to say, well, oh, that doesn't if you take if you remove the bias from games, then how do you give a real game review? You take the review for what it is. You wouldn't have these reviews then where you have something like, as an example, the PlayStation Portal be rated around the same number as a Steam Deck or a ROG Ally or these other devices, and it doesn't even do a tenth of what what that hardware can do. That, 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 as an example, that review doesn't line up. So when does the... when does the review process change? When do you look at that and say, you know what, man, I, I want to give the I want to give the PlayStation Portal an eight. Great, give it an eight. But what else did you give an eight? What other hardware did you give an eight to? Oh, you, you look back and you see the type of hardware that you gave it an eight. And of course, you should treat everything as its own thing. Me and Pong are proponents about that. You know, treat things in a vacuum. You know, try not to be judgmental off of all these other things. Take all these other things into consideration. Just take it for what it is. If I'm going to take it for what it is. I, that doesn't mean that I that I have to be ignorant about other things that preceded it or are that are around it. I have to take it for what it is. And if I take it for what it is in comparison to this other device, oh, it doesn't have all these other things, then I can't rate it at this number because the inherent value isn't, quote unquote, the same. I know that makes it tough. And again, I'm not saying I don't have the answers for how to fix this. I only have suggestions and I haven't seen anybody else necessarily outside of like an ACG and some others. And also, and I only use ACG because he's the main one that comes that I think of when it comes to a buy weight or uh don't buy. Right. Oh, what happened, Paul? Country gentlemen goes Microsoft and Xbox is a mullet. Microsoft is the business in the front with Xbox being the party in the back. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, and like Nick, this goes on to say portals like nothing else out there. The comparison to other devices is nonsensical. I I think to I I personally think to say that is nonsensical because it's an accessory. It it, it is an accessory, and and it is, it is still a piece of hardware that is aiming to do something. Right? Okay, it only does remote play. Okay, like, well, there's other devices that also do that same thing and are right. either. A hundred dollars more, and okay, and I see people bring that up. Oh well, you got to pay X amount of dollars more for that. Oh, I mean, you, sure. You, you said it yourself, Steel, right? That it's potentially Sony withheld some to, to held it back so as to not be compared to those other devices, right? Yeah, absolutely. To kind of put itself in Possibly. its own position so they could yeah. be like, yeah, no, we don't do that stuff. Like, why, why, why are you saying that about? It? We, we don't do that stuff. We never intended to do that. But, stuff, you, but right? the, we are because we the other are. thing about that yeah. is like you can't say, oh, the the comparisons are nonsensical, and but Sony themselves want to use it as a hardware number. So, if you're going to use it as a hardware number now, and now I need to take it a little bit more seriously than even what I was considering before. And he says it's an interactive device that only has remote play, unlike anything other. But Nick's, but PlayStation mm-hmm. themselves said it's a. It's a console. Yeah. So what is it? You're telling you're telling me one thing, but the actual company themselves are saying that they want to consider it as a hardware number. Right. A console. So 
a console number. Excuse me. So I mean, which yep. which one is it? Is it just is it just an interactive device? Is it an accessory, or is it a console? Is it console? It's not a console, but they want to label it as that. And if they can label, if they can choose when they want to label certain things as whatever, shouldn't that make you kind of question other things that you do that you do that with? And I do this in a lot of different aspects of uh, different things that I enjoy. I, I do think about the the deeper side of it. I mean, we're having a podcast, we're having a conversation about it, so it makes sense that we kind of bring all yeah. aspects of it to the table and say, "All right, well, this is the information that I have. What do you think?" That's why we get you guys involved in the chat because. We value your opinion. We want to say, we want to see how you guys are feeling and where you're going. And yes, I do tend to kind of push out, uh, pull out more of the, I would say the, the opposite side of the fence when it comes to comments and Nick's you're typically on that side um, because it does add value to the conversation. It brings up talking points. Okay. Well, that, that's how you feel. I can see that. I've heard that. I can, I, I, I see the point that you're making there. Okay. How about, how do you think about, what do you think about this? Uh, Jacob Novick says, still, I have said it and I will continue to say it. The only thing that can end the bias towards PlayStation is Sue IGN Metro, et cetera. I honestly think so. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's, that's never going to happen, Jacob, because, <laughs> Yeah, that's like, to prove that. to prove again it's all subjective at the end of the right. day again and that, that will always be the defense here whether we like it or not the media is allowed to run editorials 100 of the time including clickbait because it's all subjective it's all opinion based right, right? um you know again and it's it, it's going to be very hard it's to prove anything other than that again you have to kind of read through it again. Language is very important in how things are being used these days. Um, no matter where, you, no matter what kind of article you're reading, you have to be able to pick those things out and understand where that person is coming from. Again, this morning we had an article from Game Rant, right, mm -hmm. where, where they say Starfield is in trouble because because concurrent player numbers are dropping on Steam. Again, Starfield is a single player game. How is Starfield in trouble? Why do you never write articles, as Steele pointed out in the green room, about any other single-player single game's game. numbers dropping, right? It's Starfield, and you use the word trouble. Honestly, this is the stuff where it's just always, again, the majority of the time you can find examples. Destin was arguing this last night that you can find examples against Nintendo and against Sony. Of course you can. Again, it's not a hundred percent. It is not an absolute cabal. They also have a much wider fan that base. meets against Xbox. Correct. But it always just the majority of the time slants against Xbox or its content. And that is just the thing that we look at. Again, it's not ever one specific thing it mm -hmm. is just the overall feeling that if you pull yourself back you can see it slants and yes again xbox did a lot of it themselves by the generation they had last generation but again to continue that trend now when we see good things that's the head scratcher but also it does make sense because of how we saw the media respond to mm -hmm. acquisitions by Microsoft 
for Xbox, right? ABK being the most obvious, we saw a lot of negativity come out. There's a lot of people who hate capitalism in journalism. I am not stating any wild conspiracy theory here, folks. There are a lot of people who have very different feelings and thoughts about capitalism in journalism. And a lot of these game journalists wanted to be political writers, wanted to write for other things, but could not get their foot in the door. So they joined the games media while this entertainment industry was booming because it was an easy in. So they generally don't want to be writing about games in a lot of ways, but they're here, but their Mm -hmm. other There's other biases that also are at play that you have to look at when it comes to situations like the ABK deal, where they might have a different opinion about how capitalism should work, about how unions should work, about how these companies should operate, about layoffs, about all that stuff. You see it come out whenever they get a chance to write about it. Mm -hmm. So, again, that kind of continued that same narrative from the Xbox One generation now. What I'm saying is I would just like to see Xbox not have to climb a freaking mountain wall at a 90 degree angle angle like some Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie, right, to get some glowing support. And again, it's not industry wide. We've seen some great articles, uh, great articles written about Xbox, about the changes they've made. I just want to see that happen more frequently than the other side where Starfield's in trouble because concurrent players are dropping off. Oh my God, Starfield's in trouble. Stop. Just stop with that stuff. Again, it gets you clicks. <laughs> it gets you clicks. Right. And if anybody uh, says I- that it's not clickbait, anybody says that it's not about the clicks, anybody who says these media sites don't depend on, again, shout out to Tiger Travis, he claims that that's not how IGN works. I'm going to call bullshit to your face. I don't care. Show me the data then. Show me your internal numbers. You can't. I understand that. But again, we know how this industry runs now. We're not stupid. Okay. We are not stupid. We might not have the full picture. We might not know every detail, but in general, we have a really, really good idea about how business is done these days in the media, on social media, right? It is about the clicks. The clicks generate ad revenue. That is a big, yeah. Anybody, anybody saying that it's not about clicks and you're, 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 you're trying to sell me something that I don't, I don't believe in that. It's, it's it, it is a, again, we've talked about this before PlayStation being the cool kid in the room, along with Nintendo, they are forgiven. They are given leniency when it comes to their mistakes because nobody wants to go against the cool kids. Nobody wants to stand up to the cool kids. Nobody wants to have access restricted by the cool kid if they speak out against them in a lot of ways. Again, it's not across the board. I've seen articles written against Sony for sure. But again, they are the they are they earn that spot by what they've done, so therefore they are given leniency in certain situations that Xbox is not because Xbox is not the cool kid. Period. Not 1000%. Um uh, well, so what else you got saying in here? Uh, Nix again says, I'll wait for Xbox to get a higher mind share until then, wait and play some <laughs> games in the meantime. Um, yeah. I mean, but we're doing a podcast for a reason, yeah. so I yeah, mean, we talk, we talk about this same. stuff because this is part of the industry and we enjoy it, right? Uh, we we, we, we do enjoy time, this. So. This isn't a 
Oh, fuck, Steel. We got to talk about this shit today. That's not how Steel and I come no. into these shows, man. Again, these shows, these look, discussions are interesting. I like playing armchair, armchair CEO. Some people hate armchair people. I love being an armchair. Y'all listen, to, y'all listen to motherfuckers who don't even care about the content that they're creating or care about even t- getting involved with y'all. So it's like, I mean... Yeah. I don't mind the the back and forth that we have in chat and whatever because I, I again I know where I stand as a gamer. There's nothing that you can tell me or say to me that is going to move me off of my square. And that's what I tell all people. That's why I don't mind going places. Um, it doesn't matter who's chat, doesn't matter whose podcast, doesn't matter who I'm talking to, because it's consistent across the board. Like I stepped into this because I I care I do care about the industry in a lot of different ways and I didn't have this avenue at least previously at least not to the way that I thought I did because I didn't see examples of that I didn't know that jumping into the community would allow me to meet the people that I've met would would allow me to kind of expand my uh, horizons in the spaces I have and give me the chance opportunity uh to potentially become somebody very influential through through our community right that holds um their own values uh to heart that holds your guys's values to heart um and wants to build up a fan base and it's part of the reason why uh we haven't done giveaways and a bunch of other crazy stuff because we wanted to be we wanted things to be as organic as possible everybody that's been rocking with us since the beginning i mean i would hope that you guys know and for people for the new people that coming in um even if you're on the audio side of things and by the way uh if you listen to this after audio you're probably going to get this probably a day late uh no biggie but it's just the way things are going to plan out because of how this episode's went today we haven't even done an official intro yet but um you guys know who it is it's living split screen but just to get back on back on track um the the reason the reasons why we haven't done that previously and the reasons why we haven't got people on the show is because we wanted to make sure that we had at least a base audience first people that cared about what we were talking about before is just a oh we're it's driven by the guests that we bring on and that can still very well be the case that could be some of our future episodes we could maybe get phil spencer on one day and it becomes our <laughs> biggest episode that's that's ever been created right well i know we get a little bit raunchy over here and i, I don't mind being raunchy either <laughs> Either, um in the way that we approach conversation because i don't i don't want to approach it from a kid friendly all the time lens i want to be able to be myself um not have to always and i know this may cut us off from certain ad deals or whatnot but i do feel like i want to be able to represent our own product yeah. uh, to the best of my ability as well and i'm not going to sacrifice certain things for that right um because of things that because of things that i believe in but uh, to Pond's point earlier about the whole review thing um, and people like not creating articles about what's going on um, mm-hmm. for the other sides, like, yeah, there are articles that are created, but are they all, all created at the same uh, capacity as they are for the things that have been against Microsoft or Xbox, as an example? I, I personally have not seen that. Again, everything, all the articles and everything that we heard from people talking about, all the conversation when Xbox had barely any games in 2022, although I thought it was a, a, a decent year for Game Pass or whichever the case. Again, not the excuse it from the first party out, out, output side of things, but all of that on everything that was talked about during that year, but we're not, none of those conversations are happening now. People are just like, oh, we got, but we got Spider-Man. Oh, well, well VR games are called, considered first party games. Though we got we got VR games, so that's what that's what released this year. Can't say PlayStation didn't do anything. They released games. Oh, just because you had to buy another $500 piece of hardware doesn't mean that they didn't release games. 
that's not the way that gaming has traditionally been previously. I don't recall anybody talking about how as as popular or and dispopular the Connect became. Um, I don't see I didn't see anybody say, oh man, Connect games are first party. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't see that. I saw people say they were just playing Connect games, right? Most of the time when people talked about first party, they were talking about, I mean, even though those games were first party, but I bring that up because people weren't they weren't talking about it in the same breath because it's not the same thing. There's a whole different device outside of the, when you had to, it just came with the console in the very beginning of the generation for the, for the Xbox one, but it was a whole different external device that you could invest to, to buy additional software for the same way that the PSVR is nothing against PSVR. I don't believe it's at a, at a, at a, at a point right now that is worth it to me, but that's also people have to, make that uh determination for themselves and if you do consider that first party for you if you do consider buying a 500 device 500 another 500 device because it's a hobby that you care about and that was inherent value to you then great uh i want to tell you that that's not inherent value to the wider audience telling somebody that you have to spend thousands of dollars and just and then saying oh well game is expensive that's not the answer that's this isn't 20 years ago where you could just say that to somebody and be like, oh, you got to deal with it. And again, I do agree with people that, hey, if you you have all these other things going on and you're worried about where your dollars are going in gaming, quote unquote, um, you got things going on in your personal life, then, you know, maybe, maybe you should start focus on, focusing in on some other things. I hear you on that, but that's not the conversation that we're having. We're we're more so discussing, hey. How are things coming across? These things seem disingenuous. Hey, the review, like the wider audience, the reviewers, the uh, the game informers, all the other people that um, people are bringing up in chat and whatnot, because this isn't just an IGN thing. This is all of them across. This is them across the board. This is IGN oh, is the, reason, the easy target. That's why. And IGN is the easiest target again. because they're one of the so, they're one of the bigger yeah. conglomerates of gaming of gaming media. Correct. Like Correct. that's why they're going to yeah. they're going to be the front horse because they are one of the one of the bigger ones. So, I mean, who else are we gonna talk about? Kotaku, they've lost their value, although they still sometimes have some good articles in there every now and then. It's very rare, especially oh, nowadays. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely rare nowadays, but as an example, Kotaku was another one of those that we could have that we had that had some value and quickly lost it because of how they approached journalism and it's a conversation mm. that we've had before where journal the, the journalistic integrity isn't there anymore the journalism that people keep referencing to isn't there anymore like i i understand you want me to value your opinion more and this is the point that Ma that mav makes a lot of the time shout out to fun mm -hmm. speculation where it's just mm -hmm. like none of these guys have a more valued opinion than i do because they're all giving a uh subjective opinion it's not an objective opinion and, and again, like we talked about last week, there is that there is a a wide difference in that. Being objective means you can take everything as it is and remove your personal, some of your personal bias. I'm not saying all of it, but you can remove some of your personal bias and say, no, this is this is what it is. How does this compare to another game that I played? How does this compare to uh, these these other games in this space? OK, well, this is this is what how I feel about it. Not giving again as an example 
And I think this is one of the best examples, Call of Duty, which, and, and people justify like, oh, they've always been, they've always been rated separately. Why is that not a problem to y'all? If the game was, if Halo has to be, and I believe Halo was rated, was also rated separately. Yes, it but, was. It was. But most of the time people considered it as one package. Um, but if there's, if there are games that have both aspects, you have to treat them as, you, you have to treat them as a complete package because that's what it is. I don't care if it breaks off. You can download one and uninstall the other. It doesn't matter. A complete package is a complete package. Call of Duty has a complete package. Isn't a four as an example and nothing that you could say. Call of Duty isn't Lord of the Rings Gollum this year. And, and again, to the wider audience, that's not going to matter because COD has worked up this brand recognition yeah. That God is the one again, that can eat, can have all the negativity against it and still sell. Vanguard proved that. So, oh yeah, right. yeah. I, yeah. When, when I saw yeah. people invest in Vanguard, I was like, yeah, I, it's it's over. It's it. <laughs> well, no, I I made the stand on that, and yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I knew it was a wrap yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um. But again, just using it as an example, it's a. If you could do it with that, you could do it with other things. Is, is the biggest thing that I'm saying. Um, real quick, Dakado, I do want to shout out to your ten. Um, oh, we got to do the quick. ten bomb. We got to do the ten bomb from Dakado. Started early this morning. Dakado, we did not ignore it. That's right. We don't ignore our contributors here. That's right. Living split screen celebrates them. Dakado with the Thanksgiving ten bomb. That's like dropping. 10 gorgeous, delicious turkeys on me and steel. Thank you so much for that. So we started the sub train early this morning. Dakato certainly was the man doing that. And we could say we started a turkey train this morning in honor of Thanksgiving because we want to give thanks to you, Dakato, for that 10 bomb. So if anybody wants to contribute that, if you were obviously lucky enough to be given one of those subscriptions and you want to give back, we welcome that here because your goal for this month, and let me remind you folks, we're only four days away. This is our only show we do, so this is your last chance. We are at 195 subscriptions. So let's see if we can get to that 195 today. Let's do it, folks. Dakato, thank you for the 10 bomb, and we appreciate your support and helping you guys hit our goal for our channel. Let's go. Let's go, Dakato. Shout out to the members. Uh, appreciate they really appreciate you guys. Dan the man, Masshole, Oats, Rayoid, Ozzy fan, the Hooded Canuck, Spartan six six one, Jacob Novick, Amit Kumar, and Emerson Morse. Um, Nick says uh, if y'all want real cod perspective, listen to all the real cod heads. But I don't think we're ready for that convo. Hey, uh, real quick. Um, what day? What what is today? It's the 25th of November. It's my brother's birthday. Shout out to the Brody, by the way. Um, of uh, what year are we in? 2023? Um, I've been multiplayer gaming for, since 2001. Well, mm -hmm. no, I, even, even longer than that. I've been multiplayer gaming since 99 on PC with Rainbow Six. I, I know what people are saying about Call of Duty. I am a multiplayer gamer. I, I get it, which is why I'm saying what I'm saying, which is why I have no problem coming out and also giving my own opinion because there's other people's opinions also. And I'm not just saying that you're saying that about us or whatever. They still don't think that I'm pointing you out. But um, again, I, I don't mind validating what I bring to the table, at least, um, especially on that standpoint. And that's why I speak on 
games is passionate to do, especially on the multiplayer side of things, because people inherently always try to downplay it because like it doesn't like it's not valued or whatever the case. But um, the reason I speak on Call of Duty the way that I do is because I've been I have been playing Call of Duty from the beginning, uh, damn near since it became really popular online. And um, I've seen the ebbs and flows. There's a reason I say is, you know, Call of Duty last year was better than it had been previously because it was. Um, the gameplay, the shooting mechanics, the movement. Um, and obviously they did something right previously before that, um, which is why they're bringing the, some of the movement mechanics and stuff back. Although I may have not minded, they were already moving in the right direction because they had already strayed off the path after, I want to say after Call of Duty Ghosts. And a lot of people didn't like Ghost either. And I thought Ghost was a decent game overall. Again, you it's like you want Call of Duty to continuously invigorate itself, but then when it does, people complain. It's just, it's the same thing with any multiplayer game. Battlefield got the same thing. Battlefield's getting more players than it's ever had before. This has been a consistent thing with Battlefield. And it should it shouldn't be that way. But but speaking of Battlefield Steel, again, why is this the year of all years? In facts. Uh, that- facts next that that the hive mind and again i spoke about the hive mind of consumers make no mistake there's a hive mind in media oh, yeah, as yeah. well and they as much as they like to say we don't we don't get together and have meetings and all this kind of stuff of course you don't again this isn't a this isn't a cabal this isn't a cult okay no it's definitely- but do you guys have friends within your own industry of course you do do you guys talk a lot yes of course you do mm-hmm. but why was this the year of all years steel that we decided as a media that we are going to start maddening the Call of Duty. And when I say maddening, I mean like Madden. Finally, the media, the reviewers for Madden decided to start giving it low scores after they saw year after year very little changes when we as a wider consumer base, not that it would stop selling, but right. that we as a wider consumer base said, yeah, EA, what are you doing with Madden? Like, this is stupid. Why why keep continuing to slap another year on it and release it at full on. price? So they finally did that. But why was this the year? When, Steel, you go back and look at the Battlefield 2042 reviews, Steel, let's go PC Gamer, which is the most glaring, right? They gave Battlefield 2042, no campaign. Admittedly, as a person who was there day one, prior to any patches, bought the ultimate $100 edition, right? Was there, said that I still had fun in it, but obviously that there was massive there was issues. issues. Mm-hmm. There was issues. We had a lot they of gave Battlefield 2042 an 80. An 80 at launch. Oh, and, and, and it, had, had, it had issues that are not worth that. Bro, nah, way, bro. way. It was and at least Modern Warfare 3 gets a 47. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> why, why, why all of a sudden this year, right? Why all of a sudden this year, IGN gave battlefield a seven and rated it good. According to them, seven still means good to them. It's a good game. Doesn't understand why seven gets so slandered all the damn time when they give it to Starfield. Seven's a good game. We enjoyed it. They gave battlefield a seven. They give modern warfare three multiplayer a six. And modern warfare three has nowhere's near the problems as battlefield yeah that was battlefield the same reviewer, by the way had server yeah. issues had yeah. no classes Game- <laughs> didn't have a scoreboard <laughs> G- games radar games radar gives battlefield a three and a half stars i, I like playing i like it they give modern warfare three a two star so e- 
again, like this is the game informer, a seven for battlefield 2042, a five for modern warfare three. So even if you want to say, well, well, the campaign's not good. Okay. So why does the campaign when battlefield 2042 and battlefield has had campaigns throughout (laughs) its history deletes it doesn't have maps has their portal right oh. which was great again we got to go back yeah, and play some, some fun of the classic there, battlefield maps it didn't Absolutely. have maps in there either <laughs> but it didn't have a campaign at all and yet it still scores higher so you ask why devs should continue to put in effort into this stuff why should they put if they're going to get punished by that much for including a campaign yeah why do it why should they why, why do, do it, it? Why continue? Y'all don't play the shit in. Like, that's the thing that frustrates me. Like, I know a lot of yeah. people like, oh, you know, so like single player doesn't have the value that it had before because they took out the story. Y'all don't play the shit. Just because a, there's a handful of people that play it, it should just do it for you. Why? Well, how about you tell your buddies that they should play the campaign too? That's what's going to help. Those are like the reason they remove the story content out of games is because y'all ain't playing it. Multiplayer drives those games. Battlefield, I don't care who you talk to. Battlefield is a multiplayer game. And that's what I was saying when the game released, which is why I backed up some of the numbers that it got. Now, everything else in, inside inside the game was major problems to me that weren't issues in previous battlefields. Hit detection, server connection issues, party yeah. issues. We couldn't fucking party yeah. up for whatever reason, even though no. it's on the same server. No. Just because I'm on PC and then they're on Xbox, it's cross-play. What? I have no access to my EA friends? Or, no, what it was, I can see my EA friends, but I can't invite them. What? Battlefield, what are we doing? Yep. You went through, you you went through this, which is all the things that me and Paul were bringing up when Call of Duty was, everybody was so negative on Call of Duty. That was the time. So to Paul's point, like, how does it miraculously make more sense now that a game that is seemingly more polished, more well, better put together, yeah, is giving you more, more right. modes, has also let you carry over content? And again, I'm not justifying the price tag. No, it's a forty dollars expansion. We, we, we slammed it. I mean, we knew we, we said it from the beginning what it was. No. Yeah, no. And, and Nick's, I, I agree with you. He said I saw the yeah. entire MW3 campaign on one stream. I can show you that yeah. whole entire MW3 campaign on this stream. Because of how long we podcast, it is literally four hours and thirty minutes long. I have the I have it recorded. Depending on how you play it, yeah, depending on how you play it. But even me, like I wasn't rushing. Yeah. I mean, as an wow. example, I wasn't rushing through it or whatever. But I also, yeah. I'm not expecting for the Call of Duty campaign to be right. twenty hours long. But a oh, forty-seven is broken. A five is a broken game. Like, and it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> no, it, it 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 definitely wasn't. And it, and. I have my stigmas against that too. Yeah. I wanted a more bombastic campaign because sure. that's what I look for in Call of Duty. That's fine. Yes, but it yes. doesn't, but the that's campaign, fine. I've played it to completion. The campaign yes. wasn't broken. <laughs> I didn't run into any issues. Uh, it yeah. felt good to play. Yeah. Uh, it actually felt, I mean, Pong, I mean, I'll give you credit on this one. I mean, you were, when you, so when you told me the other day, when you played it and you were like, hey, yeah. stay, I, th- I think you'll like it. Yeah. I jumped in and I was like, yeah, this shit is actually kind of cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like, mean, is I mean, it the greatest of all time? No, no, it's not. But I wasn't expecting for that. But again, maybe right. is it, is it just me that I didn't have any expectation uh, outside of it just being a Call of Duty campaign? Yeah, and I but I had those I had those moments in there though, right? Yeah. 
when I when we were, when I was escorting when I was escorting old boy through the tunnel and everything. Yeah. And I turned yeah. my back to him and he fucking whoops my ass and kills me. I'm like, hey, yes. what? What? What happened yeah. right there? And yeah. just as an example, the game showing you that hey, it's it's still paying attention. You need to make sure that you're you know there was it was little things that they did to keep your attention through it. I made sure so, to kick him nonstop. <laughs> I did that the, 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 after he did that. After he did that, yeah, I was yeah. like, nah, you're not. <laughs> and I barely turned away from him too, and I was right. like, and it threw me for a complete surprise. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah. what is happening? Um, but yeah, it's just yeah. that. Just even that should show yeah, you sure. what what is, what is what is going on with that discrepancy. And yeah. regardless of you treating it as its own thing, how it was it. it that's a, that is such a good example because that was treated as its own thing and it didn't have a story. But something that does that has both is rated much less is actually pretty decent across the board. Doesn't have a lot of the issues that we experience yeah. through there, but gets rated lower. What scale are we using to judge these things by? And that's the thing that I think we always go back to is who is going to come out and say that no, this is the scale. To me, I think it should be the 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 publishers and the developers. Where they come out with a scale, especially if you're going to be judged by these things, y'all need to create a board the same way that y'all created on um, the board for um, E3. Take that, take that board, get them together and create a board of people that can fucking regulate how great games are reviewed so, so that we can understand that, oh, these, these are the different aspects of things that we have to consider. And, and value is always going to be subjective at the end of the day. The price point I mean, is course. the price point. And again, we could talk about it. Am I going to get my money's worth out of Modern Warfare 3? I am because zombies is freaking incredible too. Like I, I'm yeah, loving time. the zombies. So I'm going to spend a ton of time, but I didn't buy Call of Duty for the campaign. I never buy Call of Duty for the campaign. If the campaign happens to be good, I run through the campaigns. You used to do it all the time. I used to be that dude that ran through it on hardened difficulty and all that kind of stuff and get the achievements. I used to be that dude. I'm not, I don't care about that stuff anymore. If the campaign's good, I'm going to run through it and play. It's going to be fun time. Cool. But I play for the multiplayer still to this day. And now zombies with the open world zombies. I hear Gulf Wars going back to turn-based zombies. I'm not going to play that zombies. I don't like the turn-based zombies. I yeah, really, I really don't. Anymore. So I, I'm probably not going to play that zombie. So am I getting value out of Modern Warfare 3 for my $70? Absolutely, I am. Absolutely. But that's always going to be subjective to each and every person. And if you're a person that only plays Call of Duty for the campaign, and yes, there are those people out there. Shout out to Randall Thor. <laughs> one of the most popular ones that only plays Call of Duty for the campaign. Listen, that's cool. Then you got to decide what at what price point that game is going to be valuable. And hey, moving forward, we're all underneath the assumption. Hooded Connect, I, I saw you ask this question. No, we are under the assumption that Gulf War will be the first Call of Duty. A lot of us are in Game Pass next year because we believe the contract has ended and that and that next year will be the first time but no it has not been confirmed yet they've said nothing about that situation so we will find out next year but if it is in game pass all the better for all the call of duty campaigners out there who just like to play through it for that you guys will have access to it in game pass for your monthly fee so you know what that's going to be great for you guys um so but uh, again value will always be subjective no matter what at the end of the day period yeah, uh, for, for sure. Um, Dan the man Cunningham with the five dollars. Shout out to you, Dan. Appreciate you coming through with that. He says, "Can't tell you how much I appreciate your shows on my working weekends alone. Helps pass a twelve-hour shift. Thank you guys for what you Thanks, do. Dan. All the best, Dan. Appreciate that is you, that is amazing to hear. Amazing to see. Dan with the five bomb. Really Let's go, Dan. Thank that. you. 
helping helping the helping us keep ads off this channel. Let's go, Dan. Let's go. <laughs> the no, more you Dan, donate, you. the more ads we can keep away. For for <laughs> anybody who hasn't heard the story, Dan is one of the OGs who actually got me into podcasting. So yeah, he he suggested me to boom. He actually put out a, a tweet when it was still Twitter back in the day when I had just uh, you know started you know kind of testing the waters of podcasting and put a tweet to boom and boom invited me on uh one of his shows i believe it was xbox factor uh podcast and uh here we are today so dan is one of the ogs man love dan to death thank you dan appreciate you brother always in chat shout out to you dan um so i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some transitions here because i i do want to like officially like at least announce the show. Um, although we, we pretty much have our in the show, we still we do we do need to get into our upcoming game segment. Um, well, welcome to Living Splitscreen, everybody. <laughs> um, do do some do 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 some homework. Um, this is going to be a very interesting show, uh, nonetheless. So you get your intro in the middle of the show. <laughs> you get, you get, it, you get it, it in the middle of the show. Uh, uh, no, it's not going to be a, a seven-hour show all of a sudden. No, it's not. We could we could quickly do the intros again. Everybody here knows who we are, so we'll just quickly um, do the intros. We'll get in. We'll shout out the chat. We'll get into uh, this upcoming week of games, and uh, we'll move forward. So yeah. This is how we do it. This is Steel and I, classic Steel and I, starting the show with a long conversation, a long topic without even doing intros. Let's go. So, hmm, coming off the topic we just talked about, I saw uh, something else here recently. Um, they're talking about Phil. <laughs> they're talking about, has, has a Sony leader ever come out and said the thing that Phil said about saying that xbox has lost the console war yep so mm. yeah again i mean yeah you can take that you can take take that as you want um is what it is. and so other, other people follow up their statement is be mad yeah. at phil for making a soft statement yeah you know I mean, sure. If you want to, if you want to take it there, I got what he will. I got what he was saying because they're sure. already they were already yes. playing a different game anyway. Um, right. Do I guess we could start to discuss this real quick? What do you think about somebody that is kind of well, not kind of is the representative of your gaming division coming out and saying that they have lost something that you traditionally depended on? Um, like the console war. I mean, what 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 kind of perspective does that does that give you? We or how we do you how does that make about, you feel? We did we we talk about, about this deal. When it happened, right? Mm -hmm. Personally, I would never do this. Personally, I didn't like it. Personally, because I've been in an industry in real life that is highly competitive. Okay, that is that is extremely competitive. That is month to month competitive, much like sales figures are here, right? I personally would never say that, right? I understand why Phil did. And I understand, obviously, because Phil has been so public and done so many interviews. We know who Phil is. Obviously, from a business standpoint, because they've shifted their entire focus mm -hmm. um, to a much broader audience than just the console base, I get why he's comfortable coming out and saying that. I never would be because at the end of the day to the people who don't necessarily, again, dig deep like us um, who follow this that same way, 
that is a quote unquote loser mentality. And I don't like it. Um, I would always be in competition, even if my broader business model steel, even if my broader business model was um, on a grand scope and that I was like, now nah, we're, we're playing in a different field. Now we are running mm-hmm. different rules. You know, we're going after mobile. We're going after PC. We're going after all these other places. And the console market just isn't where we're at anymore as a number one priority. So therefore I'm comfortable coming out and saying it. I would never do it because I personally in Phil's position would still be trying to beat the hell out of Sony and Nintendo in the console space. Right. Even if, even if I was investing elsewhere, I still internally would be telling my teams, we're going to beat the hell out of them. Maybe not. Maybe we lost last generation for sure. Maybe this generation isn't going to go as we had originally intended, but next generation we're going to, I would continue that speech. I, I don't care. I would continue that. As long as I'm in the fight steel, I'm not going to give up ground anywhere. I'm not going to admit to giving up ground anywhere. Let's put it that way. I'm going to say we are fighting tooth and nail till the end of time until we decide to exit the console market completely. Right. Um, so no, I, at the time I didn't like it again. I can understand it. I can understand why Phil said it. It's being brutally honest for sure. As far as peer numbers go to where they're at. But I, I never have liked that statement when he came out with it. There's also outside factors at the time, but we do know some of their internal emails also gave indication that they were thinking this way. But obviously with the ABK deal at the time was still going on. They were trying to position themselves as the weakest link overall mm-hmm. in the gaming industry. We knew that they were racing to the bottom, even PlayStation oh, and Jim Ryan were trying to race to the bottom and try to say that they were the victims and all right. this. They were the small guys and all this big, bad trillion dollar Microsoft, $2 trillion Microsoft is just beating up on Sony at this point. Like everybody was in a race at the bot to the bottom. So, some of that also is in that statement as well, but overall, I personally I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall exactly what I what I said during the time. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily mind it, um, just because I know that there there was yeah. a change in the direction. And I don't think it was as big as an impact in saying, "Oh, we've lost." Um, because it's been blatant, at least to me. Um, that they have been winning in other areas. Um, now, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, seventy billion dollar uh, investment. Yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I, I take everything that they talk about at, at face value and then discuss it from there. Um, yeah. In Dog Fifty and some other people brought up brought, bringing up some good points. Yeah. He said he did change it to the narrative. He, he did it to change the narrative over. Yeah to revenue Absolutely. and player interactions and of course Absolutely. and there's still there's still a gray area with that that we still that we still don't understand to see how beneficial it is to them but just like we say all the time i'm not invested into them like financially i don't work for them so as long as they're doing something that's benefiting me as a consumer currently and whether you find subscribing to a gaming service is beneficial to mm-hmm. you or not that's something that you have to determine for yourself, but make sure that you're making that same determination with everything else that you consider in, in life and all your other uh, subscription services. Uh, Jax 82 says, do executives really get into the console war talk from what we've seen? Yeah, they do. Peter Moore <laughs> so, was very, was very. <laughs> Peter Moore loves it. That. 
and he loves, and he, loves it. he he said it he said it drives the industry um and sure. when he was talking about it i do agree that the i i do think that the console war does drive the industry because it, what it does is drive competition. Now, does it have to be seen as the console war? No, it doesn't have to be seen like that. It can be seen as platform wars, uh, ecosystem wars. It can be seen as anything. But the overall point is just the the level of competition that, that needs to be there. And that's why the console wars back in the day were so dope because you had to go against your competitor. Everybody was at E3. This was the time to show your wares. You you could make moves and make marks as they have by doing and saying and reacting to certain things um, that your competitor is doing right there live in right there in the moment. So it's like it 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 is extremely beneficial. And of course, they believe in that because if you're working for a company. Um, or if you have a favorite team, if you have anything that you have any any favoritism towards, you're going to want to try to defend that to the best of your ability. Um, you may be open a little bit more than some other people, but most people are just going to try to defend it. So that's kind of where we see that. And as somebody that's in as deep into the Microsoft business uh, and wants to see Microsoft and Xbox continue to win, uh, they're going to try to be as aggressive and play off of certain things, say certain things uh, to drive engagement because that's what, that's what the business is about. And I mean, what do you, what do you do and say about that? Um, <laughs> Nick says, Evans and Sony were telling regulators that their employees have to eat oatmeal without fruit toppings. You're stupid. <laughs> um, Dakota was saying, evidently Dustin just put up another tax bid. I mean, he could do, he could do whatever he wants. He has a big, he has a huge base. Uh, he can make content and make, uh, you know, and discuss things in whichever breadth that he feels is is the best for his channel, man. Uh, again, he also works for for IGN. There is uh, something to be said of just keeping your company up, right? Um, and keeping your own business up and, and taking advantage of uh, the conversation that's currently happening. So why not add to it? He can make he can make 100 more videos about the Xbox tax. It doesn't, doesn't mean that it's going to be doesn't matter how many videos that you create just because you're somebody in the industry doesn't mean that I have to ignore my experiences, ignore the things that I've seen, ignore the videos I've watched, ignore the documentaries I've seen, ignore all the information that has been, has been given to me up to this point and listen to you tell me that my point is invalid. I, I'm, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't hit home for me. So um, how are you how about dare that? Destin be live streaming right now against Living Splits Creed? How dare he think he can go toe to toe? He probably, he probably, he probably can. <laughs> yeah, of course he can. Uh, Tom, Tom can, just, Tom just said, "Oh God, Destin is live streaming about the tax." Listen, Destin's a content creator. He's a smart dude. He understands what drives too. He understands what drives. He stirred it all. It was kind of settling down because kind of everybody had gotten their points off about it. He stirred it back up again by inserting himself again, you know, and he said he's been busy in real life and hasn't had a chance. And he said he thought he needed to bring his own, you know, statements into it again, being the professional journalist that he is being paid by IGN. He's going to have a slant and obviously he feels strongly about it, that there is no that's Xbox fine. tax, but and that's fine. But as a content creator, he knows, I mean, again, he's not stupid. Uh, he knows what's going to drive. So here we go. Um, you know, again, he started all back up again. So here we are again. 
spending the beginning of the show talking about it because news is light in the gaming industry right now. It's the holidays. Uh, Microsoft's about to go on their December break. I think they almost get the whole month off yeah. of December where they leave. Um, obviously, this year is going to be well-deserved because the ABK deal is finally done. Um, you know, so, I mean, I'm sure those... They're all looking forward to it. Uh, so, yeah, news is light. So here we are talking about whether and, or not there's actual bias, which whatever. I mean, and Ozzy, and I definitely I definitely feel you, and I can agree somewhat. He says, Ozzy uh, fan, AED says, I watched his last video. I see where he's coming from, and I see the other side. It's getting old as a topic. I watched his video, too. Um, I just, we're talking about it because I inherently, I don't, I just don't agree with it because I feel like you're, you're invalidating other people's opinions. Yes. And, Right. The other thing, too, about that um, and the reason why to me it's not getting old as a topic, because. Who are you to tell people that they're insane for thinking this or feeling this way based off of what they've experienced? There, you know, the celebrities have a have a very skewed view on reality also. Mm -hmm. yep. Once you've been in the industry for a certain amount of time, you can gain a very skewed perspective also. Once you've been around a certain types of people, you can have a very skewed opinion also. Sure. And some and a lot of people don't recognize that or don't realize um and, or and won't realize it until it's years down the line and then they come back and say, you know what? I think there was a little something there that people were bringing up. But maybe I was going a little bit overboard. Or may or maybe they get let go from you know what? As a matter of fact. IGN is trash. They fired me. No, you know, usually don't get that stuff until that point. So uh, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, in case you guys didn't know, really quick, you're <laughs> rocked in with Living Split Screen. Hit that like button for us for everybody that is here. I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, this episode is definitely going to be quite different. Um, audio listeners, sorry getting this out to you guys late. You're probably going to be about a day uh, or so behind, uh, but that should be perfectly fine. What I'm also probably going to do is end up um, taking out any dead air and stuff like that that have been in the show, uh, just to make the show uh, a little bit more concise for people on the audio side of things. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that. But I have to download it from YouTube and kind of go from there. Um, Dan, the man says no employee is going to speak out against IGN unless they want to lose their job. Yeah. I mean, that's typically how that goes too. Yeah, you're not so you're not supposed, like, supposed to do that. Yeah, that's like that's why again I don't hold it against Destin and, and Ty Guy Travis for defending that side of things. They're going to. It's their livelihoods, right? It's their jobs. Yeah. Their families depend upon it. Right. I'm again. Yeah. I'm yeah, not. I, no matter what I think about my own company internally. Right. Personally, I would never be out in public if I wanted to keep that job slandering it. Right. That's that's, that's not true. going to happen or admitting to faults in the system. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Right. Again, that's that's why I just don't blame them. And that's why I'm behind just like, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Behind that's behind the scenes, the scenes conversation that yeah. you have to have with the right Correct. people. And if those people aren't listening, then yeah. once you're removed from that space, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, but yeah, typically while you're in, eh, most yeah. people don't really favor you talking about them <laughs> negatively. Uh, typically. Right. But you're right. Uh, typically. No, no, Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. You know, it is, it is what it is, Steel. This is where we're at. We're going to have these conversations because we can point it out. We don't depend upon them for our livelihood. Don't right. plan on working on IGN anytime soon. Uh, so, therefore, we can have these conversations. And, again, it's not just IGN. 
I understand IGN's it's the a, biggest yeah, target. The they they are the elephant on the plane, the easiest target to hit when it comes to this stuff. But there are, are examples across the board from all different places across the globe. And then, you know, again, people could say, well, nobody reads Metro. Nobody cares about what Metro. Yeah, they again, do. That's, they, well, that's the site still exists. It, it still exists. It still has influence. It still counts when they do their reviews for Metacritic. Hey, you know what happens to a website that doesn't get traffic? Yeah, they fold shop and go away. Um, (laughs) Especially nowadays. So, yes, all this still does matter. People who dismiss certain things about this conversation are just simply trying to narrow the focus down so that they can get rid of the whole conversation because they don't like the conversation or they don't believe in the conversation or they just don't want to, you know, they, they just want to shut down everything about it. So they do that on purpose. Again, all of this is a part of, of the greater um, talking points when it comes to what the ripple effects of this overall are. Again, to the degree is where I think the real conversation is. How much is it affected, right? And again, if your stance is little to none, so be it. Your stance is little to none. I'll hear your points on that. I will say it's a little bit more than that. Um, but uh, again, we'll, we'll be here. And when these things happen, we'll continue to talk about them. Um, certainly didn't plan on the show starting off with an hour and 45 minute conversation about this overall, but Hey, I mean, it's what's going hey, on in the gaming industry. It's, it's what, always it's gonna, what's going on. Yeah. It's going to permeate. It's always going to permeate through because we're going to continue to have this problem until yeah. things get regulated. If anybody, and I, I hope that he doesn't, that he, that he or anybody else thinks this, if, if nobody thinks this is a problem with the current review system, I, I'm just going to, I would personally tell you not to listen to their opinion anymore because that doesn't make any sense. If you think that the review system is perfect the way that it is currently, I, I don't, you must be smoking something. And I hope it's some good because, uh, and I hope you got it um, through your medical car because I, I don't condone uh, doing things illegally. So um, with that being said, it's just, it's just, that's just, that's weird behavior. So I hope, I hopefully that's not what's going on. Um, though I, I am seeing some of that, but let me get back on here to take care of some, um, what, 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 do, what do they call it? Some, uh, some important, some business things here. So a couple of, a couple of announcements here uh, for everybody live. This is going to be really important. So please tune in, listen, make sure you got it, got the volume turned up. I want to first off say thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, audio listeners. I want to say thank you to you guys also. Um, I also want to thank anybody that ends up watching this afterwards. Uh, I'm starting off this way uh, because one, there we did just come off of a day of being thankful. And everybody in chat, if you can, um, I'm going to pose this question. What is, I'm not going to say just in gaming. uh, I'm just going to say across the board. What are three things that you're grateful for this year? Uh, Let us know. Let us know in chat what you're grateful for. If you want to throw gaming stuff in there, please do. Uh, But it it doesn't have to be. I just want to know what you're grateful for this year, Uh, because, again, coming off of Thanksgiving, I feel like that is something that is important to understand. I know other places have done the same thing, so I'm not going to get too deep into that. because there are things that I've that I have been grateful for, especially in the gaming space. We talked about that um, on Boom Show, and then I, you guys talked about it a little bit last night on uh, Xbox Ultimate Two. And um, but I'm first off, thousand percent thankful for you guys. Uh, uh, getting over, we are now at eleven eleven hundred uh, at eleven hundred, so one thousand one hundred uh, subs on our YouTube channel, and. Although it has definitely taken time to get here, um, you see other people definitely blasting past and whatnot. Uh, the one thing that we have done 
It has been me. It has been a Pong and I show since the very beginning. There hasn't been anybody else that has come in and add to add value, perceived value, any of that. And the main reason that at least that I talked with Pong about in the background when we initially started this was because we wanted to make sure that we grew a fan base or grew an audience that cared about what we had to say so that we did when we did bring other people in it would just be an added value right uh, because to be quite honest all of these people um time i do value so if we ever get to that point that might be something that we do special for members and something that we work in there uh, because that's also going to be taking time away from what we have going on in our personal lives too. So, and with that taken into consideration, um, only at only being able to do the one show uh, throughout the week, I have been trying to uh, stream a, uh, when I can a little bit more often. It's also a comfortability thing uh, for me. I can be honest to say that. Um, not sure. I don't just have my own room and dungeon I could go into and just record and record and record and work and do all these other great things. There's other things that that happen behind the scenes also. Um, you said still you'd be non-gaming. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, uh, Jacob Novick, I mean across the board. It could be gaming related um, or it could be non-gaming. Either way, just three things that you're that you're grateful for across the board, man. Um, things that met, things that, and I, I've only posed it that way because I want them to be really meaningful to you. So, um, so yeah, I, I, so I wanted to, wanted to thank you guys, uh, for getting this over, over the one K, um, as we, there were some things that we talked about behind the scenes, um, because we haven't done giveaways traditionally and this isn't something that's going to be a very common occurrence, um, unless we hit certain milestones and things like that. But I did want to give back and shout out to Dragonheart Yobi last weekend, uh, because he definitely, yeah held his end of the bargain. And again, Yobi, please, uh, whenever you get a chance, if you end up listening, let us know if you're all right, how you feeling. Uh, the love is there, Brody. Uh, and any, at any time, just make sure you just send me a little DM, a little message or whatever the case. And let me know that you're all right, bro. Um, but so I only felt it was right to definitely hold up our end of the bargain because the type of people that we are, we are going to be giving away. In Xbox Series S. Yes, we are. Within the next couple of weeks. Um, it may be sooner than that. It could be next week's episode. It could be next Saturday where we might be giving it away, depending on how we go about it. Because I do want it to be as fair as possible. Um, and I w- It was going to be the one terabyte Series S, but they were sold out. So uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that one unfortunately uh because i thought that would be a little bit more value for the people and whatnot but um and it wasn't as cheap as everybody else was saying maybe other people was like 179 those are sold out too um <laughs> so i mean of course i still still got a little bit i still got some some of a discount but i we will be giving away a xbox series s right here on living split screen and there's two things that you need to do one you need to make sure that you're subscribed you don't have to become a member please subscribe um if you're not a subscriber you're not going to be able to enter the competition two you're going to have to be live i'm not doing this oh you sent me a message and going through comments no if you are not live on the show with us then i personally don't think that you should win the contest or win the gift um this is this isn't some oh i'm going to order it after you you win no I'm picking it up the where well, I'm going to be picking it up today, and that's a shout out to you guys. It's a way of me giving back, um, for us to give back to the community. 
Um, I'll be picking it up today, and I will be shipping it out to whoever wins. Not going to make you guys invest into it, none of that other whatever else. I will ship it out to wherever you are, to, to who, no matter who wins. So just uh, I want to put that put, put that out there. So get the news out there. Get people out there. Tell people more people need to come on in. And uh, speaking of giveaways and whatnot, Dakado hit us with another five bomb, huh? Wow, Dakado with the five bomb. That's right. Dakado is the man. Let's go, Dakado. Thank you for contributing to this show. We do appreciate it, Dakado, because the five bomb, man, that goes a long way to keeping, wink, wink, the ads off of this show. So let's go, Dakado. Thank you for the five bomb, brother. And again, for anybody that's not used to this, doing my take on a certain community member who likes to uh, promote this stuff. So anyways. Appreciate you, Dakado. Again, it's never expected, but always appreciated. Always appreciated. And shout out to the new members, Isaac Hayes. Uh, it's Timmy, Louis Jimenez, Balance Home, and Reign of the Third Eye. All gifted those memberships by Dakado. Please tell Dakado thank you. Um, and again, yes. greatly appreciate you guys investing into us and uh, what, we're, what we're bringing here. Um, Pong, I mean, do you have the upcoming games ready? I do, sir. And again, I want to give a personal shout out to Yobi, uh, to the legend himself. Again, he has stepped away from the community for a while, um, taking taking a uh, much needed break for him and himself. Again, that's always the most important thing. Um, it's always about your health and, and what you can deal with. You've got to take care of yourself. Um, and if that means stepping away, everybody, you got to step please. away. So everybody, doesn't matter who you are, but the legend came back. For a quick blip last week, let us all know that he was doing okay um, and that he would be back in 2024, according to what he told us last week in his super chat. Um, you know, he said, see you in 2024. So I'm assuming he is planning on making his return then to the community. Uh, but uh, much love to Yobi. Um, again, it was not expected, even though he hit us up a long time ago and said, when you guys hit 1K, I want to do something special. Um, and help you guys, uh, you know, give something away uh, to to your chat. Um, that was still never expected. Again, I don't care what it is, but he uphold, you know, upheld his word, um, and that's that's uh, that's his integrity, and that's Yobi. He is a legend for that reason. One of the most positive people you will ever ever meet. Um, somebody who gives and gives and gives. Um, sometimes, uh, unfortunately to his detriment, um, but he gives and gives and gives, um, and doesn't expect hardly anything in return. He's just, he's just a superhuman being. Um, so again, it was great to see him and, and just much love to him and much love to everybody who joins us on a weekly basis here at living split screen, Absolutely. whether live or in the future, whenever you listen to us, nothing but the continuous love and respect that I give you guys each and every week for that. And we are happy to be able to do this, uh, to be able to give away something small in return to you guys, uh, for what you guys have done for this show, what you guys have done for me and steel. Again, this is, this is thera therapeutic in a lot of ways every Saturday yes. to come here and to escape from real life and to talk about something that we enjoy so much uh, which is the gaming industry with so many amazing people uh, coming into our chat and not just the people in chat. Again, the people who lurk, the people who listen to future, you're a part of this too, because it means something. It contributes to the show. You guys 
are a part of the show as much as Steele and I are. So I just want to say that and get that out of the way. Um, Absolutely. Real quick to steal. Let me, let me shout out the chat. Let me shout out all these amazing people that are here. And then we'll get into this upcoming week of games again, folks. This is a weird show. Steel and I started out with a huge conversation. If you guys didn't catch the beginning of the show, we jumped right into a conversation and went for we an were hour already, and 45 minutes. We were minutes. already talking. We were, so, yeah, man. we had already primed in the background, um, but they just kind of took out another life of its own right away. So we didn't do intros or nothing. Obviously, you guys know you're listening to Live in Split Screen. Obviously, you all probably know that this is Steel Rain and I am Pong Soul, uh, and we appreciate you being here. So this is going to be kind of a weird situation, but we, I want to shout out the chat, and then we'll get into this upcoming week of games, which is normally the second thing we do after the intros uh, to the show. So let's go, everybody. Fan 80 in here. What is going on? Fan says, I really like this podcast. It's the only one hey. I listen to now. Yeah. Yo, oh, Ozzy, that, appreciate that. That Ozzy. means the world. That world means the world. Absolutely. Tim the Sorcerer is in the house. What's going on, Tim? We got Ray Oid up in here. We got, of course, the aforementioned, the very generous one, Dakato in the house. Dakato's been dropping bombs today already. Thank you, Dakato. I appreciate you so much. Fly Dude ENT1, what is going on? So uh just uh living split. Fly Dude says just got a phone call from a certain someone he said to check your dms all right steel i don't know i don't do know that. if he's playing or yeah, like he might if be he's playing being around, but whatever that's good that's I, cool i, I, I checked my dms i didn't, I didn't see anything Fly maybe dude, i love you man DMs, if you're joking but... around because i was mimicking somebody maybe that's the case i get oh, okay, it okay. uh lol then at that point um damn the man cunningham is here what's going on damn the man amit kumar what is going on amit thank you for the membership whoever gifted me that would be dakato amit um, um, and says, I can't see the name, but I really appreciate it. Yep. It was Dakota Amit. So thank Dakota, you for joining yeah. us again. Amit always like to see your name in here. Oats is in the house. What's going on? Oats says Dakota single handedly keeping the ads away. Yes. Yes. Currently is. <laughs> Lydian masters in the house What's going on. Lydian Ballantones here. What's going on? We got the one, the only big mad Moe's in the house. What's going on? Big mad. Always great to see your face, sir. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Def Leppard dropping in here. What's going on, Def? We got Isaac Hayes, 85. What's going on, Isaac? Uh, let's see here. We got oh, he said, it's Timmy. He said, What's check your DMs, Paul. Oh, he said, check my DMs. Um, okay. and real quick while you say that, for everybody in chat too, there's another oh. thing that we uh, want to, there's another thing that we want to do also uh, that I've been kind of working on the background. I'm going to continue to work on it because I want to try to do it myself, um, but I'm being extremely picky and I don't know, and I can't open up my vision any other ways because of how long the logo has been what it has, um, but I'm considering possibly getting somebody to do a new logo for us. Now, oh. again... I, I still wanted to be in the same vein to kind of what we have going on yep. now because I wanted to be something that I can brand, uh, well, yep. that we can brand. Um, it's easily distinguishable on YouTube. That's why I started going with the letters, the different colors. I also like doing the whole different color thing, the red, the yellow, the green, the blue every week because the logo stays the same, but so just the main color changes. And I feel like that adds um, a little bit of variety to the show along with every time that you come to the show, you know that, the show is also going to be represented in a different color, representing just the different elements of gaming, PlayStation, Nintendo, um, PC environment, and uh, Xbox. 
that's that's essentially why we do the different colors try to cover all spectrums again being non-console eccentric so uh but yeah so adding that on there if anybody knows anybody that's really good at graphic design um again you see that some of the designs that we have on the uh on our, our channel currently yeah that balance on is exactly it it's going to lead into coffee mugs it's going to lead into uh, apparel it's going to lead in a bunch of stuff there was some stuff that i did work on um in the background that i think is still up on uh one of the main apparel stores i can't remember what it what the name of it is right now <laughs> we're terrible i haven't, haven't used it I, I haven't i haven't i haven't used it in a while <laughs> um but there was some apparel that i did create a while back that has some of our original uh logos and stuff on there i spent a lot of time making that stuff um but i wasn't necessarily satisfied with it at the time uh so i never made it live or let other people know about it also uh, i was trying to just establish so I wanted it to be something that we're that we're gonna have for some time that people can really go back to and be like, oh yeah, live a split screen, man. This that and other thing. So I don't know. Um, I'm gonna continue to work on that. But if anybody got ideas how they can really invigorate us, make our uh, logo look special, um, and stick out, that'd be perfect. Um, Absolutely. But go ahead. We are terrible at marketing. We need to uh, we need to take our advice that we give we gave Xbox a couple of years ago, Steel, and step up our marketing. So, um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, let's see. We got uh, where did I leave off? Dan the Man Cunningham, of course, is in here. We got Rain of the Third Eye was gifted a membership. Bellantone, Luis Jimenez was also gifted a membership. Membership. I think I already said this name, but I love saying it all the time. It's Timmy. It's Timmy's out here. What's going on? It's Timmy. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Jacob Novick in the house. What's going on, Jacob? Jacob as always, appreciate you being a mod, sir. Blue Moon FC. What's going on, Blue Moon? Great to have you on a Saturday morning, sir. Join us. Thank you. Thank you. Tom from Toonami is in the house. What's going on, Tom? Always great to see you, brother. Wilfrey Rosario's in the house. Thank you, Wilfrey, for joining the show today. We got C4 Skills in the house. What's going on, C4 Skills? Thank you, thank you. We got the one, the only, Mr. Ego himself. Infinite Umbra is in the house. What's going on, Infinite? Great to see you, brother. Uh, Live Supremacy is here. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you, thank you for being a part of our show. Of course, Show wouldn't be the show without the one, the only Nixie in the house, bringing that other side of the fence perspective. Love you, Nixie. Of course. Thank you for uh, dropping in here, sir. Doc 50s in the house is going on, Doc. We got Jax 82 in here. What's going on, Jax? We got the Black John in here. What's going on, Black Ooh, John? What up, John? Great to see you a part of our show. Uh, we got Go Go Poe in the house. What's going on, Go Go Poe? Um, who else? Who else? That's as far back as I can go in my chat. Spartan six six one. Yes, back that's right. From the dead. The What's going dead. on? What's going on? Back. Great to see you in here. We got Jesse B in the house. What's going on, Jesse B? Uh, great to see you. We got the Sith Lord in the house. What's going on, Sith? We got Sanchez MTZ Gaming, of course, Shout dropping on by. Shout out to Sanchez. Uh, we got the P one. We got P one five five three D. I don't know how I'm supposed to say that one. Is that pissed? I just, is that I think, pissed? Yeah, that's pissed? I think that, it is. That would pissed. say pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will go with pissed. I used to read calculator back in the day and uh, pager because for anybody old enough, you used to be able to do notes in, in calculator and pager uh, by using numbers. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go with pissed. 
pissed. I don't know what you're pissed about, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us this morning. We got Scorpio in the house. We got Nighternal in here saying it's okay. I was just waking up when the show originally started. Well, there oh, you okay, go. Perfect. Hey, there you, you go. Locked in now. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're locked in and loaded, ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Uh, cock lock and ready to rock. Uh, Rescue squad pulp is in here. What's going on? Rescue squad. Um, great to see you all in here. So uh, steel. Now that I got the chat shouted out, let's get into this upcoming week of gaming. Go, go, uh, little- um, ask real yeah. quick. He says, yeah. "Steel, yeah. what is the game on the video? Looks like looks like some cool JRPG. Mm. Um, it's technically an ARP, uh, ARPG. Uh, as the game has announced itself, it's an action RPG. Um, a JRPG." I- <laughs> That's what I called it because it does. Because I feel like when you say that, it gives you a better understanding Listen, of what's coming to the table. I, I think we I understand can't consider though, it a JRPG. I, don't I think we. I don't know. Again, don't this know. is that big conversation we had about RPGs and what does it mean? JRPGs to me still mean the overall aesthetic and feel to the game. Still, I think most. See, that's what I thought too. Know that. JRPGs can be action or turn-based these days. Okay, that's so 20, okay. that that were to that. That's what I'm, I thought. That's my personal feeling. I'm sure there's plenty of people if you say JRPG still think turn-based out the gate, right? Because that's kind of what they were. Yeah. But I think yeah. nowadays it's more about the flavor, the style, the aesthetic, right? The Eastern, you know, sometimes it's you know they're they're taking from uh, Eastern mythology in the JRPG set. Right. But I think it's more about that nowadays. Most people know that. AR, you know, that the action side and the turn based side are both represented underneath that now, but maybe I'm wrong. See, I mean, that that's that's what I thought. Uh, Google, see, and Google Eva says it's a JARPG. So, yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. if that's an actual term, then great. I mean, let's go with that's it. that's literally, I ja. was calling it a JRPG just because that. I mean that's kind of that's what it is. Ja um, the way the, the the way that the ja <laughs> it's, a ja it's a jar PG. It's a jar PG. Let's go. Just because it's kind of the way the play style it is yeah. and everything. The best yeah. way that I can compare it to also sort of fairy uh, together forever is on Game Pass right now. Um, I believe still. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Let me know. But uh, if you haven't played Sword and Fairy, it's very similar to that, except that it has more of that, of course, than anime aesthetic to it. Right. Um, and even and even Sword and Fairy, I would consider the same thing. Again, that's why I'm bringing it up, because that's also yeah. a JRPG because of how that game plays. Correct. Um, you have a team. Correct. You got uh, ele- it is, good you looking game elements. Good looking yeah, game. It, it's it's impressive. Uh, I actually might go back to it after this because it's, it's literally set up almost the same way. Yeah, I uh, can you see got that. areas that you can explore. And the combat is yeah. over the top. And except this is more. I think the story in this one has been more engaging than it was in okay. than it has been in Sword and Fairy, okay. um, just because it, it it's giving me like it's giving me like the '90s anime feel um, in his storytelling, mm-hmm. but sure. also like that. giving some of that giving you some of the modern flavor um, as far cool. as like combat and stuff like that and yeah. graphics and whatnot. And Fate's always I always thought Fate's been cool, but I've never like watched any of the anime. So sure, um, but this one this one's got got me wanting to. This one's got me wanting to be like, oh, maybe, maybe I go watch a movie or something and, and see how I feel about that and nice. kind of go from there. So I but, like yeah. it, man. It's cool. I like it. It's cool. All right. All so right. Um, this day yeah. or this upcoming week of gaming, I should say. So yes, let's get into it. Let's get into it. A couple more this week than last week. If you guys remember last week, it was quite one. a few more. 
It was it was one. So this week we are going to be in the week of November the 27th. That is right. Coming to the end of November, headed into December. The holidays are upon us. So let's go. Uh, we're going to start off on November 28th with a game called Calico coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. This was previously released way back in 2020, Steel. 2020. It came out for Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and it's finally coming oh, to PlayStation. Wow. Yep, magical oh. girls running cat cafes. Is that the name of the game? No, it's called Calico, but that's that's the oh. descriptor they have underneath the title on the box on the cover oh. art. Magical girls running cat cafes. So it's I, a role playing again, game. Take sure. Take take a look at it. Uh, if it's something that's up your alley and you've been waiting for a PlayStation version, it's coming out this week. There we go. All right. Okay. Then we got one that I am extremely excited for. I was going to hop into this on PC. It is coming to console. It is coming to Game Pass day and date. So it's four player too. I heard y'all. Talk, I heard y'all talking about it. Yeah. Here we go, folks. For all you four X strategy fans, like this guy right here, Dune Spice Wars, is coming to Xbox this week. Game Pass, Xbox Series consoles this week. It is also co op four X strategy player. It is Dune. It is Spice Wars. I'm excited to jump in this one. This kind of came out of the blue. They didn't know when they were going to have the console version. And the next thing I knew it was getting announced and saying, "Oh yeah, Game Pass day and date. Go." So I'm going to be hopping into this one. I think I got Mav on board. Um, I don't know if it's crossplay. You'll have to look that up still. That I did not look up last mm. night. But yeah, it is co-op. Um, I'm going to be checking this one out. November 28th, Dune Spice Wars 4X strategy. Let's freaking go. The resurgence continues on console. Oh my God, it's such a beautiful time to be alive for gaming. Um, Dune Spice Wars this week. And then we got another one coming to Game Pass. And this one had me excited when it launched on PlayStation. Might check it out. This was a little indie game coming out uh, called Roller Drome. This looks fantastic. This will be downloaded. I will be grazing this this week as well. Um, again, it was already on PlayStation uh, and PC, PlayStation 5 and 4 and PC mm-hmm. back at last August, August of 2022, August 16th. It is now hitting Xbox, coming to Game Pass, day and date. Got some really good reviews as well. This looks dope. It looks like Tony Hawk meets shooter, right? That's what this Mm. kind of is with a really amazing aesthetic as far as how they do the animation. Really like the look of this game. So I'm going to be checking out Roller Drone this week. Um, I hope you guys will be too. And then a game that Steel and I both really enjoyed. Thought it should have gotten a much more praise than it did. Unfortunately, the intro to the game turned off a lot of people. This is an older game, but it's finally coming to Switch. Um, This was released back in 2021. Steel and I were both day one. I've got like 60 hours into this game. Um, Didn't beat it. Uh, Steel, I think you did you beat this or did you not beat this one? No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't didn't beat it either. Mm -mm. Uh, Biomutant, of course, is the game that we're talking about. Biomutant. Um, I don't know how it's going to look on Switch. I don't know how it's going to perform on Switch, but on the series console, beautiful. Yeah. It was. It had its most good looking game. It was really cool. It was a good looking game. Um, played really well. The loot system, um, the crafting system were both excellent in this game. I thought it was interesting as fun. hell. Yeah. 
very fun. Um, you could definitely kind of tailor your character to how you wanted to play. Um, yeah. So that was another great aspect. The story behind it was kind of dope as well. I thoroughly enjoyed Biomutant. So um, that's finally coming to switch this week. Good to see it. Um, again, I would like to see this studio, which is Experiment 101, go back to this at some point. I don't know if it's sold well enough to do so. Uh. Um, but I'd love to see a Biomutant 2 because the base, again, still, we talk about this. Normally, the sequel the game is good. always going to be the pinnacle of games. When mm-hmm. it happens, there's examples that, that that doesn't happen. But normally, if a developer takes what they learned from the first one and applies it to the second one and just enhances everything that they did well, fixes the stuff that people didn't like, normally the second one is so damn good. We've seen it time and time again. I want to see a Biomutant too. I just don't and they and they, they supported the and they supported the game for quite some time they too. The so hell out of it, bro. Yeah, they did. They fixed a lot of it. They fixed the whole intro part um, that people had a problem with. Um, uh, as far as the tutorial goes and how long it was and people were getting bored and saying no way. And still, and I admitted, sure. It could be slow. Um, we both got through it. And once you break out into the open world, the open world is absolutely f- fun as hell to go explore. So, yeah, it's just, um, another, it's a, it was another one of those that I just, yeah. it was, there was just a lot going on in the game. There I mean, was. You can you can literally get lost in it. And when you have a lot of content that you want to cover or things that you like to talk about. Yeah. Sometimes sacrifice has got to be made. And this was one of the ones. But I definitely would recommend this game to people. I, it, was a, it was a really good game. And I'll be interested to see how it plays in the Switch. That's going to be that's different. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how Dude Spice Wars plays on console too. I, 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 all right. I, I might, I might, all I might right. join y'all on that. I'm, okay. I'm, I might. All right, brother. Let's hey, see. all right. Let's go. The more the merrier, brother. Let's get into it, man. It's kind of fun, man. Um, all right. Then we've got a game that actually, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to do. It, it It's going to take a supreme effort. The more I've seen in this game, and I don't, most people haven't gone and looked at the trailers still. I don't even know if you've gone and looked at the trailers of this game. Uh, this is another one of those games that's getting zero like advertising and it's, and, and it's being published by Nacon. And I feel like they're not doing this game. They're doing this game a disservice by not advertising it more. We've had, uh, what, what was the last, um, Oh God. What was it? Um, legends and villains, what was it? Heroes and Villains. What the hell was the name of the last Robin Hood game that came out? Steel that flopped dramatically. Um, that was multiplayer only. Um, God dang it! I don't remember um, the name of it. Dang real. it! Anyways, anyways, Robin Hood games generally have not done well. This game, the more I watch it, Steel, the more interested I get into it. Now, this is not a multiplayer only game. You can play this as a single player game, but it's called Gangs of Sherwood. And they've taken Robin Hood's story and they've added some steampunk or clockwork, whatever you want to call to it. So they've got some like, you know, a little bit of tech to some of their gear. But this game is looking good. If you got again, there's a billion things to play. This is a terrible year to be launching this game. I don't even know if next year you could find a good spot. But at this point, at the end of the year, Nacon is making a mistake. It's developed by appeal. I don't know how it's going to perform. I don't know if the performance itself mechanically is going to be good, 
but this game looks cool as hell. It looks like a game I would enjoy playing. It's got different classes. It's got everything. It can be co-op or you can play it single player. Gangs of Sherwood, go look at this. It's launching November 30th on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. The the oh, combat I'd looks have to get dope. This on PC. I'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. The combat looks dope. Um I just think it looks good, Steel. It looks like one of those co-op multiplayer games that you can get into, right? That you can run through and have a good time with. Bosses look no, it, dope. It reminds me of Dark Alliance. Yeah. It, exactly. it reminds me of a exactly. of a of a better version of Dark Alliance. Yep. It does. And it we does. had some it's fun exactly. playing Dark Alliance. It just we was did, bro. Cheese in some areas, which was very and visible. It had, but it had some bugs that were really massive problems yeah. during the progress of the game. It had some issues. Uh, again, Dark Alliance was right up my alley because, of course, it was set in the Forgotten Realms. I know the characters explicitly because I read all the books. So Dark Alliance appealed to me, but even I had to admit that the gameplay suffered because of some of the bugs and some of the issues that they had that they didn't fix out the gate. This Gangs of Sherwood looks really cool, Steel. I don't know. No, it's, it's just it really No, I, yeah. I, I think it looks yeah. really good, too. I mean, yeah. again, yeah. I, I, I'm the combat guy. Um, yeah. Lord uh, Jasper said Hood, Outlaws and Legends. There you go. Yeah, yes, I would have Outlaws and Legends, thank you. Thank you. Um, but no, I mean, this game does look extremely interesting. And again, I'm always down for like that gauntlet type of adventure. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for a game to kind of bring that back. It doesn't have to be exactly that perspective because no. all gauntlet was was like Diablo, but it was gauntlet. Right. Simplified. Um, <laughs> yeah, simply, extremely simplified. Yeah. Um, it was. I think it was like the original roguelite. It was. Kind of, in a lot of ways. It was the original roguelite or the original ARPG, right? Yeah, it true. Really, true, it was true, like at its base point. level, it yeah. influenced Diablo. Like Diablo took that and just blew it up yeah, to like massive. Yeah, yeah, but that's what basically what it was. But yeah, I, so Gangs of Sherwood, this, November. 3rd. Yeah, this Gangs of Sherwood game yeah. looks really looks really. Yeah, Steel's playing I'm, I'm it on screen, own. everybody. Yeah. So just letting you know. Get it off the screen. Um. Yeah, Champions of Norath was another one. Dakato, freaking amazing game. Champions of Norath was so damn good, bro. Um. So yeah, no, absolutely. Um. Looking forward to that one. Uh, this week, I want to keep my eye on it. I'm certainly not going to buy it day one, but I'm going to keep my eye on it. And that could yeah, be a sale on. one down the road for sure. Um, then we got Hitman Blood Money Reprisal. That's right. IO keeps pumping out Hitman content. This, of course, is going to be mobile, iOS, and Android on November 30th. Um, so Hitman Blood Money Reprisal hitting that mobile sector, which is cool to see. Um, like Hitman's a lot. I really do. Um, I wish I could play them more. I wish I just, I wish I didn't have so many interests. I would play Hitman a lot. I love Hitman. Um, and then Steel. Again, another one that I totally forgot. Is this still on? Because they don't even have a, they don't even have a, a cover. Let me, let me see if this is still actually yeah, going to be at, from week. Night Dive. Throw yeah. From night, is, out of oblivion is, is this still launching? Is it still launching this week? I got to check this out. Hold on. Release. Because Game Informer doesn't even have a cover art for it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if it doesn't have a cover, that doesn't really give me credence that I think that the game is going to end up releasing. Bro. I have literally have. I mean, but again, I, I didn't know that other game that we just. Uh, according to IGN, it is. According. When was this written? Hold on. I'm, I'm using uh, AI guys right now to find out. Do we have, we don't have, we don't have an updated, we don't have an up, 
yeah, I don't have an updated article on this. Do I have any articles? Because that was uh, just their... on Steam. It just says coming soon. Right. Uh, let's see. It doesn't look like it's like over the top or anything compared to what it was. Let me um, see if I can find like it. A night and day Let me difference. see if the PlayStation Store has. Nope. PlayStation Store's posting is not there, even though it's on the internet. Yeah, right uh, now, even on Wikipedia worldwide, it says a list for November 30th. Maybe they just didn't update the image. Maybe they're going to use the same image that they used before. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a remaster. It's Night Dive. Of course, yeah. uh, let me go to, let me go to, let me go to Night Dive. Because this is Night Dive. Hold on. Night Dive. Let me see if I can find Night Dive Studios. Let's see if they've said anything about it on. Oh, should I want to say you. Our calendars now they keep talking about star okay sneak peek Turok. okay so turok 3 remaster is going to have editing tools they just talked about that on the 22nd um market calendars they keep talking about star wars i wouldn't hold my breath here folks uh let me see here truck three which will be coming to you as a little holiday gift from us. Okay, so don't know about you all, but this season I'm thankful for truck. And this is a this is a content creator uh, called Slaughter Miss Slaughter uh, talking about it. They reposted it on Night Dive Studios uh, X uh, account saying, "Don't know about you, but this season I'm thankful for Turok and faithful remasters tonight. We're continuing the hype train to Turok Three Shadow of Oblivion remastered with more Turok, which will be coming to soon to coming soon to you as a little holiday gift." from us so and that was on back on for november 18th so maybe it's still on par like are on track i should say not on par on track um yes okay they did post okay so november 10th they did post turok 3 shadow of oblivion has now updated release date of november 30th for xbox one series x playstation 4 playstation 5 nintendo switch and pc Night Dive uh, Studio thanks everyone for their patience and understanding as we work to deliver the best Turok 3 experience possible. So that was November 10th. So yeah, November 30th, next week, Turok 3, Shadows of Oblivion Remastered, coming from Night Dive Studio, one of the best remaster studios out there. Again, they're the ones that are doing Dark Forces Remaster, which I'm uh, super hyped about. Uh, They're always faithful to the source material. Um, They just pretty much update the controls and the performance um, and the resolution, but they keep, you know, the core game itself, the same as it was the classic that we all know it as. So yeah, Turok okay. three this week, everybody um, for all you Turok fans out there. So yeah, pretty damn cool. Let's go. Yeah, damn. I didn't, wasn't expecting to hear that. So there's that. Yeah. I totally forgotten about it. Um, And then steel December 1st. That's right. December is starts next week as well. Steel the switch gets the batman arkham trilogy gonna look pretty good on there (laughs) yeah it's gonna look fantastic yo batman arkham trilogy though a again why can't if you can give us a switch version steel why can't you just give us a performance patch please just give us 60 frames my god man Please, it's the simplest of things. That's the trilogy sold so well. Just give us a performance patch, please. Come on, it deserves it. Um, all right, so back Batman Arkham trilogy for everybody who owns it everywhere else. You can finally own it on your Switch and take it on the go. That's a cool thing. And then Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince, is coming to Switch. So only Switch gets. Dragon Quest Monsters. Dragon Quest obviously is That's very different. big. 
It's huge, but it's coming um, to from Square Enix on December 1st to the Switch. So enjoy that. And then we got another Game Pass game steal, another game I'm excited about to check out, Steam World Build. Steam World is a freaking fantastic series. One and two were both damn good. Um, really cool games. They're taking it in a different direction with build where you're actually going to build out your town and then also do the digging kind of like dig dug. If you guys remember dig dug from back in the day, that's kind of steam world on a whole nother level, right? You got it. It's kind of a Metroidvania to steal because you're digging down into the ground, searching for valuables and searching for other things down there. You get Mm -hmm. to different materials, like certain types of rock that you need a new pickaxe for. Right. And you can kind of, you got to craft that pickaxe and then you can move forward into those areas. Right. So Steam World is freaking underrated, in my opinion. A lot of people do know about it. It, it got positive reviews. Uh, but this is a new direction. You're going to build out your town. You're going to be able to set up certain shops in your town. And then you're also going to do the digging. You're also going to do the mining. You're going to kind of control that aspect as well. So Steam World Dig is come or Steam World Build, excuse me, is coming this week, this next week, to Xbox, to Game Pass. It's also coming to PlayStation 5, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. But it will be Game Pass. Check it out. No risk. Uh, go get it. Um, and that is the final game of this upcoming week of game steal. Fire, ladies and gentlemen. Upcoming games. At least we got a few more that are in there for sure. Uh, even one that I wasn't expecting to kind of uh, move towards in Gangs of Sherwood. I I completely forgot about the game, and it looks really cool. So we'll, we'll see how that how that plays out. Might, we might have to give that yeah. a good old run. Um. All right. Let's see here. So, with us being so deep in here now, Pong, where where would you where would you like to go, man? Where's a <laughs> you take take us wherever you want to, Steel. Take us wherever you want to. Well, how about Sony locking up Stellar Blade? How about that? How you feel? Oh, okay. or, or confirmation. Or Stellar oh, Yams. Yeah. Yeah, um, Stellar Yams. Like, yeah. 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 Shout shout out to Bam and uh, in the community, but um. So Shift Up announced that Goddess of Victory Nike, so there's one, uh, finalized its publishing deal with Sony for Stellar Blade. Shift Up mm-hmm. will become Sony's first second party partner in Korea. That's um cool. definitely re- it's definitely really dope. Definitely really uh really cool to see. I do hope that others start making that mark in uh, in Korea also because again, I still do believe in my heart of hearts that that's where we're going to where where we're going to see innovation from. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Myth Wukong, I think, is also going to add something additionally to uh, the Souls genre of games. Uh, as we're seeing, like Lies of P. Do has kind of carved out its own little path too, so that's really cool to see. Uh, although I know uh, the developer for Black Myth Wukong is going to get some things um, going. Fighting some things currently, I believe. I, I what, what was it like stigmas or something like that? Um, Sexism. Is, is it was it was it more so? Was it more so dealing with United States that he was getting some backlash from? Nah, or was it back, there's there's a movement over there still. Ah, okay, on. okay, okay. So it's starting to bubble to the surface. Some of these studios over there that run like the Western studios used to run back in right. the day, right? Where it was a good old boys club, right? Um, and so now they're getting called out for some perceived things that they still run their studio a certain way. Um, 
crunch culture, sexism, all that kind of stuff is being starting to be called out over there as well. Mm. So that's what's kind okay. of happening to them right now. But so I mean, hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't affect the game or anything like that. I know he was a solo developer before. Um, yeah, I mean, if he if he's a POS, then I mean, again, I, yeah, I guess yeah, I if he's a piece that, of, he's a piece of, yeah, but I it. just I'm I'm saying a lot of it sounds like after he grew his studio out, right after he turned from a small, that's what it, yeah, that's what almost an indie like. studio and added people that some of those that he started having some problems internally. We'll see what the extent of it is. If it oh, ever comes out truly again, we're talking about the other side of the globe. Um, you're talking Very about a uh, culture that's still, you know, in a lot of ways still, you know, has a lot of the past um, active in it. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. Um, so again, we'll see how far this gets because the movement isn't as big as what it has been in the West yet. So we'll see if that does affect anything. I don't think it will. Um, they got to be close. He said a 2024 release, right? So um, they did announce that. So we should be expecting this next year. So pretty excited for that. Uh, side mean, note too, by the way, Gangs of Sherwood, everybody is a $50 game. So it's not even. Oh, wow. Game. $49.99. Yep. Damn. $49.99. Yep. It makes yep. it a little bit more. Um, yeah. Appealing. It's on, on Steam right now for $44.99 uh, mm. uh, up until the 30th. So, Damn. Uh, look at that. Um, so as far as Hiller Blade goes, um, it's definitely dope that Sony sees, saw an opportunity in that game. I mean, it kind of went hand-in-hand hand with each other when they, just, when they showed it originally, too. Uh, well, when they showed it the second time around, because uh, the first time there wasn't nobody connected to it. It also had the... Um, project name on it and then the second time that we saw it uh it was tied in uh with sony um in their presentation so i, I do hope that this is one of the ones uh that they also put on pc uh with a release day and date at the same time uh again as interested as i am in that game that game is not a reason that i would get an entire console uh just to play that game um it, that doesn't do it for me but i am extremely interested in that character not just because she got games or whatever the case again uh i made it plainly known here that i like you know I, I like my my characters with clothes on um you can be appealing with clothes on i'm just saying um and I just liked a lot of the combat and stuff that they showed, uh, uh, the over-the-top story, again, involving aliens. They had a whole, like, planet that had, like, like monster stuff coming off of it. Uh, that concept seemed really interesting to me. So I, I want to see where, where they go with it. Um, it was delayed from 2023. It's supposed to come out this year, uh, but it got delayed back into 2024. I'd imagine it was more so, uh, I think that the game is probably close to being done, if not done. Uh, and with the type of year that they've had currently, why try to fit it? into the the end of the year uh, where you need things to kind of fill out your next year anyway. Uh, and until we get the true roadmap from Sony, again, a lot of people are saying that the TGAs is probably going to be the Sony showcase, uh, depending on if they show all the things that people have kind of uh, went over the moon about showing con new PlayStation pro and all the other crazy things, uh, potential, but uh, not really, not highly likely. I don't think, but, We'll we'll see what happens, and it does suck that stellar uh, that stellar blade did get snagged by Sony, uh, mainly because of just the the access to it. Uh, the the thing that I find typically is when you when you have games like this and you leave it restricted to a certain platform. That was the problem with Devil May Cry for a long time. Um, I think it's still some somewhat, even though it is on everything now. Uh, but it was so 
like ingrained with PlayStation for such a long time uh, that when it did try to grow, I think it kind of lapsed a bit because people didn't either didn't know what it was or maybe they thought it was too difficult or uh, there's a, there was a league of things uh, that went into devil may cry. But um, I want people to understand why I like the combat that we've been getting from out of the East, because it, it adds a flavor of not just pressing not making combos overly excessive. And this is something that I experienced also during, um, cause I got into the, uh, the closed beta for Zenless zone zero. Um, there's other gotcha games that I've, that I've played recently, like punishing gray Raven, uh, and, but outside of the, outside of the gotcha games, but like games like black desert online or fate remnant or devil may cry, or just games like that, that do have the extensive combat. Um, the reason I brought Zenless Zero up, uh, Zenless Zone Zero up, was because what I have noticed is that games are starting to understand how to make combat accessible, but also still add some complicated elements to them, if that makes any sense. For example, so me and Pong have always talked about that Arkham dance, right? Um, there's just, yeah, you're, you could say that, you're, oh, all you're doing is pressing X and you press Y to parry every now and then, and just that another thing. It's just a one button game. Okay, sure. I know it's not that easy to play. Pong knows it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's not that simple. But there is something said to it's simple enough to understand that, hey, if I do this and I get my timing right, I am going to get into this flow where as long as I don't mess up, I'm going to be able to do a lot of cool stuff here. In these games, like a Zenless Zone, uh, they have the over-the-top combat. They're starting to figure out how to apply that same Arkham dance um genshin does some of that too but they're finding ways to apply that arkham dance and also make it look like it's extremely complicated like it's over the top like you're doing a million different things but maybe you're only pressing like three different buttons or maybe it's just again good there you go thank you dakato it's easy to pick up and difficult to master that's easiest way to pick up. thank you I, I don't know why i couldn't think of that for for the longest but that's exactly it and the east is at least to me has has met the market where they need it for that. Now the quality needs to match that because we they do pitch games that tend to look better than how they come out. Um, but that's why I've also been kind of favoring the anime aesthetic style of games because that is a proven thing to work. No matter how even this game Fate Remnant, even ten years from now, you could probably go back and play this game because of the art style it's an aesthetic it does not it's not an ugly game because because of the aesthetic and the art style that they chose um when you have those more anime uh, anime based games you're able to kind of play with a little bit more a lot of times why you see people do more of that cell shaded look like you do see in some of remnant here uh just because it makes it easier at least from what i've seen in my perspective to animate and things like that so um i I expect for Sony to reach out further into the East because they're already there and they've already had games traditionally that have been that, right? Um, so I do think though, um, because of how things are playing out, we do know the the relationship with Nintendo and Xbox has gotten better over the years. We we keep bringing this up. If If Sony is going to have Stellar Blade next year, how dope would it be if Xbox was able to come out and say, hey, we got Bayonetta Trilogy coming to Xbox? That would fight, that would fight, uh, that would fight back against that 
You know, yeah, it's a loss, but boom, here's a gain, right? And you don't, I'm not talking about, you know, you don't have to remaster all the games to completion. Just release them as a trilogy and put them on Xbox so people, more people have access and can have another female representation of a badass character, right? Um, which I think Bayonetta is, along with the main character for Stella Blade. So uh, that's kind of my perspective. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add on Add on to Sony uh, partnering up with Shift Up and uh, become the second party fill-in for them? No, I mean, again, I, I, well, of course I'll add something here. It's just... Um, Obviously, yeah. this was expected. We knew this was happening behind the scenes. They made it official this week um, that they are second party. Again, the most disappointing thing about Stellar Blade is was it was announced for Xbox, right? Um, so this is legitimately yeah. one of those cases where a game was announced for a platform and another platform stepped in um, and took that version out, right? Um, again, it happens. It's business. Sony's doing what they need to do. They needed to fill their lineup next year. Um, as well as this year with third party, second party, whatever you want to call it, deals um, because their first party just isn't ready to start making again. Um, you know, again, they're they're working on stuff right now, but they're not ready for releases. And next year is probably going to be as light as it was this year from first party for Sony. Um, so, again, they had to do this. Uh, it is disappointing because this is a game I was looking forward to. Um, right. What is it? What is curious still is whether or not we still get a PC version of Stellar I Blade. Hope so. I, I hope so. I, I do too. Uh, again, I hope Sony didn't nix that version as well um, and make this full console exclusive, uh, or I should say full exclusive. They have the right um, to. to they do. I mean, again, if they paid the bag, they paid the bag. I'm just hoping it comes to PC because this is a game I did want to play um, in that vein. Not that I'm some it would definitely be expert day one, at Devil May Cry or, or, or Bayonetta's or anything like that, but I love them so much. I love playing through them so much. So um, I was really looking forward to this game. Um, I will get it on PC if that's the case, if it is on PC. Um, but, you know, again, they are making these deals in the East Steel. That is their home turf. Even if they've yeah, lost makes... some sway there, even if they haven't um, focused there for it's a while easy now. Doors to open. It is. It is because of their name and their brand and their recognition and their success over there. That's that's a given. This is where Steel and I have been pounding the table for Xbox to move next. Um, was the Korean market for sure? Yes. You definitely need to make some moves in Japan. They are the OGs. They are the fatherland. Um, but at the same time, Korea, the talent that's coming out of Korea right now, South Korea, is unbelievable. Um, and their games themselves have a level of detail that we it's just different. I'm not going to say we don't see it in the West, but I'm just as Steele has pointed out, they just focus on different aspects than the Western devs do. And I think that's important that obviously Phil, Sarah have made this a key component of their expansion. They know it. They've made so many trips over there. Phil recently uh, after the ABK deal in an interview said that we are going to see, th I think I actually was at the Tokyo game show um, said that we are going to see some big games coming to Xbox from the East. Um, and it made it sound like they had cut some deals uh, that we aren't aware of yet. So I hope that's the case, but I hope that a couple of those deals are in Korea because mm. man, oh man, they are on a different level right now with some of the stuff we've been seeing. Now we'll see how the games, you know, come out. We'll see how they perform. We'll see all that kind of stuff. But my God, you know, like, you know, steel Pearl abyss and those kind of things. I want to see those come West. I want to see them on the Xbox platform. So um, looking forward to this uh, still, as long as it comes to PC, I'll be picking it up. Stellar blades, a good looking game. Can't wait. Um, 
you know, but it was just a matter of time before this announcement was made. No, I mean, if you're, if, uh, if you're being for real, like, uh, maybe you're misunderstanding what we're saying or what, what's going on. But Google Post says, uh, he says, WTF, Xbox has been aggressive as they can yeah. with Asia. Stop yeah. with the demands. The demands? No, we've been pounding the table to make, make more moves into other areas. Uh, I don't think we're saying anything that Phil hasn't said himself. They've been behind. There's a stigma against Xbox and Microsoft in the East that has been there forever. <laughs> And they haven't been able to make as much movement in that. They've done a great job with Sega, but look how yeah. long it took Atlas to finally open up the the, the catalog to Xbox, too. right? And that they're a part of Sega, and they had a great relationship with Sega. And Atlas mm -hmm. still held out um, until you know Xbox made that deal with Sega to help them out with their big game initiative, the Super Big Game Initiative, or whatever the hell they called it. Um, we knew that deal was going to open some doors, and Atlas finally opened up the catalog to Xbox. They've been doing great. We've given them nothing but praise. All the work that Sarah and Phil have done over there has been fantastic. They just, Phil was up on stage with Square Enix. We talked about that, but I'm talking about other areas over there that are ripe to get into because they're now just starting yeah. to come into their own, like Korea, right? Korea yeah, is a place yeah. that wasn't traditionally known as a game factory, but they are starting to produce high-level talent. Yes. And so what we're saying is continue that push into the East because it is a big part of the narrative that Xbox wants to be worldwide, reach 2 billion, 3 billion people. That includes the tough markets where you necessarily haven't had success or you don't have the brand that drives popularity or, or you know the brand recognition in the East, yeah. that is especially true for Xbox. So they got to continue to make that push over there. That's all go, go, pull. Again, we've given them all the flowers in the world for the work that they've done already, for sure. Yeah. I just want to see them hit that Korean market. Uh, just the Asian market, and uh, he says, but they are. I mean, sure, they are in some ways, right? But there's still a lot of games. Again, uh, as, an, as an example, um, I, and, I, and I lost my example, uh, but it was the game that would that was on Xbox, but then it skipped Xbox for its second game, Octopath Traveler Two. Octopath Traveler Two didn't come to the Xbox, but the first one was there. So it's like, I mean, obviously they still need to work on some things because there's no reason, again, outside of, and we don't know what happens behind the scenes. Publishers could do what they want, but it just doesn't make any sense as a publisher or as a game dev developer, why would I release the first game on a platform but not release the second game on its very same platform? Maybe Xbox didn't want to pay money. And sure, yeah, that's square, that's square, but that's a, but that could be a lot of the different companies. And I think that goes, I think that rings kind of consistent across the board for a lot of the games that come out of the Asian market. There's a lot of games that come over there. Now, admittedly, a lot of them are also not dubbed as an example. So there's there's a reason. So I agree with you there that there are some that we have currently in Game Pass as an example, Sword and Fairy being one of them. And it, maybe the dub doesn't sound the greatest, right? And a lot of people don't want to read text or sub. I like sub. I've, I found out in this playing Fate that especially for my Eastern flavored games, because I'm I'm looking at what the game is presenting to me. I like it in the native language. I'd rather read the subtitles because I tend to read almost 10 times faster than the subtitles come up. So it's like, 
I can get the information quicker than them saying it. And I don't feel so disconnected or I'm like, I'm cutting them off as I do when I hear them in English. It's like they're, they're speaking in the native language. I'm reading the text and it just flows better for me, at least for me. And I know that doesn't work for everybody, but that doesn't mean that they can't reach out and do a little bit more work. Like, again, I think that Xbox needs to acquire Pearl Abyss. Why? Because Pearl Abyss has proven that they can take a online component. They have proven that they know how to handle an MMO in Black Desert Online. They have done nothing but grow that game. They got from up underneath Cacao Games and continue to create and foster something that has been great for multiples of other people to, ju to jump in and have also made it more accessible because of the money that they have brought in, right? You would expect for something like that to happen with Destiny, but it's not. So obviously they have an idea of what needs to happen um, kind, of, kind of as we move further, or at least in that aspect of multiplayer gaming you want some mmo we got final fantasy 14 coming maybe maybe get some talk talk to them it's just that's where i'm kind of coming from with it so yeah no go go pull of course not every publisher and dev want to be bought that's why you, you haven't seen any hostile takeovers by xbox that's always been our point when people criticize the acquisitions these are companies that want to be purchased um yeah, obviously yeah, again again the, the the deal is is this this isn't our this isn't necessarily like our own of course, Steel and I both enjoy Eastern flavored games. So therefore, right. of course, as, as a gamer, I want to see those games come to my platform. If you don't like the Eastern flavored That's games, yeah, then yeah. you could care less. I, I totally get that. And I'm not saying that about you personally, Google. I don't know your personal preference, but I'm just saying, of course, that selfishness is there as a gamer. I want to see them come to Xbox, my, you know, my preferred platform. Of course, uh, that, that at the end of the day, but what we're speaking on here, the bigger push into the East isn't some wish that we're putting on Xbox personally. This is a goal that they've stated that Phil is public with that they've put a lot of effort into because again, when they say 2 billion, 3 billion people, that includes the rest of the world. So even, you know, in areas that we're not thinking about yet, which Steele and I brought up two years ago, I think we brought up yeah, Africa. Man. And what do you know? Xbox opened up a starter shop in Africa to make sure that they're looking for and develop talent over there. And as far as the Xbox fan base, as far as the Xbox gamers not playing those types of games, that's because Xbox was ignored for so long. You don't simply go with that. I've never liked that idea. Well, Xbox players don't play those types of games anyway, so who cares? You have to cultivate that fan base because to reach 2 billion, 3 billion people, you need to have a lineup that includes games from across the yeah. globe, games that That's are it. going to appeal to people in very specific locations, locales across the globe. You have to offer those in your ecosystem to break through into those places. That is a part of that strategy. And again, it's not something Steel and I are putting on Xbox or any other yeah. podcast that talks about this is putting on Xbox and demanding. It's something that we look at and say, hey, Phil, we've heard your goals. We've heard this. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You guys have been doing a great job. We've seen a lot of breakthroughs over there. But here's one market in the Korean market that's up and coming that hasn't been taken over by any one company. And you have the ability to walk in there and make some waves amongst that community. The other thing that now Xbox has, Steel, that could do 
freaking wonders for them, of course, and we've talked about it, is announcing the next StarCraft game. StarCraft yeah. is gigantic in Korea. If they announce the next StarCraft game underneath the Xbox banner, now that they own Blizzard, that will work wonders over in that area. It will be a huge momentum swing for them there, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, that's just my that's a, yeah. just the perspective on that. Um, the other thing for PlayStation, yes, they are doing a great job, Gogo Poe. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Box, yeah. what's going on, Box and Burger? Good to see you, brother. Doing a good job, but they can they they can always worry. Uh, it? It always continue, improve. continue, push, yeah, continue push, push, continue push, 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 push. Yep. Um, and I I agree with that. Asia is more diverse than American politics. It. Uh, there could be a diversity in a, lot, in a lot of different things. It's just the people behind it that, and depending on who you're talking to. So, um, considering how most Japanese devs don't give a shit about Xbox, I mean, they haven't had a reason to. I mean, again, right? Yeah. If if you've been cornered off into a market and believe that only a certain type of gamer believes in or likes the certain type, certain type of game, then you don't ever branch out or try or just because one doesn't work. Or again, I've been telling people for years that final fantasy isn't what it is. When, once I found out that I was like one of the lone ones that like final fantasy 15, I was like, obviously final fantasy isn't going the way that y'all like it. It is not going to be as relevant as it was previously. And it was already falling off. So it's like, you know, so what do you do? I don't think making games exclusive after that point is the best move. 16 should have been should have been on everything. Uh, but again, that's just me being an outside, uh, you know, outside looking in on what makes sense for the company that also complains about not making enough money. I don't know. Um, this one was another thing uh, was another one that was kind of surprising to me, especially knowing that house uh, marquee. I thought they were kind of satisfied with what they got from. Uh, fraternal and whatnot, but Harry Krueger leaves House Marquee after ne nearly 15 years. He was the game director of Returnal and Next Machina, and more. Nope. Pong, you might have a might have a little bit of a of a reference for Harry Krueger himself. I did play Returnal. I was having a I was having a fun time with oh, it. I, I still want to hop into that game. Um, I think the co op's really fun. If, if you ever get it. Yeah. I'll, we'll definitely run some co-op because uh, cool. the co-op can be really fun. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a shooter hell, um, but yeah. it's not as bad as people made it uh, made it yeah. seem. Again, I, I had I didn't play it from day one. I know it was a lot worse than uh, at that point, but um, it's a fun game to play, especially as a shooter running around. Especially when you got a buddy in there. I was running around with randos and we were just having a good time shooting stuff, man. Like the upgrades, the way that the game feels, it feels really intuitive. I'm actually kind of surprised the game didn't sell a million copies, right? Because it was one of the more unique games that came out, the storytelling um, that's within it. Also, uh, it's, they're doing a lot of appealing things in there, uh, but to see them get acquired by to get get acquired by PlayStation seemingly do decently, I, I thought. Uh, and then, to now see this guy who's been with with them for 15 years i mean what what do you is this kind of an add-on to what they have already going on internally mm. is this kind of add some credence to that or is maybe 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 he just yeah. maybe that one disagreement enough and he was like you know what yeah i'm just gonna get out of here or maybe he was working on returnal too and uh sony came through and said no we need this game to be something different what do, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think will happen? I, I, again, I keep the same energy with these veterans, right? Veterans yeah. who have been doing this for a very long time. Sometimes they decide it's time to move on and do something else. 
Yeah. Could could some of the stuff internally that's happening at Sony certainly have influenced his decision? Of course. Again, we talked about this with Pete Hines, right? Did Pete Hines take was Pete Hines looking forward to retirement? It certainly appears from everything that he's been posting on X, he certainly was. Did it necessarily would have gone down as soon as it did if Xbox hadn't acquired him, if Pete had some type of feelings about how Xbox, which we saw from the internal emails, was handling certain things? I don't know that. Again, you'll never know the hearts of men, but as I will stay consistent, when I see industry veterans like this decide that it's time to move on, whether to retire or whether to go try something new, I say congratulations and you deserve it and more luck to you, more power to you. Again, House Mark came from a small, no, no, nobody knew who they were and built themselves up into something that they are now. Are they the biggest name in gaming? No, but do they have a name that now represents a lot of quality to people? Absolutely. They've put out a lot of quality games. So therefore, if he felt he had built his studio up to the point where it was time to move on and try something new again, more power to him. Congratulations. Good luck to you. Hope you find success. Can't wait to see what you do next. I mean, that is... My standard, I never have been one to say, yo, there, this is doomsday. What is going on? This is, you know, none of that stuff. When it comes to these veterans, I take it at face value until I hear differently, right? I'm just going to take it as face value that he had his time at House Mark, enjoyed it, built up the studio, decided to walk, and it was time to move on to something else. That's, that's cool with me. That's how I'll take it until I hear something different. Are the, all the potentials there? that other things influence his decision. Of course they are, but just like everybody else, I'm never going to know that unless somebody speaks out on it. Right. Steel. So for me, yeah. cool. Good for him. Glad. I mean, I'm happy for him. Uh, again, anybody who puts that much time and effort into one uh, studio um, gives that much passion towards those projects. Hey, I, I'm all about that. That's what makes this gaming industry great. And again, the, the freedom to move on cannot be understated that when you've got an opportunity Sometimes that's the best thing for you and your family and whatever mental state you're in. Cool. Go for it. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Def definitely nothing wrong with that. Uh, definitely no. along the same lines that I'm thinking too. Yeah. Uh, though. I, I mean, you can't help but to think about what else could be going on internally with Sony when things like that, again, it just those things in question when uh, veterans it's the timing of everything, right? Steel. There's right. A, again, it could be pure coincidence. He could have had sure. this plan mm -hmm. for the past two years, right? He for could sure. have had this date planned out. We don't know, but obviously with everything else going on, the questions are fair to ask. If you want to ask them like, could could that have been a result of everything that's happening internally more so than we even know? Are we going to see some bigger things pop up news wise down the road from Sony in the next year that we didn't currently don't know about? Yeah, that certainly could happen. I mean, again, there's a lot of moving pieces in, in inside Sony right now. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of what is going on over there. And those are all fair questions right now with what's happening at Sony for sure. Absolutely. Um, that's really all I had on the PlayStation side of things. Uh, I knew no, um, Nintendo, uh, this isn't directly related to them, but this is something that I did watch a little bit of, but I thought it was, I thought it was fake or somebody like did something through AI generation or something like that. Um, but there was a fan created short film for Zelda Ocarina of Time, um, with the, like the Studio Ghibli style. And, um, and it was for the 25th anniversary for Ocarina of Time. 
And it's 25 minutes long. I believe it's 25 minutes long. Maybe it's a little shorter than that. 25 is really sticking out for me outside of the anniversary day. I, I believe it was, it had some, it had some decent length to it. I think that was the other reason why I just, why I didn't watch it at the time, but it looked really dope. Like I do think outside of the, like the live movie that we get that if there was somebody that I would want to give the Zelda IP to, to make some form of a cartoon, it probably would be studio Ghibli. Um, if not them, there's another, I don't know if they're Korean or if they're based out of China. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but there was a there was another movie that has a very similar style. Uh, I think it's The Life of Hay or something like that. Um, hmm. Interesting. Either way, this movie also had a very similar style, but it wasn't Studio Ghibli. So it's just like. If I, I would definitely recommend for people to go check it out. It looked really dope. Uh, again, I, I like Zelda as an IEP, although all the games don't necessarily speak to me. Uh, I, I think it's worth checking out at least uh, just to see what's, what looked possible. For me. Um, let's see. That's about it for there. Iron Galaxy did announce some things this week. Uh, they had a whole presentation for Killer Instinct for the 10th anniversary edition. Uh, now, I didn't watch the actual presentation that they did, right? Um, I heard, I did watch a little bit of what Mav did and when he live streamed it. And I did see that they were making some character changes and whatnot, as far as like, um, nerves and buffs and whatever else the case might be. But it's, it's essentially still going to be the same game. Um, mm -hmm. but them supporting it, I guess. So they, they um, up the UIs and stuff too. Okay. So that was some improvements they made there. Some quality of life stuff for sure. So it looks better. Uh, and then they also said that the base game is still going to be free and the roster will rotate weekly instead. I think uh, the other thing, too, is that the game itself is $13. Um, if you want to get all the characters, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was another uh, thing not, that people were talking so, about. So the upgrade is going to be free if you own the big edition right now. And the big okay. edition is on sale right now for like 13 bucks. So if you're going to buy, if you want this new upgrade, for free go buy it on sale right now and you'll get the upgrades you know you'll get you'll get it for free again it's a patch it's a free patch um okay. so this is the time to go pick it up now the the original uh i forget is it called the legendary edition i forget what it's called for ki they've had a bunch of different editions but the big edition right now is on sale on, on xbox's store for 13 bucks unfortunately uh unlike other people i don't care about killer instinct sure I just, mm. uh, Amit Kumar says it's twenty nine ninety nine right now. Uh, wow, that's kind of steep. But that's yeah, for the new. Killing that's going to be the new edition. Yeah. Oh, um, for the new edition. Okay, okay, the new edition. Yeah, I'm pretty about. sure because. I oh, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. The yeah. definitive definitive yeah. edition owners. Uh, yes. There was a sale for thirteen about yes. thirteen dollars to get the upgrade to the end to the new anniversary edition. That's what it was. Okay, gotcha. That makes more sense. So there's that. Uh, Starfield got DLSS. Uh, we saw that uh, incoming. We talked about that previously. Yeah, just check the store. The it's still on PC. sale. Thirteen dollars and nineteen cents right now. Oh, there you go. Yep. Uh, Forty bucks. There was something the interesting. Killer, it's Killer Instinct. The the show. No, real quick, just because yeah, I did watch ahead. the first half of it or so. I didn't um, watch any of it. So. 
because I just wanted to see if they were going to tease anything for the next killer instinct, if they were going to go down that road, obviously it turned into a very technical um, show for those killer instinct competitors, those fans, like those super fans, right? The, the enthusiasts, the killer instinct players that are still out here competing in killer instinct, it turned into that side of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Again, that it's, that's where the majority of changes are coming, but it was very down to the, you know, how each, you know, character is some of the buffs they did yes. for the movement. Right. And, the, and all that stuff that highly competitive fighting gamers get into. Whereas for me and the, in the casual audience, it was like, okay, none of this. I, I don't. Okay. It's cool. I'm glad you guys are updating it. The UI updates were great, but it turned into that type of show where I was just like, yeah, no, I, I don't have any reason to watch this because I don't care about the buffs and the debuffs or whatever you guys did to the character movements. Again, I'm a butt masher when it comes to fighters. I enjoy the fighters. I like Killer Instinct. It's awesome, cool. It's very sweet. Like I said, I love animations in fighters. I love how they pull off special moves. All of that stuff is top-notch in Killer Instinct. So, you know, again, this patch is super dope that they're doing it. It just wasn't for me, like the show itself. And they didn't tease yeah. anything. They didn't talk about anything. They just kept alluding to the fact that they're going to continue to listen to feedback on killer instinct. It sounds like iron galaxies in for the long haul uh, mm -hmm. on killer instinct. So could we eventually get a uh, announcement for a new killer instinct, maybe coming into next gen? I absolutely do believe that they could start working on another killer instinct at this point, now that they're back on board again, um, you know, it's obviously a possibility and something that's very hopeful amongst the community that they're going to do something like that. So there was something else uh, that I found interesting that happened this week. And I just saw this in passing because um, there's an Ubisoft thing that, that is brought up in here. But uh, as far as the news goes, apparently somebody was playing Assassin's Creed. I looked like it was it probably, I think it was Mirage. Uh, and in the middle of them playing, they got an advertisement for, I don't know if they tapped the, they hit the pause menu cause they went, they went into the menus, uh, from what I could tell, but before they went into the menus, there was an advertisement that popped up for something related to Assassin's, something related to Assassin's Creed. Some, uh, here percent off, get this it Assassin's Mirage. Creed bundle. It was Mirage. Yeah. They were playing, okay. uh, they were playing, they were playing, Valhalla? They were playing Valhalla. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure. So, uh, and apparently they got an advertising, uh, that that's where I got to get mixed up. That's why I thought it was Mirage. Cause yeah. I saw the advertising for yeah. Mirage pop up. Um, yeah. but so yeah, got an advertisement for Assassin's Creed Mirage while playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now Ubisoft, I don't know who needs to tell you this. They came out and stated that it was an accident. It was a bug. Mm. You should have done that. I, mm. I, I, that's a, that's a wild ass bug. A bug that just randomly pulls up an advertisement. Steel, forgive me here for jumping in so quickly before you turn it no, back go to ahead. me. But I gotta just, we'll just make this act. I'm not a developer, Steel, but for I'm that to happen, from the little I do know about development, that would have to be programmed into the language of the game in order for it to even mistakenly pop up. Somebody had to put it there, yeah. Yeah, that's be programming some in the games for that shit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey, now, Ubisoft, good try. Activated by mistake, but it was already there. It exists, which means, of course, Ubisoft has thought about this. And you have you had to you have had to put that in an update because uh, I've never gotten ever. I put a lot of time in Valhalla. I never mm -hmm. got an advertisement to be like, oh, you should probably go play this this other game. How about Origins? Yeah, get it twenty percent off right now. 
I know. I never seen that. I never seen them advertise anything, cosmetics, any of that. The entire time that I played. Now, keep in mind, I did go back recently. I played during the beginning, and also uh, played. I went back and played again recently because uh, I still want to get through it at some point. I got caught up in a whole roguelite mode that I didn't even know was there. I beat it too, matter of fact. Um, I got that recorded, I believe. But uh, yeah, I got it recorded on stream. And uh, Jasper says, I got that bug in. Uh, he Jasper does get the bug in Call of Duty where his loadout pops up every time that he's, that he's fighting. I don't know what Jasper is doing with his controller that causes his loadout to pop up uh, while he's shooting people. I haven't experienced that. I know. I think it was Mav that it happened to. It was Mav or you that it also happened to uh, where... Yeah. The loadout just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that, 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 that definitely okay. So it was you. It's yeah, I yeah. mean, but see, but, but Jasper, that's more of a like I can believe that bug. Like a whole advertisement for a whole different game that is actually the newer game is kind of, and then you saying that it was oh it's a bug. Eh, that's a lot of coincidence in there. It looks like you just took a took a moment. For me, pausing the game, just oh, just throw it, just throw it in there real quick. Hell, they won't even notice. I mean, again, not a big deal. You can close out of it and go back into your game, but I, I mean, it may not be a big deal. I should say it's a big deal for me. Do not ever introduce advertisements in my in middle in the middle of my gaming session. If I'm if I'm loaded into a game, I'm in my world, I'm in my save. Do not bring up any advertisements. I don't care what button I press. If unless I go to it specifically, unless I go to the store, when I press the start button, do not ever do that. I don't want to be idle. I don't want you to come up with a pop-up on my screen that says, hey, are you still there? Here's uh, an offer for coffee. Oh, no, don't do that, please. Uh, gaming, gaming industry. So I, I thought that was interesting. It does kind of reek of some things that Ubisoft has been going through recently. But the other thing, too, uh, that I wanted to talk about Ubisoft, because Avatar... Frontier of Pandora is definitely looking better than it did when we were originally talking about it. Um, and it has improved since that first time that we saw it. But I will say it has piqued my interest a little bit. I don't know how, if I'm interested enough to be like, oh, I'm going to play it day one. Again, being able to get Ubisoft Plus, that might throw me in there. Because uh, I do want to jump into Mirage at some point. Because I do, like, I, I do love playing Assassin's Creed games. And the ones that do kind of really focus in on more of the assassination style of assassin's creed instead of be being a viking and beating everybody to death uh because i'm just strong and i know maybe the combat mechanics are just a little bit too simple for me i don't i don't know what it is but um bringing that stealth element back and making me work for those kills uh it's going to be really interesting and I, and I and i like a lot of the aspects they're bringing in and i know it's like a 30 40 hour game anyway so um, I, I definitely want to jump into that and then jumping into that for over the holidays uh, off the back end of uh, and then also being able to jump into Avatar might be pretty dope. Has there as the more of the recent things that you've seen from Avatar Pong pulled a little bit more of your interest? Are you still going to sign? Are you, do you still think that you might sign up for Ubisoft Plus going into the uh, end of the year, possibly next year. next year, next year? Yeah, next year I'll wait till next year to do it. Um, I don't know so when next year, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna wait again. Avatar, do I think it's a game that I can jump into and have fun with? Of course, I, I Ubisoft at its worst 
at its worst, I normally have fun, right? I, I again, Ubisoft is my fast food go-to gaming company. Like, I just know I'm going to have a great time. Can I have great times? Yeah, I had great times in, like, Division and stuff like that. Um, and some of the Far Cries and all that kind of stuff. So do I think I eventually will get into Avatar and enjoy it? Yes, absolutely. Has it done enough for me to, like, oh, God, yeah, maybe I'll just subscribe to Ubisoft Plus and try it out right away? No, it hasn't. Um, it Again, every time I see it, there's things I really like about it. And then there's things that I go, mm, I don't know about that. So um, really, it's kind of weird still, like marketing wise and push wise, they've kind of not done a whole lot. Like people, especially for an end of the year game coming off one of the greatest years of all time in gaming, it, it's really kind of gotten lost. Like people forget that it's coming out next month. Like, and I understand that kind of naturally happens in the gaming world as we get into the holidays most of the big games are out by you know uh black friday um we usually see that but you think there'd be a little bit more talk about avatar but i think it's one of those games where people are kind of really on the fence about one way you know yeah, they just know don't they know yeah Third they don't know school but yeah yeah so um it'll be i'll be curious to see how what the reactions are uh you know what people think of it when it does drop i know there's plenty of people in this community who will get it just to just to have it there's plenty of people who do buy most a lot of games day one so um and if you yourself jump into it i can't wait to hear your experience uh because again um, it's yeah. definitely Far Cry with an Avatar skin to it, which again, as an Avatar fan, I'm cool with. I just, I want to see how they pull this off. They're not going to have the maps, like they said. Um, the maps aren't going to be filled with icons. It's going to be more, hey, you kind of, you know, explore and find things to do along the way, um, which is cool to me as well. So we'll see how it turns out. But next year, next year is when I'm planning to hop into Ubisoft Plus. Uh, uh, this is something we talked about earlier in the show. I know you mentioned Gaming Bolt and then talking about Starfield could be in trouble as players' numbers uh, plummet. There was a reader's note applied to it, by the way, Paul. And the reader's note states, yes. Yes, yes, Starfield is a single-player game and not a live service game. The player count holds no bearing on how well the game is doing. The success of Starfield is based purely on sales slash downloads alone. Huh. What a, what a great, what a novel concept. Wow, it sounds it almost sounds like we somebody like we might have mentioned that earlier. Ah, interesting. Yeah, anyway. I think everybody everybody who understands gets it. So, and I think uh Destin or somebody did uh, comment on somebody who posted that to him and said, "Oh, well uh, that that is a valid uh reader note and it's good that they pointed out that that weird take on that." Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, probably could have dove, dove a little bit deeper, but yeah, oh, cool. Uh, let's see here. What else we got here? And far as that, that is it. Uh, I, I did hear you guys talk about a little bit about Call of Duty yesterday. Um, and the potential of that and the excitement or not for it. Um, I've heard uh, Psycho's diatribe about the uh, Abrams tanks and how those were brought in <laughs> during the nineties. Although uh, the they they were made in what it was like the late seventies. Or something like that, mid eighties or something like that. Yeah. And then that wasn't that wasn't over. psychos, was it? That wasn't psychos. What? It was on booms. No, that was in yeah, it was on Oh, booms. you know what? You're yeah, right. Yeah, You're right. right. Psycho didn't psycho didn't go on that diet, right? Oh, no, okay, crispy. okay, okay, okay. Crispy, okay. Crispy, yeah, crispy, 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 crispy was yeah, cri shout out to crispy had uh yeah, 
was uh, bringing Psycho the military. Psycho got something last night that threw before military Luke, history. Like, yeah, yeah Psycho was all over the place last night. It was hilarious. Uh, but Crispy brought in the military history of the Gulf. Shout out to Psycho. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay, so that 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 is that is what it was. Uh, shout out yeah. to Crispy. We were all, we were on the show with him. Uh, yep. He brought up some things about yep. uh, the Abram Shanks and things like that, and it was yeah. some of the information. I was like, I don't I don't know if that quite happened during the Gulf War, but um, nonetheless. He, he seemed to be interested interested in it at the bare minimum. Yeah, um, it's an interesting into, time period for sure. Absolutely, one thousand for sure. And, and and at least from a story standpoint, and this is I, I think where I kind of I'm conflating the two shows is this because I, I think last night y'all talked about um, just the time period and how how interesting that could be the, the development time that this game has had. Um, and my overall point with Call of Duty possibly release releasing Gulf War next year. Uh, I understand Treyarch's been working on it for quite some time. That's great and all, uh, but games could always be better, right? Um, you can always improve them. You can always work on them. Uh, and I get that maybe if if they're ready to go, that you need to go ahead and release the game. But I think just for sanity purposes, especially with you moving everything over from Modern Warfare, instead of treating them like separate games, like you're in competition with each other, because again, I did come up in that area also, to where the different Call of Duties were kind of competing against each other for attention. I don't think we need to do that. I think that you should let it breathe for another year and let that game release that following year. So that would be 2025. And then that's when you start that track. Cause you know what that would do? That would inherently give Infinity Ward or whoever else that you put it put together with that team. Cause to be honest, I only wanted to be Treyarch and Infinity Ward. They're, they're the two best at making a Call of Duty game. Nobody else needs to make it. Sledgehammer did what they needed to do with Modern Warfare 3, but let's be fair, it's off the back of Infinity Ward, who created Modern Warfare 2, and all they did was bring back old movement mechanics that were all that kind of already were there. So eh, I, I, I give them a pass, but I'm not giving them credit for it. Um, not for support and zombies and all that cool stuff, great. But I just don't see them as separate entities anymore, especially with being under Microsoft. So one of the number one things that I would hope, and it's probably not going to happen, but that I would want to see Microsoft do uh, for Activision and Blizzard is just tell them, hey, we don't need Call of Duty next year. Double down on what we what we have this year. Make sure that it releases in its best state. Make sure we flush it out full of content. Because if you're not going to bring characters over into Gulf War, that is going to be a kind of a turnoff for me. I don't know if that's going to attract me to want to play your game again, especially with Warzone 3 supposedly coming around uh, over the horizon too because of the gameplay and adjustments that have been made. Um, you can't just go put, put that into Warzone 2 now. But if you're going to create a Warzone 3, let's start, let's start the cycle by skipping this next year so that, boom, Infinity Ward can already be two years ahead by the time that the game comes out. Now you can put it on the every two year cycle, giving them both enough time to really flush out their game and it be exactly what they wanted to be, right? Um, campaign stand front, multiplayer stand front. If these things are what people care about, then I want to see both inherently get the attention that games of those calibers should get right uh and also i want there to be enough of a difference uh, it just i don't think that there needs to be this continuously uh this can continuous nature of the the sports 
way that the first person genre kind of started looking at games even overwatch is something very similar they went from overwatch 1 to overwatch 1.5 and they call it overwatch 2 and when you have step like that it leaves a it leaves a sour taste in people's mouth especially if you don't tell them up front yo this is what you can expect this is why we're doing this this is you know you kind of coat it and you kind of sugarcoat it with other things. And then when it comes that, uh, when it comes to release date, now all of a sudden you got to remove things. All, all, these things aren't going to, uh, certain things aren't going to come until the second season. Again, call of duty, for an example, releasing without a prestige that has always been something kind of integral to the base call of duty game. It's, it's just weird to me. Like there's just multiple facets of the game. Again, no matter what they have included on day one, there just have been traditional things that have been included in this game. So let's make sure that all of that is included in the next game and continue that, that pattern instead of, I at least feel like having a call of duty release next year is like taking steps back. Oh, I don't know what happened to my, my wife hit it, I guess. <laughs> I come back and I was like, all I see all is a chest. Chin. A beard all, and a all, chest. All chest. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at my. I wasn't even looking at my camera. My fault. Lord Jesus. Uh, that was hilarious. Go. I thought you were standing yeah. up or something. I thought you were getting into it. I thought you were about ready to fight somebody. Like you were like really getting getting hyped there. What's going on? All right. Cool. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I might. I might be getting. I might be getting a little hype over here. I don't know. Maybe I knocked the camera. <laughs> I got to work on my my stand. It's kind of kind of yeah. flimsy currently. Uh but yeah. Uh, uh, but Go I mean, I, how are you feeling about Gulf War and everything? Yeah, Gulf of, War. Uh, yeah. What I what I said and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gulf War is uh, definitely something that um, you know, it, love to see them go away from the yearly release i would love to see call of duty i've said this for a long time now would to become a platform more so with expansions released every two years three years or whatever the case may be and i do have a sense that they're kind of moving that way as they want to integrate the mobile they want to integrate Warzone, they want to integrate the regular multiplayer all into one kind of seamless experience a call of duty experience you live in the call of duty world you're in the call of duty ecosystem um that's why I gave them flowers this year, even if it was because it was an expansion, because it was DLC originally planned, that they allowed us to carry over some of the skins. I said this last night on the show that I would eventually like to see that happen everywhere so that if I buy a skin, I know that that skin is going to be good five expansions from now on Call of Duty that I'm still going to be able to wear my Lilith skin, right? Right. Um, because that nope. makes my investing into the ecosystem. Like I said, it's it's no different than the mentality that people have when they play MMOs or any yeah. ongoing games of service games like Fortnite, where you know that your purchases are going to continue to carry forward no matter what happens. Again, Fortnite players that spend hundreds of dollars on skins know the next time that epic decides to drop another map or go you know whatever they're going to do or go to a new season you they still can play with their old skins right that that's that's part of it now you can be one of those people that hate the monetization hate the skins all that kind of stuff i get you but again it's just a decision it's 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 a decision that you have to make personally about what you're going to invest in the game so i think if call of duty can transition to that um, that that will make my purchases more valuable to me if I do decide because there are again as much as I say I don't do that stuff. Listen, Call of Duty is one of those games that with some of their skins, like they do get me. Like I, as dumb as it is, I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'll give you a little bit more money. Um, 
But as far as Gulf War goes, we already knew that Activision had come out prior to the ABK deal being done and said their roadmap for Call of Duty was set through, I think, 2027. Um, so we already knew that they weren't going to be able to pull back from that. Microsoft is not, Xbox is not going to make those changes to the Call of Duty uh, cadence out the gate just because the, the ABK deal is done. That roadmap's laid out. They've already been in development on this one, I think, for four years now. Um, they moved over, uh, this is Treyarch, right? So they moved over to the Infinity Ward engine to try to keep that continuity. Again, this is why I think eventually it will become a platform, but they moved it over to continue that continuity. This is the first time them working on the specific engine. Shout out to Jasper who brought this last night um, for Call of Duty. So they've taken extra time and care to put into this one. That's great. It's still going to be cross-gen according to the rumors, um, which... You know, I said kind of bugs me, irks me a little bit at this point, but Mav made some great points as it really doesn't matter. Um, Call, of yeah, Duty, Call of Duty. It doesn't, it's Call of Duty. They still put a lot of effort in. Yeah, they do a lot of it. They already put a lot of effort into all the gen versions. We do get great looking visuals on the series consoles, on the PlayStation 5s, on PC. So he made great points. So I think that for me, whether or not I'm interested in the Gulf War, there's a couple points here. First of all, it is an interesting time period to set this in. I still don't know why we're willing to go to the Gulf War, but we're not willing to do. I know it's been done, but I'm saying a real full release of Vietnam. I don't know why Vietnam uh -huh. is still off limits. Mm -hmm. I understand we we're really far into the future here, folks. Vietnam should be should be on the list i know battlefield and stuff have done things in vietnam for sure. yeah battlefield for so sure. for sure but i'm just saying i would like to see a full-fledged anyways gulf war is interesting because of the truth that we know about what the gulf war actually was and what it wasn't so the fact that and we do know for anybody who doesn't that the cia works directly with activision on the call of duty games that the military complex does have hands-on with the Call of Duty games. They yeah. are a propaganda-based game. Yeah. Take that for what it is. I play them knowing that full well what they are doesn't necessarily take away my enjoyment, but we know what they are. So the fact that they're going to the Gulf War, the fact that the public knows so much at this point about the lies that were told, I'm curious to see how they take this story because the rumors are it's CIA based story. So I am definitely curious from that aspect. Personally, for me, I'm really curious to see how Treyarch is going to handle that and what they're putting in the story. So that already gives me a little boost. Second of all, we all do assume and believe that this probably will be the first call of duty on game pass. Maybe it won't. We don't have any official confirmation of this. But we do assume that the contract's over with Sony. Mm. It is now first party that, yes, next year, Gulf War will be on Game Pass. For me, that's an odd win. Though. Yeah. It's one last game that I have to budget for next year. And it also means that potentially I could buy a couple extra skins out of Call of Duty if I'm enjoying the hell out of it myself. So, you know what? Cool. If it's in Game Pass next year, bonus, bonus, bonus for me. Download it. I'll be able to play it, try it out for myself. No risk, right. no investment. Zombies is going back to turn-based. I already made this clear. 
I probably won't be playing zombies much, if any at all, because I don't like the turn-based zombies. That's Treyarch's specialty. I know a lot of people don't like the open-world zombies. They don't like the DMZ zombies this year. That's fine. Those people that wanted traditional zombies, you guys sound like you're going to get a traditional zombies next year out of Treyarch. Happy for you guys. That's going to be cool. Again, at the end of the day, for me, it's still going to be the multiplayer. It's still going to be what do the maps look like? What do they incorporate into the maps? How do they play? That's really going to seal the deal for me. Again, if it's in Game Pass, I really don't care. I'll be able to try it out. No big deal. For If it's not in Game Pass and I have to make that commitment like I did this year to Modern Warfare 3, it's going to take a little bit extra for them to sell me on this one next year um, out the gate day one um, just because I'm not looking forward to the zombie side of things. Maybe that changes. It did this year with Modern Warfare 3, but right now I'm not excited yeah. about that. Um, and... I've got to see what the full package looks like to see if I'm going to jump in day one. But uh, the fact that Treyarch's taking four years to make this game says a lot. I hope we see that. I hope that this one gets a different reception than Modern Warfare 3 since it won't have the stigma of it just being an expansion and a DLC being thrown out there at full price. Hopefully the Gulf War gets a fair shake. And if Treyarch is doing some of their best work with this Black Ops, which is what it is, it's in the Black Ops universe, if they are doing their best work here, I hope they get the credit for it next year um, and that there's no tax applied to it. And I hope that, that we see the review scores come back up again. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm as excited as I can be these days for Call of Duty anytime it drops. I want to see what they're doing with it. Again, the campaign for me next year is going to be the really interesting part, Steel. I want to see where that story goes. I really do. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to I think they're going to do I think they're going to do pretty well with it uh, again. I, I, Treyarch has done pretty well with their previous campaigns too, so we'll see. Yes, yes, we'll see. Um, let's see. To add on in here, throw another rando topic. Uh, because we were getting news about Star Wars: The Knights of the Old Republic. Um, and Sony pulling out from there. Um, uh, apparently, uh, from Jason Schreier, actually. Uh, some people at Saber Interactive are telling him that they're still working on it. So. Um, but Jeff Grubb uh, apparently did clarify that he heard that Sony is no longer part of the project. That is really interesting to see, to see them still working on it. Cause I thought the, the deal was a little bit deeper than that, uh, that Sony kind of had rain on the IP. You know what I mean? Like who was going to end up making it? When I hear this deal, when I hear Grubb say Sony wants out, right and doesn't want to do this and when i hear that people say that they're still working on it if you're looking for a new partner for the game would that not be considered working on it uh i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. That, is, that is true that is you true, know what man. i'm saying like true. when people say this stuff again i i tend to believe grub first of it's all, a big IP great sources too. it's a big so, ip so do people internally still want to make it steal Absolutely. I think that people still want to make it. Mm -hmm. um, I think if Sony wants out of the deal and that original smoke that we heard rumors yet again from an insider who mm -hmm. supposedly has good connections. If the rumors are true and Sony had changed the original project from what it was because it wasn't narrative heavy enough for Sony to get invested into. And that's what started the, the kind of problems that they had that Lucas, that Lucas, um, Lucas films games or uh, Lucas films was actually originally happy with the direction, but Sony was the one that raised their hand mm -hmm. and said, no, we need you to change this. 
now that Sony wants out, could there be a renewed excitement that they could find a new partner, <clears throat> Phil, um, to come in and maybe save the original project and they can go back and finish it the way that they originally envisioned that people were happy with? Maybe. And so maybe the people still do are saying internally, hey, we're still working on it. It hasn't been officially canceled. They're just not speaking all the quiet parts out loud, right? Maybe. Yeah. Just my thoughts. Uh, potentially. I mean, I heard Saber has a kind of wishy-washy history from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, from what I can remember, I, I, the Saber games that I have played, I thought they were decent. Um, but again, well, I mean, we'll, we'll end up seeing what, what ends up happening from out of this. I, I do yeah. hope that it gets remade just because, and it gets remade properly, That's just because be I am interested in it. Uh, again, of course, I would want it to be more action action oriented for sure. But if you can't translate it into something action oriented and it be appealing, I would say more so in the vein of like a Final Fantasy VII remake. I think that would be really dope. Um, the way that you kind of blend the two, uh, to where you still have the option swap to, between the different characters, use the different abilities, yes. stuff like that. I think it would still add a lot of validity there. Again, don't you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But you can make it more interactive if you wanted to make it more interactive. And I think that would be a good trade-off, especially for that style of game, having the amount of depth it has to it. But um, again, they have to want it. And Sony just can't pull out their money. I don't know how their contract worked or how they got that deal. If they gave them the money up front and how, however. Um, but I don't think things are just over and done with. I don't, I don't think we're going to hear anything about this game for a few years at least, though, for sure. No, there's a white knight here. And again, this is an easy W for if it can be worked out. If Sony has absolutely ended the contract, and I don't know how all the contracts were, we know the problems at Embracer Group. The Embracer Group, we got it, you know, article. I don't know if you're bringing it up, Steel, that they've laid off 900 people. Oh, Vietnam. Embracer's on fire. Embracer screwed up. Embracer needs cash. Xbox has a great relationship with Lucas, right? And Disney. They have a good working relationship. Bethesda specifically has a great relationship um, because they made the deal for Indiana Jones. And there's mm -hmm. potentially a rumor of another one in there as well. There is a white knight moment that could happen here. Steel and God Emperor said it. We've talked about it previously. I said it from the get go. We know Obsidian prior to their acquisition by Xbox had originally made a bid for the Knights of the Old Republic um, remake. Um, and their bid, their vision was not accepted. And that's how it got placed uh, over uh, with uh, wh who was it before Saber? God, I forget who started it. Um, anyways, their bid wasn't accepted. There's a moment here because Knights of the Old Republic was an Xbox exclusive to mm -hmm. start with a console exclusive where if it is possible, Phil could go buy out this contract, could go and buy out this contract and make a deal, talk to Lucas get the okay and hand it over to obsidian who are some of the originals. Now obsidian's got their hands full. They got a lot of projects going on. I understand this, but we're not talking about pumping this game out in a year. We're not talking about just necessarily picking up where saber left off. We're talking about creating obsidian's version of a remake for Knights of the old Republic yep. um, from the ground up and do it right and bring out an acceptable version of this game. And I think that Obsidian would be the perfect mark. Uh, Xbox would get a lot of flowers for saving this project, for turning it over to one of the original handlers of Knights of the Old Republic who had already proven themselves. 
I think there's a lot of wins to be had here if it's possible. Again, this is speculation town. This is me not knowing what the deals look like, how they're written, what Embracer Group's mentality is right now. But I think where everything kind of sits right now, that's possible. And I would love to see that happen, of course, selfishly as a gamer, of course. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, that's probably I'll... possible too, Bold Alpha. Phil might have a different outlook on Knights of the Old Republic and might not care enough to go do it. You're absolutely correct. Again, that's point. I'm just speaking I don't know. if I was in the chair. So. Yeah, I don't know. Knowing how uh, revered that Aspire. game is. That's I, who I originally was doing it. Thank you, God Emperor. Yes, Aspire. Thank you. Uh, let's see what else has happened in here. A game that I um, recently played that I do care for. Um, one of the producers for uh, the near series producer, Yosuke oh, yeah. Saito, said that they were continuing to develop the near series as long as Yoko Toro was alive, which I agree. Um, then nobody else needs to. If, if it's not from... From that mind, I don't. I don't need to. This one again. Nier's one of the definitely best games I've ever played. Um, for I think sure. it's. Uh, it, yeah, it's. It's very unique. Um, very it's very unique. unique. Uh, the story itself is extremely unique. Um, the action combat is just simply second to none in a lot of them. And I know that Platinum did obviously Automata, right? Yes. Um, so, um, but yeah, that All series deserves to continue. Uh, 1000%. That is without a doubt. I saw the original is on sale. The 361 is on sale. Um, the original near get it on um, uh, which is an underrated game. Yeah. You can get it on PC too. Um, backwards compatible, um, has the FPS boost to it too, I believe, um, for near, um, again, it's totally different than the current day ones, but it's what started it all. And so there's some of that, um, history there and there's some of that, uh, DNA still there. Um, in the original so if you ever want to go check out where near started go check that one out um it, it's it's pretty damn cool game underrated a lot of people skipped it during 360 and actually there um actually goes back further further than that i was yeah. looking at the history and everything of it um okay. some older games that you wouldn't necessarily um expect yeah. so associate uh, with there's, it there's okay. that, yeah that, that directly associated with they're like essentially precursors to the game to to the near games so um, and I didn't, I didn't know that. I can't remember the names of them offhand, but it's nothing to look them up. If you look up near story, they, there's YouTube channels that get into it. They got timestamps that break it all down and all, all that good stuff. Um, so. while, while, <laughs> while we're here, steel real quick, cause we were talking, just talking about near, um, and, um, talk, sorry, talk, talk about platinum. Cause I just brought platinum up. Did you, did yeah. you, did you did you hear Camille's comments this week? Um, for the Bayonetta saga, says yeah. he's leaving platinum, and he now take- says he will take the plans to his grave because he said uh, he originally planned for Bayonetta to be nine uh, episodes long. Uh, so I, I assume that he meant nine games long. Nine games, and, yeah. And uh, he said he's going to take all those plans to the grave. So shout out to a very salty ass man. Oh, dude, talk about. Talk about a shot to the heart, bro. Talk talk about because you you and I both love Bayonetta. We were just talking about Bayonetta earlier, and it yeah, sucks that yeah. Bayonetta three is is exclusive to Nintendo. And I would like to see Xbox, like you said, work out a deal with Nintendo uh, to allow it to come over to Xbox and re-release a trilogy on Xbox and Switch two. It would be fantastic. Let's do a dual release of the Bayonetta trilogy on both. All right, the Switch two and and Xbox. Um, but to hear Kamiya, I mean, again, I don't expect anything more out of this guy. This guy's shown who he is. Uh, he's obviously a creative through and through, but he's one of those hard to deal with 
personalities and he's one of those ego driven men uh, who just won't let things go. And he is obviously very, very salty at this point, Steele. To hear him come out and say that he's going to take the rest of the Bayonetta series to his grave is just like, ah, it's so disappointing, Camille. It's so disappointing. I know these games, you consider them your babies and they're your creations, part of your creations. More people had hands in, but God damn, it's disappointing that you wouldn't think of the fans first and find a way to, you know, help maybe the Bayonetta series continue. I'm sure somebody else is going to pick up the mantle. Yeah. He said, uh, he said they're still going to work. They're still going to work on more. Yeah. Bayonetta games, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just, I just, while we were here with that whole talk, I just thought we should bring up the Kamiya conversation because it is disappointing to hear him go down that road, but. And uh, just in case, just in case anybody thought that I was joking about the giveaway. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. It's a it's an official thing, guys. Nice couple weeks. We're giving it away. Nice. Somebody lucky. So some lucky winning in the chat. And again, thanks to you guys and thanks to uh, Yobi for for contributing. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't. We wouldn't. This wouldn't be possible. So one lucky person in the chat. Once we get to decide uh, how this is going to go down, it's going to win this Xbox. Series X directly shipped to them front door style. I'm probably going to use UPS to be frank, but um, I'll put it inside of another box or something like that, or put it in uh, and wrap it in bubble wrap so that it make sure that nobody throws it around too much. But yeah, man, just in case y'all want it, man, just in case y'all thought it was cap, y'all thought I was playing. I'm it's, it's for real. We're, we're not one of those channels to say, Oh yeah, man, enter this giveaway. And then when a bunch of people follow you, you got 3000 followers now and then nobody gets a wins. You know, it's, it, this isn't that. Um, this thanks to you guys. So appreciate, so appreciate that. Um, and we'll definitely think of some ways that we'll get that set up because I want to have a proper giveaway and and uh, hopefully it'll make it to somebody before Christmas. Ideally, I want to try to do it within the next week or so, uh, just to make sure somebody will be able to have it for Christmas. So, absolutely, I think it'll be a, an excellent gift. And again, shout out to the community. Fantastic. Uh, let's see what else we're going to get into here. What I have, what I have on my list here. I I don't have much else on my personal list. Um, uh, let me see. I'm going through a few things here. Path of exile starting to just continue to look good. Uh, we've just been kind of talking about games and stuff throughout the week. Uh, we didn't talk about what we were playing this week at all, but. Uh, so we got let's let's get into that for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we can we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, so the main so the main thing is not necessarily nothing new. Uh, but oh, this is new because I, I do need to get back to it because uh, I'm supposed to be doing somewhat of a review a write up, um, at least letting them know uh, how I feel about the game and whatnot. But HoYoVerse uh got me into the closed beta. Uh, only a certain amount of people were able to get in, uh, but I was welcomed into the closed beta for Zenless Zone Zero. I believe this is the second closed beta that they've done, uh, and it's exactly a year apart. So that doesn't hold a lot of credence for me, mainly because I hate playing games super early and then the game doesn't come out for quite some time. It just makes me feel some type of way. But since um since this is the since this is the second one that's happening, and from what I've played of the game so far, for those who don't know, uh, Zenless Zone Zero is a uh, action-based game. Uh, it is a gotcha style of game, so that means you you have to roll for different characters using a currency within the game. 
it is also somewhat it is also supposed to be a multiplayer game uh so you're supposed to be able to do co-op and stuff like that from what i heard i haven't been able to check it out or do it myself so um but then i do have some gameplay recorded of it on the channel right now that i'm actually going to uh download and, and break down further uh so just to make it a much shorter of um of a video so anybody else that's newer to it can just kind of tune in and see what they're talking about uh the one thing that i did see i think the coddle made this point is that in comparison to like Genshin and apparently Honkai Star, uh, Star Rail, which I haven't played, this game is less has less animated scenes in it than those games. Now, I don't think it necessarily bothers me because of the way that they have the style of game. They also have like this. I don't necessarily say it's a roguelike mode because it's not, but the way that you kind of interact with the game in between your combat scenarios with the actual characters themselves is like you're moving through some somewhat like a like a puzzle um in between uh and, and that's what gets you to the combat sections again i only have about 90 minutes within the game so i can't go into super details about it uh but it has a lot of those combat mechanics i was mentioning earlier with the the dodge timing that made it really visible uh with that yellow light that you can see to say hey just switch your characters they'll do this cool dodge animation um also allow you to get some additional attacks in but it's been a it's been a really dope game, uh, but what I wanted to talk a little bit more was the in-between sections as far as like the that maze part uh, that I was speaking to. It's like it, it's really unique in a way because it breaks up the, it breaks up the combat section, but it also breaks up like some of the cutscenes and stuff because some of it is animated and others are kind of that flip book kind of style um that you'll see like in the tales of arise or you've probably seen it in the gameplay that i've had here today for fate uh it's kind of presented in that way though those scenes are even animated too uh where the character's mouths are moving but uh anyway this uh this other part of the game it kind of breaks it up where you're kind of going through this maze or whatever it forces you to kind of think because at, at, after a certain amount of time it also sends in something like um this enemy that can kind of come chase you down like pac-man style essentially and i can, i don't know how many spaces it can move or whatever the case uh but if you do end up in that part of the maze for too long um they do add this other mechanic to kind of add a, an additional um worry factor i guess is the best way that i can put it currently um, but it, but it's extremely interesting uh so it's a game that i've been looking for looking forward to since last year um and seeing just how well it's playing it reminds me of like punishing gray raven uh as far as like combat style goes just kind of being over the top in the anime style but also i feel like this is genshin's version of telling uh telling them because they punishing gray raven is made by a different uh developer i feel like it's the it's it's um hoyo saying hold my beer kind of a scenario but we'll see um the game's not at full release yet uh, from what i've played of it thus far it does seem pretty enticing uh, i probably have a little bit more time in there than i actually have of game time just because i sat in the menu because i love the music in the game that's another um that's another part of the game this one is is more so centered around uh centered around music not necessarily rhythm based combat or anything like that but uh they use like things like uh records and stuff to to level up your characters and 
Uh, you can just tell that the the audio side of it is a very blatant thing that they want you to focus on. And it just has that has some good techno stuff in there, has some good like metro kind of city vibes in there. And it just feels it's one of those like when it, you know whenever you turn on some music you just want it on from the background just to help you do stuff or whatever it has that kind of feel to it and it feels really good to kind of just be i could step away from it and, and keep it up and be like ah man maybe i turn my speaker up bar up a bit because I, I like the way that the the music is kind of giving an ambience so uh but but that was really dope uh so that's been that's been one other one is again what you see on screen is fate remnant samurai uh that's been a really dope game to play it's a JRPG style of game. If you're into that, it's one of those. It's not on Game Pass or anything like that. I do think the game is sixty dollars though. It's not a seventy dollar game. Uh, but for anybody that's into those anime style games, a, a game that also has some really good story to it, I would definitely recommend you checking out Fate uh, Remnant Samurai. Is definitely probably one of the better ones, especially me being somebody who isn't familiar completely with the story uh, of of Fate. And I do know though that most of the animes and stuff aren't necessarily, uh, they're not entangled with each other. Uh, so you can kind of get into it and know where you're at. Uh, what else? Uh, Call of Duty is still continues to be in the rotation. I'm at a point with Call of Duty right now. I got a level three armor. I got a level three uh, uh, fully kitted out backpack. Um, I don't have the guns and stuff. I don't like how that works because you can't, necessarily take you can take your custom guns in there but once you use it if you do lose for whatever reason um it does put it on a timer so you got to keep that in mind but you can't take your custom guns in there uh but you got to kind of be i'm trying to figure out what's the push and pull do i go in and get new guns and pick up guns off the floor or do i just like level up my character make create my own classes i haven't progressed the story in there and i know that's another integral part to the mode too so that's something else i definitely need to focus on but uh with it being third person and everything it's it's oh, every time that i jump in i find myself having a decent time with it the multiplayer is still is still a good time leveling up guns and whatnot uh but yeah it's been pretty that's pretty pretty much my weekend gaming for for the most part so um hmm. yeah so well what you been into this week Bob? Huh? um starfield back at starfield for the most part um played a little jusant too um which i've been meaning to hop okay. into i played through the first chapter of uh jusant um interesting little game from don't nod um it's been in game pass for uh, for about a month now i think it has been i finally popped it on um just to kind of relax and chill out and uh, that's the type of game it is. It's, uh, you know, built around rock climbing. Um, it's got interesting mechanics, nothing uh, ground baking that we haven't seen before. Left trigger, right trigger, right for your hands um, as you climb and that kind of stuff. Um, you got to use your ropes. Uh, you you got to put uh, your, uh, um, you got to fasten ropes uh, at certain points so that you can go further. And if you fall, you're saved by your rope. Um, but a uh, cool little story. Um to it um obviously told through a lot of reading um there's not uh acting um but yeah just a really chill game uh if you're just looking for a chill game jusant is definitely something i jumped into for the first chapter and checked out um so yeah go try that out uh in game pass but otherwise yeah it's been starfield man um starfield i am back at it again i've been making some more posts this week about it um continuing my run through again i'm over 300 hours now um and it just again i 
I guess I'm guess I'm in the I'm guess I'm in the the smaller percentage of people who just think that this game is phenomenal and I just absolutely enjoy every moment in it. Um, I don't get bored of the exploration. I don't get bored jetpacking across the planet um, and finding and discovering new things. Shipbuilding. I just created my third ship in my fleet, uh, which I posted the Royal Fortune three this week as well. Addicting as hell. Took a Galbank Storm Rider. Um, and reworked it, um, obviously adding things and taking away things uh, into uh, much more of a nimble fighter, um, but still having a lot of storage in it uh, so I could still do all my pirating because that's I can't stop taking things and I can't stop collecting things. So I will continue to do that portion of it, but I'm just enjoying the hell out of Starfield. Never, never ceases uh, that I don't walk onto a brand new planet for the first time and see a new site that I've never seen before or find something interesting to do. Uh, Again, it can be quiet. um, It can be loud, um, but I'm always finding a new moment. And, you know, I just, I just happened to go back to steal. I just grabbed a random um, off the mission board. I grabbed a random taxi service mission uh, where I want to, they were going to have me taxi um, some uh, uh, colonists uh, to another planet. Right. And it was just a simple taxi mission, right? Well, I wound up, of course, getting attacked as I was trying to take them to their planet because it was in the Freestar space. Well, Uh. let me tell you something, because I carry my $3 million plus bounties everywhere I go. So I get attacked everywhere I go when I go into a settled system. If you are taxing people while you're holding a bounty and you defend yourself against Freestar Collective or whoever it is, your passengers don't take kindly to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew this before, okay. but I don't know how many people experience this because I don't know how many people are playing it the way that I play it. They don't take kindly to you all of a sudden turning out to be a stone cold killer, a psychopath, a pirate. They don't like that. So they wind up attacking your crew while you're in the middle of battle. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. So my crew, thank God I've got four of them with me. They can handle themselves very well. So they wound up killing the passengers that I was taxing, (laughs) but I had already made it to the planet that I was taking them to. Well, it happened to be a low level level one planet. Uh, I forget the name of the, um, what the hell was it? God, I don't, it's not a time we've done. I have it written down somewhere. Um, So it was a low level, uh, level one system, level one planet that I landed on that I had never landed on before. I had a farm that I was supposedly going to taxi these people to. So, I decided to land anyway because I just gone through this big battle with Freestar Collective to get here. So I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to land on this planet and see what's going on. So it's not a great place for farming. I'm level 60 now. Um, So it's not a great place for farming or anything. I'm not going to gain a lot of experience because most of the uh, animals and the the creatures there are all level one or lower level, level 10, you know, that kind of stuff. Not giving me a lot of experience, but I still wound up surveying the entire planet. And took some great screenshots, some great photo mode photos out of there. The creatures were some of the most interesting creatures I've come across yet. Really huge variety on this planet. Wound up surveying this whole entire level one planet. Didn't mean anything to me overall. It didn't help me in any way, shape or form. Did a couple of, uh, you know, side things there. Came across a couple, you know, bases and whatever else. Still low level stuff. So I didn't gain any good loot out of it. 
but that's where I'm at with Starfield. That's how much I love Starfield. I just had a great time spending my time going across the planet, surveying it to completion, finding all the flora, all the fauna, all that good stuff. I spent hours on that planet, level one planet, man. Um, it is what it is. That's where I'm at with Starfield. I'm back into it full time. Loving the hell out of it. Again, I need to, Need everybody else to catch up to me in Diablo. We got to get you guys in Diablo so we can go after Uber Lilith. I do want to defeat Uber Lilith before the end of the season if everybody else is on board with it. Um, otherwise, I uh, played a little bit of Modern Warfare 3, obviously, with you guys the other night. Uh, Thursday night, got back into Modern Warfare 3. I've been staying away from it during the week because I've been trying to get to bed. Um, but Modern Warfare 3, again, zombies or the multiplayer mode, just having a great time with it. Modern Warfare 3 is so well done. I think personally, again, I'm not the hardcore player. I'm not that highly competitive player. I get my butt kicked with the you know, skill-based matchmaking when I'm in there with Steel and Jasper. Get my butt kicked all the damn time. Um, I could still find fun in it, um, but the zombies mode especially is just a blast. Me, Mav, and Caitlin pop back in there again. Caitlin's addicted to the zombies mode, so Mav's been playing a ton of it. Uh, they wound up, because I had a lot of stuff, I lost a lot of stuff, um, because I, I died in one of the matches we played uh, earlier. Uh, so this week they helped me get my stuff back. And then we wound up, Mav told the story last night, we wound up in a situation where we spent a little too much time. We got down to the final counter where the storm rolls in. Um, I do hope they make an unlimited mode at some point for this. Uh, I really do. Um, but right now you do have a timer on it, 45 minutes, and then you get another 15 minutes uh, before the storm closes over the entire map. We wound up staying too long. We were doing really well. We were collecting a bunch of stuff, had schematics and everything. I didn't pick up the tombstone uh, perk uh, when I had a chance. I could have bought the tombstone perk, which allows you to go back your next match and recover some of your items if you die. I didn't know that was didn't a he, thing. Yeah, didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything of it because we were doing so well. And Mav was like, yeah, we got it. We got an extraction point over here. Well, none of us had gone to that point where we allowed it to go down that far. We were under five minutes. Well, under five minutes, just so everybody knows, if you wind up playing it in that final time frame, if you get down under five minutes, it becomes normally there's multiple extraction points that you can go call in all over the map. At that point, there's one final extraction point and they don't show you where it's going to be at until the final three minutes. Well, we had gone to an extraction point thinking that we're going to be able to call in an exfil at that point. Wasn't popping. Finally, she comes over the mic. It's like final Xville inbound. Everybody get get over there. It was all the way across the other side of the freaking map. Steel was in party with us while we were doing this, by the way. <laughs> uh, all the way across the entire side of the map. By this point, the cloud is closed in on us. We try to get over there. Not happening it like at that point everything gets nuts the zombies become more powerful the dogs are ridiculous that's what wound up finally ending me i used i had a self-revive use that mab went down early there was nothing we could do for him i went further with kate got self-revive but i had four dogs on me there was no shot gas mass was depleted for some reason for some reason, and we still don't understand why Caitlin's cat gas mask was long ago depleted, but her health was not coming down at all because of the storm. She eventually made it out of the storm into a clearing, but the entire time she was not losing health. She wound up making it at like the 22nd mark to the exfil spot and got out. So Mav and I died. I lost all my gear. I had a schematic on me. Pretty upsetting. Pretty upsetting. Mav had bought a tombstone. 
So he got to go back last night and he picked up some of his stuff that he lost, including the schematics. So, but it's, it is a fun time. It can get hectic. It can start very chill. You can sit in the level one zone, just chill out and have a good time popping off zombies. There's people in there XP farming all the time in there. There's different ways to XP farm in there. If you want to do that, I don't see why, but anyways, you can do that. There are missions to run, like Steel said, as part of the uh, zombies. So you do have specific things you need to do. Like I got to buy a gun off the wall and then kill 50 zombies with it. It's how you progress the story. Um, it's how you progress the story. Yeah. So and you get other you work things on unlocked that. and get carried to custom guns. And- the roguelite effect of it is addicting. There's also There's a rumor no- that came out this week to Steel um, that they're going to add wallet to it like they had in DMZ so that you can carry money over and you can actually oh, wow, decide okay. how much money you want to bring in. There's a rumor. They're going to add that to this zombies, which I think would be kind be of cool, I guess. Yeah, it would be. Um, so you can start off in a little better spot, but like steel said, you've got one, uh, you, you open up different, you can have up to three insured weapon slots. Um, pretty much you have one insured weapon. Um, if you do use one of your custom guns, you lose it, but you only lose it for a certain time frame, and it comes back and you can reuse it again. So um, they've got different things like that. It's, it's, it's just a fun mode, especially co-op. It is a blast. Jasper's been playing a ton by himself with randos and been having a good time. Uh, Mav had a great story with him and, Caitlin were down in the final exit fill spot. They thought they were dead, but you can sit there and call for help and you can wait it out. If you want to, they sat there and waited because they had so much gear for like 20 minutes. And last second, a group of, of, of uh, guys came along headed towards the exfil spot, which they were close by and then turned around and came back and grabbed them, got them up. And they actually were saved. They got out on the Xville. So just little things like that, little moments like that. Lots of lot of fun to be found in the zombies mode. So I've been having fun with that as well uh, as a regular MP. So good stuff, man. Lots of stuff to play, but Starfield's got me again. Steel sounds like a sounds like a deal. I had somebody uh, hit me up. I had there's a bunch of people in the DMs trying to see if they can uh, give me a hand. But I tell you guys, unless I get a sketch. I'm not. I'm not trying to move forward with nobody. I need a sketch because this is something that's going to be for the future of living split screen, and I need something that's going to be a, a bit better than what we got right now and really stand out. Because uh, at the end of the day, me, it's going to have to be something that me and Pong can agree to. Because um, I mean, I'm I'm really well. I, I'm really picky, but uh, none, nonetheless, not saying that Pong's not. But still, uh, side 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 question for you to steal just real quick yeah. i just remembered did you get any emails or anything about uh suicide squad kill the justice league closed beta did you get anything notifying that you had signed up for it um thank you for asking um i need to yeah I, you haven't checked either i just went through my email i didn't even get anything verifying that i had signed up even though i know i did I, it's like congratulations um i didn't get a confirmation email at all that's next week by the way so I was just curious. It just popped in my head. No, I hadn't. Okay, I see. I see some things asked for me to sign up. I know I did sign up. Yeah, um, I was just wondering if you got a confirmation email or any notification whatsoever. Because I went through and searched like WB Suicide Squad rocks. Nothing. Like I got nothing in that my emails. Yeah, it says my registration is complete. I don't know how else I would need to. Yeah, for Suicide Squad, it says my registration is complete, but it doesn't say like whether I'm in or not. Was that an email? Uh, yeah, was that an email though? No, it wasn't an email. Uh, I got that. I'm I'm look. I'm going to the official site. Your official site. So when you log into the official site, it says you already registered. Yes, because I signed up. Okay, so, last so it week didn't take mine. Like 
It didn't take mine. Yeah. So I gotta sign up. Yeah, it when I when I went into it, it automatically yeah. said, Yeah, you're okay. And it's supposedly to sign up for play test, redeem play test codes, and manage your participation for WB games. So, okay, yeah, yeah no, I did not I, I did not got that. So I'm gonna have to go back and redo it, even though it did say congratulations, uh, your registration complete. It obviously did not work because I just signed in while we were sitting here and it lets me do the whole process again. So obviously that didn't work so Register. all right i'll do that i'm glad i asked i not that there's a guarantee to get any either but i'm gonna try so uh yeah for anybody who doesn't know uh if you are interested in suicide squad to kill the justice league you can find their official page and sign up for the closed beta which is happening the 30th through the 4th of december so that starts next week as well steel and i are both interested in jumping into it it's going to be heavily nda'd so you're not going to be able to talk about it all we're not going to be able to talk yeah. about it all if we do get a chance to play it um but both of us are curious about the game and we both are kind of hyped about the game so I definitely yeah i'm hype about it, it so i i, I want to see because i've been, there's a there's been a trend one, I feel like I should be an A&R for music because I, I always have an ear for it. And every song that I feel like is like, man, this is the one. It always pops off for whatever reason. But I've been doing this with games, too, where I'm like, oh, I have a good feeling about this game. Usually when I have a good feeling, it ends up being a pretty good game. But usually. usually. Now, I'm I'm probably at about a, at an 80-20. The 20 has been kind of creeping up uh some aspects i can't remember the last one i kind of was was off base no the last one that i, I thought i thought i knew no because it, it wasn't Baldur's gate because i didn't have any real expectation for Baldur's gate um i didn't i didn't expect for it to do as well as it has but um it did but that, it wasn't Baldur's gate it was a different game i can't think of what it is right now but either way um but yeah even if we end up getting in we're not gonna be able to talk about it but yeah um uh, since i do have a good feeling about it i i do want to yeah. Test it out, see how I feel, and kind of go from there. Because I got into uh, skull at this point, Ubisoft. I don't care, so, yo. Yeah, I'm not playing Skull and Bones. I'll tell y'all that. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm not playing that game. That's all I'll say. I'm not playing it. From the from, I can't say why, but there's things that I there's things that I've seen. There's mountains that I've climbed. There's valleys that I've been through. That mm -hmm. um. I would but tell you, Steel, you did not, not play, play the super secret version that they had locked away the entire time. That's actually good. You didn't no. play that version. No, <laughs> no, no. And, and the thing about it too is that since Sea of Thieves has a place, I do see how this could be potentially something. Um, but um, yeah, I haven't played Sea of Thieves either. So I, I can't make that comparison or say yay or nay to that. So if you played Sea of Thieves, you know what I'm talking about. You um, climbed a valley where you went through some valleys and climbed a mountain and reached some of the peaks that I've seen. Uh, then let me know how you feel because I, I would just say I, I just don't. Based of what I've seen from Ubisoft um, over the couple of years, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't pre-order the game. At least I'd say that. So, um. Because now I'm, I'm I'm extremely interested to see whether I, I am going to get into this. Maybe they'll give me something closer to the date, nonetheless. But uh, but yeah, well, here's that. There's the WB. All right. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if there's anything else in particular. Warhammer 40k actually, Space Marine 2 did yeah. get delayed. Um, and actually, because it was supposed to come out this year, I thought. 
Yes, it was. It was supposed to still hit this year, correct? It was supposed to come out this year. It ended up being delayed to the second half of 2024. It's a big delay. It's a huge delay. About almost a year delay. Yeah. It's a huge delay. But you know what? What kind of gets me excited about that? Because I recently played the first Space Marine this year, right? Um, yep. I didn't know the Space Marine had multiplayer. I was completely yep. oblivious to this. And apparently the multiplayer was pretty fun. It's kind of like how we talk about Lost Planet, how it's like so, so severely underrated. Mm. Apparently the Space Marine multiplayer was was pretty underrated also. Uh, yeah. And from what I saw, I think Space Marine 2 is going to have multiplayer in it also. So this yeah. could be an opportunity for them to maybe hone that out a little bit more because... To be to be also to be upfront, the first Space Marine campaign was kind of, was kind of short. Like, oh yeah, I mean sure. during the time that it came out, it was uh, it's yeah. like a six hour, if yeah. if that story. And I played it on hard, uh, whatever the hardest difficulty was. So it's like it's not the longest story, but it is extremely bombastic. It's it's over the top. It makes you feel good. You feel powerful. Like it it was really fun to play. I, I really enjoyed playing it. It's probably definitely a standout throwback game uh, that I've played recently for sure. So seeing what the potential of what two can have and all the graphical fidelity that they have in there, maybe there's some things that they're waiting on uh, to make sure the game performs as best as it can. But if it does have a multiplayer component, especially with gears on the wayside currently, um, mm-hmm. and it's still going through its development, I can see us getting a tears for this, having space Marine two come out next year. It's setting that tone for the third person gruesome, uh, over the top shooter that we can get because Gears yep. is the last one that we that worked in that vein. It was really good. Maybe they find a way to fit it to fit in that space somehow. Maybe maybe that's part of the reason why I got delayed and whatnot. Uh, again, I'm all about if you think your game needs more time. And if I thought they felt yeah. pretty confident, so to see yeah, this great a of a delay. And I know Focus came out and said, oh, we, you know, we, they said the typical thing, oh, we want to make sure the quality of the game is another thing. But uh, what I just saw from the recent trailer, it looked quality to me. So it's like, what, what do you, this, these are the moments where I would be interested to get like a dev, dev diary or something like that to say, hey, what got so big that you needed to delay the game almost a year to almost a year later from what you're saying? Um, just come talk to, talk to us about it. Like from Suicide Squad, I saw, I went down the, um, they're just gonna jump into that real quick. I was going down the YouTube comments for the most recent trailer, and people are still fucking there. I I thought people were up on it. Uh, maybe yeah. it was just a Twitter thing that I was. Yeah, saying. it was a Twitter thing. Yeah. Uh, because I was going through the comments and people were still they were they were shitting on it. Uh, <laughs> and the most recent trailer with them diving deeper to it and, it went, and them giving their aspect of the game, and I felt more confident about it. <laughs> So maybe I'm just going to be one of the weird, strange ones in this one where I'm just like, yeah, man, Same. this is a really good game. Fuck. It's got a good story to it. But man, I, I like I don't know what else I could have asked for. This is the this is a rock steady ass rock steady game. I mean, like maybe that ends up happening. I, I don't know. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not it's not working out for it real well. But uh, to get back on Space Marine, too. Uh, I, I mean, how are you feeling about Space Marine? Is there are you <laughs> worried about it? Uh or are you kind of like me where it's like, damn, I really want to know what else that they could be putting into this uh, to cause this kind of this form of delay? I don't know. Because, again, no, they, Space Marine is not going to be on Game Pass for what we know this far. 
the promo we know, no, not not as of yet. Um, but I I have no idea still because again, everything they showed looks freaking fantastic, brother. Like yeah, again, first of all, awful. the shock was awful. that they're making a number two. I never that thought too, yeah. we would see another Space Marine, but here we are. And I was awesome. getting really excited for it. Even in this year full of exciting games, uh, I was really excited for Space Marine 2. I was planning on being day one on that one if it was going to still show up. Um, and they, they had all the confidence in the world. They kept showing it, and they kept showing off more. They had, like, I think there's a couple of videos still with, like, 15, 20 minutes of gameplay. Like, just looked really, really good. So what was it? Um, did they think maybe next year is going to be a little bit better year uh, to launch it in? That's always a potential when it comes to publishers. If they've got the ability to delay something to a better spot, certainly. The thing that caught me off guard was second half. Like that, again, we're talking about it's probably going to be somewhere between eight months and a year delay on this game. So maybe, Steel, maybe with the hype surrounding it, maybe they were feeling their oats a little bit. Maybe, like you said, they wanted to make sure that if they do have that multiplayer aspect to it, that it is up to par with the single player experience and they want to go back and, and continue to polish it and make sure that when it does launch, because they're probably thinking that maybe they're going to have a bigger launch than they originally expected with space Marine two. Maybe they just want to make sure that everything, all the nuts and bolts are tightened down properly. And that when it does launch, it's in its best light and gives it the best chance to succeed. Warhammer games are a hit or miss. <laughs> you can have really good ones. And yeah. You can have really bad ones, right? I own like the vast majority of Warhammer games. I'm not going to lie. They are another fast food joint for me. I love the, the, the Warhammer universe. I would love to start reading the books at some point because that, that universe is crazy. Again, it's, it's, epic how big it is. It's, it's stupid. The time frames are crazy when you start thinking about it. Anyways, um, but they are hit or miss. And maybe they got a feeling that this could be like one of the best Warhammer games ever released. And maybe they just really want to say, okay, we've got this potential. Let's make sure it lives up to that. Um, and it doesn't come out as just another good Warhammer game. Maybe they want to make this one a great one. So whatever the reason, I don't care. Again, I got plenty to play. Uh, am I a little disappointed, of course, as a gamer? Because again, I was planning on be there day one. I thought it was going to end the year nicely with a nice Warhammer Space Marine. We haven't had gears in a long time. Like Steel said, it gives you that steel that or that gives you that steel. It gives it you that sure gears does. vibe. <laughs> it gives you that gear gears vibe. It does. When it came no, out on 368. Yeah, it obviously was heavily influenced by gears. Oh, Warhammer yeah, is the yeah, perfect yeah. universe for that. Warhammer is a violent, bloody mess of a world, depending on what era you're in. Actually, all their eras are. Um, but it's perfect for that gameplay. And since we haven't had gears in a long time, this is going to definitely fill that. That role even if we get a gears six announcement at the game awards or sometime next year steel having a space marine follow having, up right it's perfect timing like for that excited. there's gonna be people thinking about gears again thinking about that gameplay and and, and space marine is gonna scratch that itch while we wait for gear six so yeah i think all that kind of came into play um but more power to the devs take your time bring it out when you're ready next year Next year is going to be definitely jam-packed again. It's going to be another GOAT year next year. Just on paper, from what I'm seeing so far, we're going to have another conversation about where does next year rank uh, all time, I believe, um, when it's all said and done. So Space Marine, to top it off, next year sometime, second half, cool. Let's do it. I'm good. Yeah, man, sounds really dope. 
with that, I don't have anything else to additionally add to the conversation. Huh? So, do you think this would be a perfect time for us to get into our This Day in Gaming segment? Let's Even see. on a weaker week, we still figure out a way to give you guys four hours worth of content right here on Living Split Screen. If you like what you got today, please let us know in the chat below. If you're watching it afterwards, let us know down in the comments. And uh, audio listeners, whenever you do and are able to tune in, uh, let us know how you feel in, uh, in the poll and review afterwards. Hit that little four or five stars, preferably five stars if you could, um, or leave us a zero if you think we're just complete garbage, or just don't do it at all if uh, if you don't have nothing nice to say. Like your mama used to tell you, if you don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say, it any, say anything. Um, <laughs> but let's get into our This Day in Gaming section, the section that is uh, about treating gaming as art uh, because that I feel like this is extremely important and also a way for us to kind of reflect on games that were released previously so we can be kind of be grateful for where we are today right we get lost in a lot of the transitions a lot of the um, of a lot of our expectations I should say more so in today's era of gaming um, but it's always dope to kind of think back and see like man I remember playing that game and I never thought we would be where we are today so let's get into it ladies and gentlemen um, let me get this pulled up here yes all right so this day in gaming where are we starting now we're starting in 1991 what a good what a, what a good year what a good year glorious year 16 years old let's go let's go all right, so this day in gaming is starting off in 91 with Japan releasing in the arcade Fatal Fury. Let's go. One of the old school fighters. Classic IP. Let's go. Shout out, shout out to Fatal Fury. All right. Next thing that was on that list is in 94 on the Super Nintendo. You had Donkey Kong Country Blockbuster World Video Game Championship 2. Sure. All right, Donkey Kong with the <laughs> longest name that you could have gave the game. My God, damn. It's important, Steel. It's important. The longer the uh, title, so, the better the game. Shout out to Donkey Kong. Then in 94 in Japan, the Game Boy released Dragon Ball Z. Goku, his shulden. You know what's really Very funny about weeks. this? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, because there was a, a thing on X Twitter that went through this week that uh, was asking everybody what their favorite anime, 80s anime was. And I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, duh. What, what is my favorite 80s anime? And I was going through mm -hmm. some of the list. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, Dragon Ball was, was right there, yeah. man. Okay, it definitely definitely started for me. But well, what what were you gonna say? Go ahead, Buffalo. Oh, I was gonna say there's very few weeks we to go by where we don't have a Dragon Ball Z game. It does really here it's recently. Crazy. It seems like it's yeah. like damn near every other week. <laughs> there's, there has to be at least a couple Dragon Ball games in there. Yep. Um. All right. In '94 in Japan on the Super Nintendo, you got Gokujo Porodis. Porodius, I would say, I guess. Porodius. Gokujo Porodius. Like it? I'll go, we'll go okay. with it. Uh, shout out to Gokujo. Uh, in 96, Nintendo 64 released Killer Instinct 2. There you go. There's some Killer Instinct love for you guys. There you go. Shout out to Killer Instinct, as always. Again. All right. Uh, the next thing on the in 1997 on the Saturn, you got Enemy Zero. Okay. 
Never don't recall seeing that. But all right. Uh, then in 98, in the PlayStation released Buster Groove. I feel like I remember that for a weird reason, but I don't I don't know. I don't want to say that I, I played that. I don't know. Uh then in 98 in Japan in the arcade, you had The Last Blade 2. Another fighter. Shout out to Last Blade. Okay, shout out Last Blade. Uh, then in 99 in Japan, the Dreamcast released Mockin X. Freaking underrated Dreamcast game. Mockin X was absolutely crazy, weird, wild. Mockin X, fantastic game on Dreamcast. Oh, absolutely yeah. awesome, man. A battler. Nice. It was just so much fun, man. Oh, God. So cool. It was different from everything we had seen up to that point. Again, that that's the thing that it seemed I like miss. a lot with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I do miss about that those eras, Steel, is that devs were trying new things that had never been done before, right? And so we got, like, this surprise, like, oh, my God, I haven't really seen this in a game before. Like, tech, again, we just don't see those leaps. We see leaps graphically and, we, you know, ray tracing and all this kind of stuff. That's all cool. But when it came to actual gameplay, like, a lot of it's already been done. Like, there's not too many more places devs can go, really. Whereas back then, devs were still experimenting and trying new things because the tech was leaping to points where 3D, you know, became the thing. And all of a sudden we had never, you know, a lot of genres had never been represented ever before in 3D. So we kept getting new versions and different styles. And it was, it was so cool. But Machinex was one of them. Machinex was insanely good. Nice. That's pretty Tough, dope. too. Tough. Uh, then in 99, uh, in Japan, the PlayStation released Rhapsody 2, Ballad of the Little Princess. Shout out to Rhapsody. Shout out to Rhapsody. I only know it as a um, music player, I believe. Then in 2002, the Game Boy Advance released Legends of Wrestling 2. Shout out to Legends of Wrestling. I never understood all the games that came on Game Boy that people played on it. I was like, Jesus, how are you guys playing this on a Game Boy? What the fuck? A lot of those games were kind of were actually pretty decent. Uh, well, sure. I can only really speak to the Sonic games. Those were, those were yeah, good. yeah. Like Sonic Advance, oh, sure. what a fucking great game! That was a really sure. good game. I actually kind of want to. I actually want to go back to that. I might download. I might download that. I need. I need to go. I need to see if I can find it. Uh, then in 2004, in Japan, the Game Boy Advance released Dogs. Well, dogs and cats and all those games. Yeah. Uh, then in 2004, Japan released on the Game Boy Advanced Gundam Seed Destiny. Now, I don't know how you were playing Gundam on the Game Boy Advance, but, you know, nonetheless. <laughs> not the type of Gundam that I would want to play, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, then in 2008, on the DS, uh, you had Club Penguin Elite Penguin Force. Nice. Then in 2000, <laughs> Club Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elite Penguin Force. It just sounds dope. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe. It does. Uh, then in 2010, the PSP released Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. Shout out to Danganronpa. God, I love that Never played series. them. Let's go. Let's go. Then in 2010, in Japan, the Wii released Mario Sports Mix. Yep. Mario Sports. Okay. Let's go. Mario. Uh, then in 2010, the Macintosh and PC released Mystery Case Files 13th Skull. Okay. All right. Then in 2010, Japan released on the DS Super Robot Tizen L. 
I played Super Robot Tyson before. I think so. I think so. I think you I might, you might. If you liked all of them, you have. might have. You probably, yeah, you probably I probably have. have. Yeah, I probably dabbled. Uh, the Nintendo has an attendant in Japan. PlayStation 3 released Trinity Souls of Zill. Oh, the hell is that? Uh, Sounds kind of cool. Yeah, could potentially anytime you put L's at uh, an apostrophe and two L's after an O, it it have to be pretty decent. You think so? It's got to live. It's got to live up to something. If you're gonna, it's got to live up to something. Oh, I don't know what is what is old. I was developed by Omega Force, published by Tecmo. Oh. So Omega Force, of course, uh, you know we know them from uh, Dynasty Warriors, of course. The role playing game, Warriors. action RPG. Yeah, bro. What is? Yeah. What is this? You gotta see this. Oh, For yeah, years, Omega this. Force has transcended the action genre to create one of the video game's most legendary franchises. Now, mm-hmm. it will unleash its imagination on the realm of fantasy with the upcoming Trinity Souls of Sil Owl. It, it's their take on an action RPG, a JARPG. It's their oh, okay. take on it. It actually looks kind of cool for being a play for being a PlayStation Three game. It's got a little Final Fantasy to it. Oh wow! Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Shout, no, he shout looks like he got classes and everything. He got different Trinity. characters. Yeah. Huh. I'd never heard of this game before, but it's actually looking pretty cool from the videos I'm seeing. Oh, so there we go. We find, might have found a yeah. sleeper in there. Yeah, might have found a sleeper. So what I, what I tell you, if it had two L's after that O, tell you. Got to live up to it. Yeah, it's got to live up right. to it. Um. Anyway, then in 2014 on the Linux Macintosh PC, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4, you had Geometry Wars Three dimensions. Geometry Great game. Wars. I put well, I put hours in that. Yeah, that's Geometry Wars is one of those games where it's like I'm I, I low key get scared to like download it because you yeah. can just get lost in that for oh, yeah. a long Back. time. It's a, that's that's definitely a roguelike boat. There, that's that's a there. There you go. Have some fun with that. I, that's like I, that's what I would give it to. Yeah, no, and I right. used to play too. Uh, just on on uh, Vita. It was so good. Oh, on wow. Vita, bro. Yeah, so I good. can imagine yeah. them. Yeah, so good. Uh, they don't take uh, a whole lot. Don't take a whole lot. No, no. Trinity got a five from IGN back in the day. Oh, so it was ass. Well, no, because it's IGN. I mean, but, but it was handful, back in the day. Verdict, but a handful of memorable moments aren't enough to recommend Trinity Souls of Zill Ol with a sturdy RPG backbone and combat that's light and inoffensive. It'll happily consume your time. Though it's dearth of imagination and lack of ambition ensures that you'll get little back in return. So it sounds like that would probably wind up to be like a seven, eight for me by the sounds of it. Maybe a hard yeah. six. Lack seven. of ambition means, oh, they didn't do anything new. Right. Oh, I mean, during that time, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in those days. 2010. I mean. Well, Games Radar oh. gave it a one star. Oh, whoa, whoa, shit. Yo, what is that? Is it really a uh, one star? Is it broken? Like, was that the problem? I never took. Hold on. Did somebody actually explain maybe. it. Trinity can run anywhere between 25 to 30 hours. But with so many good titles coming out in just a few months, the, this game isn't worth your 30 hours of your time. It's not worth one hour of your time. We couldn't even recommend this game to the most enthusiastic JRPG fans. The story is a joke. The combat is uninspired and the quests are utterly banal and the characters are about as likable as a deep sea angler. Fishes. I mean, I can, I can, I can, I can hear that, I guess. I mean, characters. But still kind of, a uh, one. 
putting it in yeah, lane if you're not you lose both of your supporting characters which severely weakens you but none of your enemies get any easier to fight it's like being tied to a chair having a dirty sock shoved in your mouth and then being told to clear out an entire what? dungeon of pissed <laughs> off goblins with your feet bro this, this is how this is how this is how gaming journalism used to be like this stuff i can get into like where they wrote like real i mean i get sometimes. it like yeah, i get what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah i get yeah, what you're saying yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, over the top huh crazy well this is why we're not never saying heard it's broken it, though right they're not saying it's broken okay no pros pros were pretty hot pretty hand-painted aesthetic that i noticed right away nice soundtrack colorful mm-hmm. environments cons the characters the combat and the game <laughs> The character to combat in the game. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the what was wrong with the combat? Well, that's what I'm saying. It, on, they, they just said it was uninspired. Like I said, back then there was so much copycatting going on. Oh, there still is nowadays, but what, again, it back like then, devil may cry. Like I was like, what, what did it play like? No, like, it looked uh, like an, it looked like it, it looked like, um, it looked like final fantasies action. That's what it looked like to me when I was watching the videos, but in a PS three version. Right. So not quite as flashy. But it looked like a, it looked like an action J J A R P G as we talked about today. Somebody, I don't know, bro. This. I don't know. This is interesting, man. Sorry, chat. I know we're disrupting the whole flow. We're ending the show, but you know, Steel and I, we see games that are kind of we're curious about, and we got to kind of look again. These we're gamers like this. This is like what we we like to find these out of the way games. Overall, like- meta. Okay, so here, Steel. Here we go. Metacritic, right? Because they go back and they even okay, if yeah, they yeah. weren't around at time, right? So 34 critic reviews. It came out to a 55. Okay. okay. But user reviews based on 33 user reviews was 7.5. That sounds about right. And, and this isn't a, this isn't this isn't a game from the time back when people would just shred a game to shred a game, right? There was none of that nonsense really happening back then per se on on a big basis. So I would look at the user review and say, yeah, this is probably something that I would play and be like, nah, this is a pretty decent game. Like overall, let me see here. Cheat Code Central gave it a 74, said there's a ton of content available, but far too much of it is repetitive. Okay, yeah, we get repetitive yeah, RPGs okay. all the time. That's all the time. If you enjoy leveling up and questing. Then there's 50 hours of it plus here. I enjoy leveling up and questing. Okay. So pretty much the story brought this down back then, Steel, because everybody says the story is just terrible. Well, it, the other thing it looks like it's it, it uh really suffered in, it doesn't have it doesn't have a lock on. Oh, okay. So it was free. It was it's a it's a combat. it's a it's a 3D fighter with no lock on. Okay. And you can throw magic abilities and shit like that out and miss. And, and miss. And I can I can see but even back then like yeah. That was just kind of how some games were. Like you had to just you had to place the character a certain way to do certain attacks or whatever. But I mean, yeah, from the game, I mean, from the gameplay that I'm watching, yeah. I mean, overall the game doesn't it doesn't look bad. I mean, no, story-wise, of course, PS3. we wouldn't be able to say anything about that. No, uh, I mean, it has action-based combat. I mean, that looked fine. I mean, this is a good example. I mean, 7.5, they put a Metacritic and put it at a 7.5. I mean, no, uh, user, put it at a 55. User, user, I mean, user yeah, side, though. Yeah. If the user yeah. side of it put it at about a 7.5, I mean, I can, yeah. I can see this being, a, again, a, a, like, a, like I said, a hard six or definitely a seven at least. Yeah, so but again, again, I mean, digital, I can understand how that's annoying, but 
Digital Trends gave it a three and a half stars. They said addictive combat, unique characters, lots of quests. Cons were graphically dated. Fantasy setting is generic. Okay. A step back amongst better RPG. So again, that's kind of what everybody was saying. It was just PS3 era, 360 era had a lot of great RPGs, right? So that sounds like what happened is it got docked for being just kind of okay amongst a lot of good games, right? But there's still probably a pretty decent game to find there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's one of what what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, folks. Interesting. Trinity Souls of Zill Ol or Ol apostrophe LL, however they Zillo. Zillo? Maybe Zillow. Something like that. Yeah. I like I like saying Zillow. Zillow. Yeah, add that extra emphasis on it. Make it make it sound spicy. Yeah, GameSpot gave it a 6.5. Yeah. So it sounds like it was right right there. It was just yeah. okay. So it was an yeah. average ass game. Yeah, during it was the an time. average ass game back during that time. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't yeah. bad, just average as hell. Yeah. I don't think it was a one, but uh <laughs> what's a generic <laughs> RPG setting, Bold Alpha? Yeah, you're right. Again, that's why I shrugged my shoulders because Final you, Fantasy, I mean, because it has grass I mean, and an open setting and there's some random world. gods. I don't, I don't Yeah, I mean I it don't looks know like Lord of the Rings. I don't like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I just, uh, people say that like the dark fantasy people say like dark fantasy all looks the same but then i look at bloodborne and i go and i look at dark souls and it's like i don't think it looks the same i think it still has its own version of what it's trying to go for even and even in remnant 2 it has some of that it's like that doesn't look like some of the things that i've seen Ray, I'm sure it looks Ray, similar but yeah ray you asked who gave that uh i'm assuming you asked who gave that review when was i was talking about the games radar one oh, yeah it was by a jordan jordan bauman i don't know if he's still doing it he was a freelance journalist and he worked for games radar and gamer magazine back in the day um he worked as a public relations coordinator for ea capcom namco and more that was yeah i just back in the day uh, yeah, because I, I I've, I've heard other people say that certain games just have this like they have a generic RPG setting. Like I yeah. I just don't is I, I I'm sorry I'm stuck on that. It's just I I never I've never made sense out of that. Like I don't I don't know what that's this is it's there's oceans there's water there's, there's grass there's like I don't I like there's mountains. I mean there's typically a lot of those things in those games. So like I don't I don't know what you what people mean by that. But um, it's all set in Final Fantasy. Like I, I that's not the case either. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah he's need, still. Need he's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's still. He's still around. He still lists himself as a freelance writer. He oh, hasn't written okay. for Games Radar since 2019. He did a. Uh, he did a Halo a story in 2019, but that was the last time he wrote there. Otherwise, he's been in. Yeah, no, he's still listed as a freelance writer, so he's out there writing stuff. But yeah, he had the. He's the one with the dirty sock quote. That that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, game didn't look like it deserved a dirty sock, but. You know, no, 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 no. T show. Uh, all right. Uh, then we go into 2014 on the 3DS um, with Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth. So shout out to everybody who's into Persona Q. Didn't even though that was a thing. Um, all right. Then in 2014 on the Mac, PC, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4, you had Tales from the Borderlands. A Telltale Game Series. You're muted, Paul. But I think I own it, but I haven't even touched it. I'm trying to remember if I got it, if it was free through Games with Gold at one point. 
Oh, okay. I think so. I think it's in my library. I think I haven't played it yet, which is I've, I've played plenty of telltale games. Right. And I love borderlands. Did I, maybe I did pop this in for a short period of time, but this is supposedly a really good one. Tales from the borderlands is supposedly really well done. The story wise. So. Okay. Well, there you go. There's that. Um, then in 2020 on PC, you had Gravity Fire. No okay. Idea. Then in 2022 on PlayStation 4, you had Bleak Dystopia. The future of the video game industry, thanks to all the acquisitions by Xbox Steel. Right Ooh, there. That's what the game's about. On PlayStation 4. Go play it. Buy it. <laughs> should have bought it. You should have bought it day one to support the devs. Uh then in 2022, uh on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I think this is probably going to be game. Of the, this is probably the game of the year for them that year. It was uh, the jumping tofu. Who doesn't like tofu? And when it when it can taste like whatever you cook it, I don't know mm-hmm. how you can hate on it. Yep, I don't know how you can hate on it. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's too bad for you either, from what I know. I, it I'm is the food it's buff, good, but but hey, not, okay, tofu's so available. I used to glad I haven't eaten like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to really spice up tofu to make it good. Yeah, yeah, nah, you gotta, you gotta put some. Oh, it's, it's like play doo. Yeah, 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 no, no, nah. it's not not worth it. It's definitely not. It's, no. de- it's definitely not worth it. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was your this day in gaming segment. Well, yeah, with an added with an added look at an unknown little uh, little out of the way unknown title from PlayStation Three. That's true. Omega, Omega Force. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, no, that was great this day in gaming, man. So enjoyed that one for sure. It made me feel old, of course. Oh God. Well, of ladies course. and gentlemen, hopefully you've just uh, you've enjoyed this uh, wacky episode today. It's kind of been all 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 over the place. Started very strong. Yeah. Uh, straight straight into the hot topic of talking about what's going on with the reviews and uh, people calling others insane and saying that you got to be crazy to to think the way. That you yeah. think uh, forcibly trying to get you to ignore your actual life experiences and the and the things uh, and your and your other opinions that you've gained while being in this hobby. So, but nonetheless, uh, ladies and gentlemen, continue to make sure you're understanding who you are, not only as a person but as a gamer as well. Um, and play what you love, like Pong says all the time, man. Uh, but with that. I'll go ahead and get myself on out of here. You can find me, Steel Rain, the T is a seven everywhere. Uh, Google's probably the easiest place, but uh, Twitter, otherwise known as X, and uh, the Xbox ecosystem is probably going to be the main places. So definitely hit me up on there, DMs or anything like that. Um, other than that, Liver Split Screen is live every Saturday, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time. Uh, it's the home of that live, raw, and uncut nature, man. That RTS perspective where we pull ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map, pull our resources together so not we can not only build up our foundation for ourselves, but also build up that foundation for those three billion gamers uh, that Phil Spencer always talks about. And I know he's refined that number down a bit, but we're still working on that, Risha. Don't, don't you worry, Phil. We got you. Um, and other fellow gamers, we got you. Don't worry. Uh and other than that, thank you, thank you guys for coming out. Don't forget. I mean, tell a friend, tell a buddy. Or just be selfish and do it for yourself. Don't, it doesn't matter. This right here will be going to a very lucky winner. 
Yes, sir. Within the next week no. or so. Again, definitely want to make sure I get this out on um, before Christmas and whatnot. Um, and I think somebody asked a question about uh, if it's going to be America only. I put it to you like this. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. Right now, I'm leaving it open. Right now. I, I kind of do want to limit it to Europe, potentially. Uh, and it just depends, because I know customs gets really tricky. That's the only thing about that. Um, there's been my experiences with sending things to, like, Germany, for an example, um, or getting them from Germany, for an example. Sometimes you don't your things can sit in customs for a long time. And you may not ever may not ever get your product or it may get lost or something to that nature. So I am on one mind, maybe keeping it potential stateside to, to, to alleviate any problems. Um, but I'm not closing it off. Um, I haven't looked into it. I don't ship out stuff often, so I have no idea what's going to be the best scenario. Uh, I know it is going to cost some a little some ducats to, to send it. If we got to send it across across seas, but um. Right now, I will say up front, preferably, is going to be best if we keep it stateside just to make sure that we don't run into any problems uh, because if we do have to send it across uh, across seas, it's just custom issues and things of like that nature. It is going to be put into a, a good box with bubble wrap and all the good stuff. But again, this is an unopened box. This, is, this has not been touched. I just got it from the store. So... You're not going to get some, you're not going to get an egg carton in here. It's not going to be a, a Game Boy Advance inside. It's going to be a Series S console. Um, so, again, and that's a thank you to you guys. Shout out to the community. Shout out to Dragonheart Yobi being part of the, uh, really a part of our foundation here. I, I would start considering him as a founder um, per se. He's been with us since, since the very beginning, DMs, chats, and everything. So, uh, But again, thank you guys all for supporting us, helping us get over that 1K. Onwards and upwards towards 3K is the new goal currently. Um, 1,500 is the, is the short-term goal. But uh, yeah, man, so much love to you guys and Pong. Uh, tell the people, beautiful people where they can find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another great, fantastic Saturday morning, even though we totally went off the rails to start out the show. Didn't do intros, didn't do any of that. We just roll right into it. Again, Steele and I, that's why we come here to talk, because we like doing that. Normally, might have a little bit more structure to it, but not this morning. We were already into it. The chat was into it, so we just rolled on into it. But thank you all for being here again. Uh, you guys are what makes the show go. You are the gas that fuels everything that we do. It's why we're here. Otherwise, Steele and I just could have these conversations offline. I mean, that's that's how easy this would be to do. Him and I would have the same types of conversations between just the two of us, but you guys engaging, you guys being here, you guys lurking, you guys listening, <clears throat> listening in the future is why we want to share these conversations. So thank you all for being here. All love and respect as always. Uh, for that steel again, brother, thank you for everything that you do behind the scenes and make the show uh, what it is, because again, you do all the extra stuff that on your side um, and it's always appreciated brother. And you know, it's all love when I tell you that. So thank you for that. Otherwise, um, as always, Pong Soul on the X, formerly known as Twitter, Pong Soul on Xbox. Follow me. I'll follow you back tonight. The shop podcast ptk blams channel be there the best way to end your saturday night ptk blam fuzzy belvedere myself and tonight we are bringing in the world famous 
the amazing, the positive, Mr. Positive, Mr. Webb Dave is coming through tonight. So we're going to have a good conversations there. Shout out to Webb. Uh, you know, we're going to have a fun time with him tonight. So join us there, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time, the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel. The next week it starts all over again. I got to podcast with Boom finally. It has been something like eight months, I think, since I got the podcast with Boom. Uh, just due to real life work situation, I can't hit his shows anymore. But Got the day off for Black Friday, took the day off, so I was there for breakfast with Boom, but Boom does it five days a week. Tuesdays is Xbox Factor Podcast. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Boomstick is the man. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, every Tuesday for all good things green, be there. And then Thursday night, we didn't have PM in the PM this week because of Thanksgiving, obviously, uh, but Mav and I will be back Thursday night over on this fun speculation network for that 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, PM in the PM every Thursday night that we possibly can. We are there. Join us. We're going to have some good conversations. Who knows what this week will bring? Um, and then, of course, Friday nights, the family gets together. We never know how many are going to be there, who's going to be there, what's going to be said. But it's always a good time. Lots of laughs, lots of conversation. It is Xbox Ultimate every Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, again on the Fun Speculation Network. And then, God willing, be back here next week for episode 128. Whew, boy, man, Steel, I can't believe we were 128 episodes in. Absolutely incredible. Um, just what a, what an experience this has been. What a run, man. So, um, everybody, it's a golden age of gaming people. Please get out there. Enjoy it. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're playing, wherever you're playing. We're all thankful for something this year. It doesn't take a special day just to remember that we're thankful. But, man, I'm thankful to be a gamer right now in the golden age. So get out there. Play what you love. Love what you play. And I'll talk to you all real, real soon. Steel, get us out of here, brother. Oh, he's coming Sorry. back. I had he's to coming answer back. the door. He expected to it was going to be a lot longer outro, everybody. Look at that. No, I didn't. I wasn't expecting for somebody to be at the door. Um, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people, greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we will see you next week on episode 128 of Living Split Screen. Much love. Stay safe. And uh, see you next time. Peace. Later.